it is pka episode 319 so oh yeah everybody fired up for a brand new show <laughs> yeah we haven't all been sitting here for three hours it's nothing like that we didn't just record <laughs> two hours of a show and now we're starting a new that didn't happen so it wasn't my fault this time if that well, happened i'd be very upset and in a sour mood <laughs> well, we, be upset with Taylor. we were Who? recording hey! A message popped up and said, like, whoops, OBS crashed. Uh, do you want to, like, kill it? And I'm like, no, no. And I, and there was, like, two questions I could answer, both of which was, like, don't, you know, search the internet for solutions to this problem. Just keep going. And uh, then it OBS closed. And what a the horrible file... tip tech forum what should i do to fix this oh that <laughs> fuck it get it, just do it again no chance <laughs> so, so we uh, are here what episode is this 319 and you know what i the last one we kicked off with about an hour of politics maybe an hour and a half i'd like i think we should this time okay i just think it's momentous we got to talk a little politics he's building a goddamn wall at our southern border i you mean bring up a strong point he's supporting people can Woody? we start with paul like, yeah, well, let's, we should let's, start, with, let's the start with the sponsors. Hey, guys. And Paul. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. We'll sponsors are more important than you, Paul. You pipe down. All right. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about Dollar Shape Club, Blue Apron, Wink, which is uh, kind of brand new. It's Club W's uh, uh, new look, uh, Squarespace, and a brand new one, I think, uh, Texture. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all those later. But, of course, we have Paul, the, uh, the pyro puncher himself, coming in from Ireland. The land of seven yep. million Conor McGregor fans. Yep, the so, land of oh, the future. Can you, can you tell us everything new with you again? <laughs> sure. So I graduated. <laughs> I, I graduated college. I started running, and I quit doing YouTube full time last year. And now I do freelance web development. So did you make a good video? Show. Did you tell everyone you quit YouTube? Well, was I, this I, the my announcement? Know. <laughs> uh, well, they know. They know. I. I didn't quit YouTube. You, I always say I don't think you ever quit YouTube. Anybody right. that does YouTube eventually comes back to it um, in some way or another. I still make videos every week. Uh, it's just a part-time sort of thing now. And uh, as I said, like a lot of my views are from old videos that I did years ago. So it's nice supplemental in income. So you were like a Minecraft superstar. Part of Is it Minecraft? Is that what you were? Minecraft? Yeah, I'm still part of it. Um, it's just a gaming group that we formed, uh, and then we incorporated it about two years ago into a business. And See, that, that always happens, right? Like, oh yeah, we're just five friends who like to play Minecraft, you know, in a limited liability corporation that shares revenues <laughs> and, and cross promotes. And, and like, how does that like evolve from guys who just live stream together to a company? So we. Uh, went to conventions together and met up with one another. I think once you start meeting up with people in real life, you start to, you know, gain a little bit more trust with them, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we were doing, we wanted to do some brand deals. Like we did a, a deal with uh, the card game Superfight. And there's like a DLC deck with a bunch of our characters. and Well, not characters, a bunch of us in it, I guess. Um, and it's just a lot easier to deal with, you know, 20 different personas if you're all under the one sort of alias of a, a corporation or a company. And um, it just is a lot less hassle, you mm -hmm. know, like we, we're not some sort of like huge super corporation. Now. It's just a lot easier to refer to us as one entity instead of 25 or 20, I guess, now uh, individual. Was it super people. profitable? Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure, man. I... I, I we leave that to the 
the CEO, uh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of the guy that formed it, and he started Minecraft uh, ages ago as a Minecraft server, and it eventually grew to be this big gaming group now. So, um, you know, we still go to conventions. We do yearly charity streams for Extra Life. Got my shirt on here. Um, we did one in November there in San Francisco um, did- at the Mar- Microsoft Loft, and it was super fun. Was Minecraft a public server? Or, like at first, it was just something only you guys could play on, right? It was a single-player world that Good did, the guy that founded it, and then he started a private server. Um, and then some of, some of the original members were actually fans that wrote into him saying, you know, I want to play with you. Mm-hmm. And they became members, and some of those guys actually became full-time Let's Players because of that, which is kind of cool. You know, they were fans watching videos, and then got invited on. And uh, But the server, did you ever make, like, a public server with hundreds of players uh, or thousands of we players? Had, we had a minigame server mm-hmm. uh, called Play Minecraft. Um, but once the Eula came in, we sort of were losing quite a bit of money from that, so we shut it down for that reason, but there was a big community behind that. Um, but you know you know, the way servers go with the Eula. It's kind of... Well, they didn't really enforce it too much, did they? But at the same yeah. time... I, I sometimes wonder like how if I played that right. You know, On one hand, Woody Crap was shrinking. It just was. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, I guess like a lot of things, there's a bell curve to popularity. And, uh, you know, it, sometimes my fellow server owners tell this like story like, oh, yeah, Woody stopped investing in us. That's not true. Just all our investments didn't pan out like they once did. Like we'd make a new game. It'd be wildly popular for less than a week and then wouldn't have a player base. And it was like, shocks, you know, like mm-hmm. we get up to bat and we just don't seem to hit home runs like we used to. I don't know why. We're trying just as hard. And then the EULA came along, and, and suddenly you've got Mojang, like, threatening lawsuits and stuff, and you're not making as much money. It, it, Woodycraft was still profitable. It just <clears throat> seemed less worth it, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, so what I did anyway is I ran it for about six months, maybe more, uh, with the store closed, like, for free, and uh, just let the player count continue to dwindle. And sometimes I still get people who were like, Woody Crash shut down? Like, I just realized it. Ha <laughs> perfect. You're zo- yeah, that's how I wanted it to work. <laughs> I wanted you to, like, not be like, oh, you fucker, like, it's gone. It needed to be like, oh, how long has it been gone? Because that way I feel like they were less impacted by it. You know, I wanted them to mm-hmm. leave on their own. And uh, But now that, like, another year has gone by and they haven't enforced the EULA at all, I'm like, should I have kept that thing cooking? I yeah, man, there's a lot of servers out there still, you know, doing the things that they were doing before. And uh, yeah. I'm not sure, like, Microsoft's behind it now as well. So you don't know, you know, will they ever clamp down on the the legal yeah. side of things? And I'm told it doesn't make money like it used to. Uh, it used to the be- servers? Yeah. And I, it's yeah, I mean, shrinking, that's for sure. Like, if people will point to the really successful ones and say, Hypixel has 20,000 people on it. That's great. It is great. But they used to have 50,000 people on it. So. Yeah, I think one thing that people, uh, a lot of people that grew up on PC Minecraft don't understand is that PC is no longer the core player base of Minecraft. It's all consoles and tablets now, for the most part. Um, and there's actually statistics out there that back that up. Hmm. Um, so you won't get much people going on the servers. There's still a huge player base there, obviously, but the development now um, and the player base is mostly on consoles and tablets it's a lot younger player base as well um that's a problem i had like uh, so i could reach out to people the people i can reach out to 
are aging out of Minecraft, you know? Like when I was first starting my server, these people were like 17. And then it runs for a couple of years, suddenly they're <clears> 21 <throat> and they're not Minecraft players. And, mm-hmm. you know, my YouTube channel as an advertising platform lost its effectiveness. There was no one subscribed to me who was yet to hear about the server. And uh, I don't know, it just seemed like it was dwindling. So I closed it. But, yeah, I, I, find, I find that's the way a lot of online sort of platforms in general go. You know, people grow up, people move on, and the new generation, so to speak, comes through, right? Yeah. I remember you saying that in a video a while ago, actually, that, you know, all the YouTubers that are popular, I remember you said this three or four years ago, actually, and it's, it was very accurate. A lot of the guys who were popular and I were, you know, going to obviously move on, and people were going to grow up, and, you know, who was here four or five years ago, um, YouTube-wise, and... You know, yeah. they're gone now. You seem to have, like, your channel is one of the exceptions that had, like, a second run, you know? Like, it, mm-hmm. go, go ahead. Yeah, so the Call of Duty stuff I went with, and then I got really popular with the Minecraft stuff. Like, um, I was pulling, like, five, six million views a month with the Minecraft mod stuff that I was doing. Um, and I had a huge boom with that. And I'm not sure what happened, because I was looking at my algorithm or analytics on YouTube, and I had... Um, you know, two to three months of really popular growth from YouTube's uh, recommendation mm-hmm. platform. And y- you know how that goes, you know, it changes all the time. And they change some sort of algorithm on there. And then some videos that were getting like, let's say 2000 views a day, just dropped right down to like, you know, 50 or 40 or something like that. And then obviously everyone jumped on Minecraft and there was a lot more competition there. So that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I have a video. I- I've never had a 2 million view video. Right, I, I still think I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a video, something about like Colin's progress is inspiring, and it had like 1.9 million views, and it was getting like, you know, I'm making up numbers, but we'll say four or five hundred views a day, and it's like, you know, at some point this is going to tick over, and then the YouTube algorithm must have changed because it changed to like six views a day. Like it just sometimes I do the math, and I'm like, I won't even live that long. Like it, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just put it on your uh, homepage with autoplay for a few days. Get that, get that up. Tell all your friends. To visit. Yeah. Uh, there's another video um, that's also 1.9. Like, I looked at it, I don't know, a month or two ago. I think I have two videos now with 1.9 million, and the other one's going to pass it. It might be when I tasered FPS Russia. I'm not sure. That might be the other one. I'd have to look at it. That thing up. hurts so goddamn much. I hated that. I hated that you, so much. You acted like it didn't hurt. You were able of to be like... I acted like it didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> it's fucking awful. It's awful. It's electricity. It, it is. Now that I'm thinking I'm... about it, all of my top most popular videos have nothing to do with me. My most popular one, the only one I have over a million... I just happened to be the first person that when Call of the Dead, that zombie map came out, I just happened to record the George Romero intro and uploaded it. Didn't add anything. <laughs> I think I put my own intro on there and uploaded it. And that's my most popular video <laughs> by far. Behind that, also, I believe, also nothing to do with me. I just fucked up and humiliatingly missed a whole clip of machine gun as some guy schooled me and i'm like oh this is the biggest fail in black ops 3 so far i know that for a fact because it came out two hours ago uploaded that no commentary nothing 30 seconds long dominates my views like compared to all the other garbage i made and then the one that i made where i didn't talk about and i just pretended that uh 2012 or the day after tomorrow 
was Hurricane Sandy, and people that's didn't. And people got upset by that. That's but I great. also, once again, had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Like, so to this video on Taylor's channel, it's it's just it's like the news report audio from like Hurricane Sandy, but the visual is from the movie The Day After Tomorrow when the giant wave crushes New York City. <laughs> and it's like it's a it's the biggest wave ever, right? Like it's like something out of the Bible. Like this thing rolls through skyscrapers and right up Fifth Avenue and like, you know, it's it's thirty stories high this wave. But he's he's like playing it with the audio of Hurricane Sandy where they're like, Yes, it's 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 terrible here on the on the on the North Jersey, you know, turnpike and then just like this massive wave crushing is the the uh, the Statue of Liberty and it, it, it people there were some people who were I guess taking it to be real and more m- many because, more people yeah, thought it they was thought just that terrible just because I uploaded it while people were still being hurt that that was somehow <laughs> insane <laughs> and I disagree wholeheartedly just because people were announced dying slightly a little <laughs> after I uploaded the video doesn't mean I caused them to die during you know, this is real this is a movie. We didn't even have the final death toll and you uploaded that shit. <laughs> no heart. We're thinking about fuck. it and just being like, is this stupid to upload? And I was like, no, like, I think I know my followers and they'll get a good titter out of this. And the ones who wouldn't don't have electricity right now anyway, so it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I like looking that at that thing. Um, shit, I don't think, I think I had to take it down. It probably had music on it or something like that. That 1.9 million view video, but I have another 1.9 million view video, and it's I'll bark when I want to. God damn it! It's not the FPS oh, yeah. Russia one. So have you yeah. hit the two million yet? No, that it's no. also it's at 1.9. Yeah. I yeah. think you I had to take wearing a dog collar, getting electric. I mean, give him a few extra views there, and we're almost to two million. That'd yes. Be nice to, to yeah, that'd join. be nice. Watch me. I'll bark when I want to. God damn it! <laughs> Watch it. Give me. Yeah. Get me over yeah. the hump. If each of you watch it a thousand times, <laughs> I'm a, we got a real shot. <laughs> if each of them watch it once, that's all it would that's take. True. I uh, I want to get one of the sensory deprivation tanks. That you seems want like fun. one? No, I want to get in one. There's places. Oh, you can oh go I misunderstood. I, I, I rewatched Stranger Things the other day, and, and I think maybe if I get in one of those, then I could you know cross over to the other side or something. I think I think that might be fun, or at least get to get have some sort of weird introspective like experience where you dive into your own psyche you um, want to do it like in arizona or somewhere where you can do ayahuasca i'm like uh, likes or you just want to get in the the dark pool and just kind of lay there for a bit no i'm about to go on a trip uh i'm going with kitty for her birthday and they have a sensory deprivation tank center like nearby so i, I think i'm just gonna go do it what are you supposed to get out of it other like i I, I really I've heard a lot of different things. Um, I don't know, but I just want to experience it because because you, basically you're floating in this salt solution um, in complete darkness and complete silence. So it you know it cuts off all of your main uh, sensory uh, systems and you kind of go on some sort of introspective little little journey. I guess. Well, do you take drugs with this thing? No, I, I think people do. Right. Like, like that, so that was that MK Ultra stuff that the CIA did, and like um, people have done that before, taking LSD, like huge doses of LSD, and uh, then Very going scary. into those tanks. Yeah, yeah, you would you would think so, and that's kind of in, in part what Stranger Things is based on. You know, loosely is that kind of real life experimentation that our government did, and that people have done privately as some sort of uh, at, at like universities and, and experiments, and. I guess recreationally or for like, I, I don't know what you call it when you're just wanting to do some weird drugs and go into a tank, but I'm going in there sober. Um, I, I don't think there's any like chemicals required to like 
do this thing. So is uh, there one near you? you no, I, like I said, I'm going with Kitty for her birthday, and there's oh, one there. Right. Yeah, it would be awesome. I would love to do that. You know, one thing that I've wanted to do similar to that recently is going like a 10 day meditation retreat where you just sit and focus on your breath for 10 days. And I was oh. watching a guy watch a video uh, that went on it and he said it just completely like transformed his mind. <laughs> That's terrible. Dude, <laughs> uh, you were going insane or you were coming back like some sort of enlightened being? No, I want to go to a sweat lodge. That sounds more fun. I want to <laughs> I want to get in there and sweat and be dehydrated until I almost lose my mind and die and go on a little journey. Like that sounds it 10 days like of meditation. Yeah, like that's a guy is. who's never you're, you're never going to see him ever again like sitting frustrated waiting at the DMV. No. Because he'll be like I could be waiting Waiting for nothing in the middle of nowhere for no reason. At least at the end of this, I get license plates. Like, yes. and there's AC. So there's the, like you just really, it's just you're, you're putting yourself through through a really terrible time so that you can appreciate the good times. Maybe that no, that, I, I know like that's not what you're supposed things. to get out of it, but I'm losing it. I don't know what you're. <laughs> Taylor, you know, uh, do you get that like uh, you lose a lot of water weight first? You do. You do. You're right. You get, well, a guy like you, you don't you do long distance running, so losing losing that water weight isn't it necessarily good. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. How do, how does it help you to focus on your breathing? Like, so, do you mean for the purpose of running or just general meditation? Um, I started meditating about two two years ago. Like, a lot of people view meditation as this sort of hippie stargazer, navel gazer, whatever thing, but it's gym for your brain. I like to refer to it as it's just training your mind and. Uh, it, it helps me be a lot more patient and a lot more. Is it outrageously of, uh, boring though? That's my fear that no, it's outrageously the, boring. So here's the thing though: like you look at some of the signs coming out, and they're starting to get like monks uh, and wiring them up with their brains. And when they go into deep stillness for like 45 plus minutes, and they they get you know to this really really deep stillness, there's profound states of like uh, well-being and contentment, and even. Uh, there was one monk that they measured who had his brain patterns were actually similar to someone taking ecstasy from just sitting and soaking like feelings of like compassion and he stuff like that. I want you Sada to take a look at that monk's urine. All right, like, <laughs> yeah. we, let's make sure that he's doing. He's not just taking LSD, and that's what his meditation really is. He, you're like, you're like, look at him, how focused he is. He's over there like fucking tripping <laughs> balls. He's just like butterflies <laughs> flying out of his asshole. <laughs> I, I always think, like, I've never tried really meditating, but I always imagine it similar to, like, you know when your alarm, like, you wake up before your alarm, and it's only, like, seven or eight minutes before, so you know that there's, you're not going to actually get back to sleep, yeah. but you're like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get up early, I'm just going to lay here and kind of, you know, silence and just kind of think about, try and think about nothing and just enjoy, like, man, this blanket's I mean, so warm, it's going to be great, it's going to really suck to get in the shower, like, is it kind of like that? Well, the thing is, meditation... That might sound crazy. Ultimately, is about not doing anything, and it sounds so in weird because, you know, the whole Western world is about doing something and getting something in return. Um, but the guy that really turned me on to it was Sam Harris, who is like hardcore atheist, um, and he has went on three month meditation retreats and just oh studied. no, oh my well, god. Yeah. yeah, let me ask you, do TM <laughs> transcendental meditation? No, that well. I do something called Vipassana, which is breathing. So you just focus on your breath, you know, okay. in and out, in and out. Um, but TM, like, it's mantra meditation. So, you know, if I give you Kyle, all you do is say Kyle, 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 
cat and just it's it's just focusing this on something. This would kill else. me. It, I that's could what not Howard do, Stern does. I, I've never Howard tried Stern meditation, but I've alive. I've tried sunbathing, and I can sunbathe. It's like he's a teenager or something for like. Fifteen seconds before I'm like, I have got to get the fuck up. I am so bored. There's like things to do in this world, and laying <laughs> in the sand is not one of them. That's not a thing that you do. I I I, I just leave. I gotta get up. I, I it just like I'm like like a kid being restrained. I have to go. And I I think if I were to go to a meditation retreat, it, it would it would happen to me again. I would just be like, I can't believe all you guys like sitting here and not doing a fucking thing. This would. I would just get I mean, wrapped you up in a ball. Like of... the isolation chamber, either the uh, the, uh, I, the the what do they call them? They, sensory they like sensory a, deprivation. Yeah, they, they've got like a cool name for them, like a like that's a. That's not it. Huh. Well, I know that's the that's. Like I definitely name, don't want to use uh, the deprivation tank or whatever. Oh, the, yeah, I don't want. I don't even solitar- like uh, water slides that have a cover on them. <laughs> I do. The tubes. I do like those. Yeah, I prefer like, I never understood tube. that. Where they'd be like, hey, you want to get on the water slide with the cover over it? Uh, no. Yes. How am I supposed to feel how fast I'm going if I can't see stuff going by me? If I'm in just a dark tube, Sometimes I just feel kind of going fast. Yeah. I don't it, like that. It and then like you're going you always the have galaxy. to be worried. Oh, God, I hate... I, you I like know, with meditation, I, I always think about times. it like uh, prayer. Like when I was like praying in church as a little kid, mm-hmm. like I kind of felt like that was what meditation was supposed to be but you can't ever really like get it that way in prayer fully because at least for me like as a child like as a kid i was so worried that, about how mad jesus was at me about everything that like everything was like and also i'm so sorry for that oh sh- shit I, I i also forgot that i did that to samantha at school i'm sorry about oh i just cursed in my own prayer i'm sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> that was like, <laughs> the then, irish like, must do that really, all the time and you just yeah they do, manufacture do, do. new things you know you know, so yeah. prayer itself, like, um, there's this, there's this uh, meditation teacher uh, called Shinzen Young, and he goes through uh, all the religions. And in actual uh, Christianity, there was something called silent prayer, which was essentially meditation. Um, obviously, it's been phased out nowadays, Christianity. But uh, if you look back, like, a lot of old religions actually all have their own forms of meditation. It isn't just something like a Buddhist does. And even then... Mm-hmm. It can be non-completely secular, you know. Um, and I always give this analogy to people. Like, I I, I hear it coming on as some sort of uh, pushing it on people. But you look back 50 years ago, and if you were running, someone would ask you, what are you running from? And now, obviously, running is a staple of a healthy life. Uh, I think the next sort of big thing is mental health, obviously. And I think meditation is going to be at the forefront of that um, in terms of a healthy mental life because uh, – you know, the science is out there. There's stuff like MBSR, which is mindfulness-based stress reduction, uh, done at UMass Medical School. And there's stuff at Stanford under uh, CCAR, which is the Center for Compassion and Mindfulness. And the science coming out for all of this stuff is kind of crazy, the changes in your brain that you can make from just sitting down and concentrating on your breath 10 minutes a day. So You're uh, totally right about people in, like, the 40s and 50s not doing cardio like like find like the action star in a movie from 1952 and i guarantee you that guy doesn't know what leg day is like none (laughs) of those people had a leg day ever they were all like top heavy you know world war ii navy looking men who didn't have like any kind of definition in their body but they had like a solid like that guy eats a lot of beef and probably carbs <laughs> body like, there's a lot of there's a lot of power and he hits his wife hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. I bet uh, he when he slams a door it reverberates through the house 
He can fold a woman <laughs> over with one blow. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> We're but bad yeah, now, people. Now, like celebrities who are the big heroes in movies, they clearly go to leg day. Yeah, even and like Marky Mark. Mark. They go to leg day. day. Skipping leg day. Ped day. Performance enhancing drug. Yes, head day. That's what Paul's thing would be called. Head day. Performance enhancing drug. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm convinced Hollywood and steroids go hand in hand. I mean, that's not really a big something, thing. You know, something definitely does. Like like The Rock, you look at somebody like that, and like he's clearly doing all kinds of stuff. Like like and one of them is incredible like work ethic and, and hard work. But like he's just so unnaturally big. It's scary. He's like forty eight years old or something. Like the Rock is not a young man, you know. Like, like he's that old, but yeah, you're right. I, he's in his forties, yeah. you know, forty six, forty eight, somewhere in there. Forty four. Yeah. yeah. The The Rock also is very genetically sort of muscular as well, but obviously of the, the drugs help. Yeah. Well, I mean, go back and look at his early like WWE days, if it was WWE then, and you know, he just looks like a football player, which is I think kind of what he was. But he d- now he looks freakish. He looks like a Samoan god who's come down to like raise their island from the ashes and like take the mainland or something. He looks scary. He really does. Um, there was uh, who was it? Uh, I'm gonna show you guys this picture. Um, he was in Batman: The Dark Knight Rises. He was the main star. Um, Bane. What's his Gaetan. name? Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, you see his transformation. Uh, yeah. Just. Just all his weight gains over the years. Over the years from all the movies. Yeah, he goes from like 55 kg to like in a matter of a year. Like that weight gain, scientifically, you can only gain like somewhere between 0.5 and 1 pound of muscle every week or two, you know, and he puts it all on. And like, think about how depressing that must have been to be in Batman Begins shape. And then be yeah. like, God damn it, like I worked my ass off. Now I have to get down to rescue Dawn, knowing that I have to get right back to Batman shape the next year. Like that and, like the worst one is Reign of Fire there, two thousand two, and then the machinist two thousand four, where he is like he looks like he's gonna die. Yeah. 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 He does. He looks like he's almost, gonna die. Almost half his body weight he has lost in two years. It's kinda crazy. It's outrageous. I Look at wow. him in the fighter. He, he's so that does not look like Batman. Not at all. Yeah, that's well, a hell he's of a transformation. Kilograms lighter. That's just a lot of freedom. Incredible. Units. Yeah, it's like sixty-eight pounds or something. <laughs> that's outrageous. I, like that. I just realized. How many stone is that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, now I can see Woody. Like three. I fixed it. I don't it. know. Four. I just realized you couldn't see me. Oh no worries. This yeah, is just me. yeah. He really pe- puts on the stones and takes them off. That's got to be the hardest part about <laughs> acting. Like I have, I have no. I'm not he impressed on at the stones. All. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> impressed at all by Daniel Day Lewis pretending to be Abraham Lincoln all day, every day. All that shows is, oh, you're not a good enough actor to memorize the lines. He's the best. Tell you know you he's the best. Repeat them. Like you, you can't. Like you, you should be able to jump back into Lincoln without, you know, screaming at all the black people at lunch by the crowd. This table. was your fault. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you shouldn't need that. I don't know. It's just that seems silly. What a charming But th- this is like body yes, change please, stuff. That's, more that's potatoes. <laughs> God, he's being such a cunt. <laughs> I'm the great emancipator. So Silence, child, and give me Even those sweet potatoes. Guys, he's asking, do you own any land? Do you own land, sir? 
You know, like <laughs> wondering if he has to care about what we have to say. <laughs> you a landowner now. Uh, the, you know, the, the body transformation thing is always impressive. Yeah, um, there's, there's been a bunch of good examples of it. I think gaining weight is obviously the harder thing to do, right? Because especially if you're a vain actor or actress, uh, when you saw like, um, what's her name for Bridget Jones' diary? She, she gained like 25 pounds or something. And if you're like a, a Hollywood actress, that's, that's got to be a scary thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because they phase you out for way less weight than that. Yeah, isn't Amy Schumer playing Barbie in a Barbie movie or something? I did hear that. The I'm not what? watching that shit. Is that real? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why would she play Barbie? She's horrific. I think that's <laughs> the point. Maybe that's why it's funny. Hey, we're doing a G.I. Joe movie, but it's actually going to be, you know, a quadriplegic chess player who, you know, happens in and shows that he's just as good a part of the team. Or, like, what? This. No, nobody's take... gonna go see Barbie with Amy Schumer because very few little girls out there are going. You know who I really love? I love Amy Schumer. I love Amy What's Schumer. What's so bad I'm about Amy Schumer? Girl. Is it just because she's liberal? No, no, she's not funny and she steals jokes. That's right. Now this joke stealing was—it's totally like she steals jokes. She, yeah, she if you look at all the evidence, and I mean, like you spent—if you spend half joke. an hour on YouTube, like watching YouTube videos uh -huh. about about this thing and like getting to the bottom of it, you're like, yeah, that, that's just indefensible. Like, there's too many coincidences. <laughs> there, you know, it, it, it's like when you watch Melania Trump deliver her speech. You're like, yeah. Yeah, somebody wrote that for you, and they copied Michelle Obama that, when they that, did it. That was going to say that some of it, like, she didn't write the speech. No, ultimately, the buck stops at her. Yes, there's two show. lies. One is that I wrote it, and two is that I wrote it originally. You know, it's, it's, it's neither original thing. nor her writing. Yeah, it's Amy Schumer. Like, if you watch, there's a YouTube clip out there. I don't know the name of the video, but it just shows Patrice Hill from, like, 2005 doing exactly the same routine that she had 11 years later and it's it's down to even like the cadence like the breaks in the jokes are similar like it, it's beyond the pale obvious is but, it the joke about yeah, i think like, that's the, the, the different things to call it when you come on a woman and one of them's like the spider web or something like that or something where you like <laughs> the yeah. come on her face Maybe or something pirate was the joke yeah yeah the pirate you, or something you know like I kick him in the shin so they're going arg and hopping around hopping on one around. leg it's not even funny it was no, it was just a, a overly crude joke. She didn't even steal a great one. Like Patrice has way better jokes than that. Yeah, I I, my, I, I watched it. I was like, there's like five pieces of evidence, and I was like, I think three of these are like generic enough and not exact copies that I could let him go. One of them was it was actually someone on her staff that stole it, and while she's responsible, and the other was she kind of just stole it. And, and that, then her show had those bits that were similar too. They right? were from the show, like that. Yeah, oh, that's okay. where they were. Okay. Yeah. So, no, but Kyle's saying that in addition to the stand-up, her show itself had some bits that were ripped off from... I'm saying I don't the even thing I saw, like, like half oh. of them were the show. Yeah. Like, it wasn't all Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I've given her the benefit of the doubt, because she was clearly guilty on at least one or two of the charges. So the rest, I was like, I don't know. I think they're just... Adding... She's a manufactured um, celebrity is what it really feels like. Mm -hmm. It... it what, when when someone like starts rising, um, or their star starts rising, and you feel like it's manufactured, like it's being forced down your throat, like your your first reaction is to vomit it up. And I, I feel like that's where where I am with Amy Schumer. It seems mm -hmm. like there's there's a lot of people who are in the Amy Schumer business. It's what it feels like, and they're <laughs> sort of pushing this, the, pushing her on me. 
And it's like, no, you're not going to like force me to like this. You're not going to like, you're like, I feel like there's this big Hollywood machine that was like, all right, here we go. You get three movie deals, eight magazine uh, uh, covers. You get like 14 interviews with, with these guys. Like, and this is all a big package that we're just putting together for you. That's what it feels like. That happens all the big- time in comedy. Though, like, like I remember, I forget who it was. I think it was Eddie Murphy, but usually Chris deservedly Rock or something. Well, there you yeah, go. Like, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Those are like great. But, like, or maybe yeah, it was Seinfeld. But they're like, hey, congratulations, you're doing great. You're about to get the package. You're gonna get a sitcom. You're gonna get an HBO comedy special. You're gonna get something else and maybe an album. And and well, was, all those are independent from one another. What I'm saying is like, I feel like that there's a conglomerate. There's like a business. There's mm-hmm. a money-making media machine who who owns Amy Schumer. Who's like, look, this is how this is going. You know, maybe her representation I, or whoever is plugged into this thing. I feel like, but like if you have a male-dominated industry, every so often women get an unfair push in it. And like, I guess like coming from tech, I saw that there's all these like scholarships for girls in engineering. You know, if, if there's ever two people of even relatively similar talents, it's like, oh my god, can you believe a girl that doesn't suck? Um, that's the tech world or in, <laughs> in aviation right now. So I'm, I'm not in aviation, but I'm like interested in it. Oh, they're falling over backwards to get girls to fly planes. They're, it, free training, free hours. Um, it, and then it's again, like five it, or six grand. If, if there's two people of like similar qualifications, they hire the girl because there's very few girls in it. And uh, they're like just if it's a male dominated industry like comedy tech or aviation and there's girls that show an interest oh my god they fall over you ever seen a female airline pilot that uh that that uh that uniform looks really hot on them yeah it's a good look maybe that's why you they know, get like, all this I, free I shit it's guys trying to get laid <laughs> about the the amy schumer thing i don't god. remember what i think it was a comedian or maybe it was like joe rogan on his podcast i don't remember but he was talking about how he thought no, it must not have been Joe Rogan, but they were comparing it to what happened with like Sam Kinison to Amy Schumer, where someone who really hasn't been doing like Amy Schumer was opening for Jim Norton a few years ago. Like she hasn't been like a huge name on the comedy scene for long. She really mm-hmm. was just vaulted to the top. And whereas someone like Louis C.K., who even if you don't like his most recent specials, you know, by the time he'd gotten popular, he had been doing stand up for 20 years. You know, he'd been doing it for a long time. He had a huge catalog of ideas, stand up material, he had hair, all this <laughs> stuff to look back on. And so when he does get boosted to the top, it's like, okay, I kind of have a feel for what I can do. I've dreamed about this day for so long. I know what I would do when I got to the top. Whereas with Amy Schumer, it's like, all right, you know, Louie and these comedians are kind of setting the bar that you need a new Netflix style special every year. And you don't even have your first, you know, two specials hammered down. And you're trying to write a TV show on top of that. You're trying to get involved in this. There's dead dudes you can take jokes from. That's true. Yeah, and <laughs> it didn't end up panning out, but I think that's just like a star that burned out too quick. Like I still don't think it's particularly funny, but you know I think a lot the of news? the collapse, the quick collapse, is because of how quickly she rose. Is it Chelsea Handler? Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. I guess she's fussing back and forth with a Trump thing. Does it? Can it sure. She's to... she's very liberal. I saw a gif of her um, sort of mocking Melania. Um, or, or maybe mo- actually she was mocking uh-huh. she was mocking Trump's hand on Ivanka's hip. I think Ivanka or Miami. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Ivanka in the image you that said I Ivanka. saw. I thought Ivana. My, my mistake. Um. Uh. Yeah, and she said I think she made fun of Baron. Did she do that? 
I'm unaware of any. She did that. something that kind of got her in hot water, and then she doubled down on it. Which, on one hand, is not cool. On the other hand, it's very Trumpian. You want to see her tits go on Netflix and watch her little <laughs> traveling thing she does? She's like 40 years old. That woman has spectacular titties. Like I don't know what she's doing to them. Real? But they're ah, they're it's like a C cup. They're pretty big, and but they're just they're they're not sagging. They're not going away. They're they're up here pretty high. They look great. And she she's like horseback riding at one point topless. She gets topless mm. a lot in that in there. It's 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 wonderful stuff. If you want to go? I thought it was just take a look so, at that. So. I'm a fan. Huh. <laughs> of her or of that of, of, the of her titties. Of, okay. <laughs> yeah, not of her so much. You know, her show's okay. But if you add um, titties at the package, she's she's a beast. If she did her show fucking nude, I would definitely be on board. Yeah, did you watch absolutely. The drug one. The drug one. Yeah, did she so do a, her show a drug is called related... Chelsea Does, right? Am I am I in the right show? I, I usually skip to the titties. I'm not sure. Okay, so I think the show is called Chelsea Does, and then each episode she like does a thing. You know, Chelsea does exercise, cosmetic surgery. Chelsea does drugs, and uh, I'm like drugs. Well, that one's totally interesting. Like, let's go to that. And um, I think she smoked pot, and she might have done something else, but she definitely did. I'm gonna mess this up. Maybe peyote. Like she, tra- she traveled somewhere and under like the guidance of a shaman, maybe it's been like mm, nine yeah. months. Um, Medicine man. Mm-hmm. Which she doctor? Had to take this stuff. And the first time it didn't do anything for her, but make her sick. So she didn't have any like epiphany or mind opening <laughs> experiences. She just vomited into a bowl while laying on a deck in the heat. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, this is the worst drug experience. Like th- that's pretty much me after a drinking episode on PKA. That's all she had going on. And uh, I'm like, that's just all the yuck. And then the second time, apparently her mind was open and she went on some vision quest and threw up into a bowl while laying on a deck. Yeah, I think that's cactus juice. Do you think they do you think they ever have horrible, horrible trips on those? Sure. Like they go there, it's uncomfortable, it's hot, it's dirty. Some guy who is very sketchy, much sketchier than you anticipated, doesn't look at all like the kind Native American one with the land guy you anticipated. <laughs> Not that guy who you cries know? at the littering. He just looks like a dirty old Indian man. No, in fact, this guy has tattoos of teardrops in places where they wouldn't. <laughs> and this drug, and you have a horrible trick. You're vomiting, you're hallucinating unpleasant things, but you can't go back and be like, that $7,000 trip that I paid to that scam artist to feed me poison uh, mushrooms from the middle of the desert. Yeah, that was, I got ripped off. I'm a rube. So they have to go back and be like, what'd you learn? Oh my God, so many things. Like I, to, for me to even try and put <laughs> yeah. it, it's a complete waste of time. You'll never understand. So You'll I, never com- comprehend. I looked yeah, up the drug because I thought it was interesting. Ayuhasha? Are you guys? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca? <laughs> Ayahuasca. Try. <laughs> I don't know my drugs really, but I so she did ayahuasca. <laughs> and that's now. like uh similar to like DMT people who've been said. Well, oh, I've sure. I've heard people describe it similar to that. Um but you have to go to the forest and take it. Yeah, she yeah, was in some sort of that. hut and it looked terrible. Like Oh, is that what she took as well? Is that what handled it? It wasn't peyote. It it I had it wrong. It was okay. ayahuasca. Yeah, that's what it sounded like because it sounds almost identical to Robin Quiver's, you know, Howard Stern's sidekick story about doing the exact same thing, going out to this like hut and this guy gave her this brown liquid in like a jug and she drank it and she threw up and and uh, and no, she drank it and nothing happened. They were like, "Well, drink more." And she drank more, <laughs> and froze up. 
and they're, they're like, when you throw up, that's how you know it's working. And and, and I was just, and and Howard, of course, who's like a germaphobe who doesn't leave Manhattan, is just like, oh God, you went into a jungle with a filthy old like medicine man. You drank something out of an old motor oil oil jug, vomiting on a porch, like like. That's what happened to Robin too. It sounds it sounds like Chelsea Handler stole Robin Quiver's story. Is what it sounds like. Well, <laughs> it's the exact she, same she story. lived it for sure. Like it's on video. Oh well, then I, I, okay then. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know. Did Robin experience anything? I don't remember. Because Chelsea did it two nights in a row. The first time was a total disappointment, and she's like, "Well, I guess I'll try it again." And then the second time wasn't a disappointment. I don't remember if Robin got anything out of it. I, Robin has done a lot of stuff like that. She's done like those, uh, she does the cryogenic therapy where they like freeze you down to like crazy low temperatures when you stand in that chamber. Um, she's done like the coffee enemas, enemas where they, you know, put coffee up your butt and then wash it out. You know who did uh, a coffee enema? Mm-hmm. Um, the Alina from Sailing La Vagabond. Alina. Yeah. I, I, I tried That'll to say the name right just like Riley did. Yeah, she, well, I mean, I'm, she did a YouTube video on it. So she, she did. A, I, she went to this like retreat. I'd like to have been the technician. <laughs> she was. <laughs> I, I have a lot of respect, and I, I like them, and I value my relationship with them. And <laughs> uh, a funny little preface. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she did a like a vlog, and I, she went to a retreat where for like ten days she basically fasted but enemaed. And uh, so, like, the coffee enema was towards the end. So she has, like, no nourishment. And then apparently the coffee enema is, like, a little hint of butt nourishment, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, finally, like, she's got nothing going on, but they shove some caffeine up the backside, and uh, she gets a little boost to make it through day 9 or 10 or something. Um, it seems like something they would do in prison when, like, you're coming, <laughs> like, you can't find any other drugs, and you're like, I need something, man. Here, just funnel that coffee at my ass. Actually, just shove, oh, the, shove the little crystals up there. It's instant, right? <laughs> I you know what? I, I was thinking about, uh, like, I think the only reason people go on those ayahuasca trips is because it's like a Native American thing. It's like a smaller group that you have, like, this perception that they're closer to the land. Because nobody would ever, ever go to an equally rural, disconnected group in the Appalachians and be like, oh, my God, John Bob has the best moonshine you can imagine. I drank three teaspoons of it, hallucinated all night. It was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had in my life. Those people in the Appalachians, you may not be able to understand their complex language and tonality, but they are wise beyond their years, I tell you what. They are wise beyond their years. I don't know why I'm giving a Trump hand with it, but they're wise beyond their years. Like, I don't, like nobody's ever... No, They don't get any respect for, for their woodland antics. No, 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 they did. Those, well, those poor Appalachian they, they, they made a movie in uh, in, in their honor, Deliverance. It's uh, our culture. Yeah, <laughs> such a terrifying movie. Oh. If you've never seen Deliverance. Actually, that wouldn't be their accent. Appalachian accents are hard. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen Deliverance. I need to place. see it. You haven't seen Deliverance? Oh, isn't that the movie? There's like a horrible rape scene in that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's like in Deliverance, and that I, I know that about it, and what? that's what that's what's deterred me. It's funny, some <laughs> dude, something about that rape scene. There are a Wee lot. We like me, we, we, and Dead Betty's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. There are people that die in that movie, right? There are people that die in that movie, and I think to myself. <laughs> Ned Beatty's character will never be the same, right? <laughs> yeah, Ned Beatty's character is going to have mental health issues for the rest of his life. I, in my head, 
I'd almost pick one to be one of the dead guys. Like some guy took an arrow to the heart, died. That, that just that's where his story ends. Ned Beatty, on the other hand, has another forty years of torture. That's it, I don't know. Maybe other people don't feel. No, the same he's not going to talk though. He's not going to tell. He's not going to like you, you know. If you if you're um, if you're John Voight's character, you know, you're a little worried that everybody might talk right about what happens at the end of the movie and how they deal with the whole situation. You know, Ned Beatty ain't going to say a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody. I'm too, all right, I gotta never... watch this movie now because that the only thing that's turned me off is I hate, like rape scenes are the most uncomfortable thing Dude. in any show ever because it's it, it's just viscerally violated. What's the movie? It's with like the, oh, this... the anal rape scene in the tunnel, like irre- irreversible, irreversible. I had irreplaceable. Dude, uh, no, so... no, I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> Dude, there's a, so irreversible. Um, the movie happens in reverse. Am I right about that? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So like like so the, it is. It, by... I, I guess, yeah. So, like, it, it opens up with this guy beating the hell out of another guy, but you don't know why. You might even think that the beater is the bad guy. And then uh, it plays out, this whole relationship, this complexity, like two guys sort of competing and whatever. And at one point, this woman walks through a tunnel, and she gets raped, mostly because she looked kind of high class, and she was. She was nice she was put together whatever and she she was in the wrong place monica bellucci who is my version of like perfection she's so goddamn hot if you've seen the second matrix movie she's the merovingians like girlfriend who's wearing the latex see-through dress so you can see her pussy the whole time it's great um monica bellucci she's done a lot of foreign films because that's where she's from you know she's not an american yeah yeah lots of nudity lots of bush big titties real hot but the rape scene is just Way over the top, terrible. Lot, it's a real beating and raping, and it's it's terrible. Um, so you learn eventually that that whole beating that gets delivered early on with the fire extinguisher, like chipping away at the guy's skull and face, it was deserved. It was deserved. I don't care for that movie at all. I've seen it once. Um, I don't think you watch that one twice unless you're really into like rape. Dude, it was hard to watch. You're just you're like, oh, did I mention it was an anal rape scene, a dry anal rape scene? Yeah. I, I feel like that. <sighs> adds to the horrificness of it because because <sighs> women are, are built for the other kind of rape right woody isn't that what you always say i'm looking for a better phrasing <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking for a better phrasing but like well you keep looking i'm gonna sit in silence <laughs> I, I i just it's uh you know there's a certain you know preparation and i guess it's prep in in both orifices but uh, on the on the butt in particular, it's it's more damaging. If uh, yes, yeah, it, it both of them are are mentally damaging, perhaps equally, but one of them is more physically damaging, and um, yeah, something about that rape scene is super horrific. More so. But if you want a good rape, rape scene, go watch Deliverance. Um, oh. You've got. Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and John Voight, you know, three huge stars from that time period. And they're basically coming to Georgia. They're in Atlanta, I think, and they're coming out to my neck of the woods to do a little little whitewater rafting, and things go awry. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's hard to watch at times, um, but it's, it's, it's a good movie. You should definitely see it. So it on get... a scale of one to Oz, how hard is it to watch? Mm. Mm. I would say uh, if what it... Um... Deliverance? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's like, like above a, Oz. Below like if Oz? Oz is a ten, I would say this is like an eight. Oh, okay, I can handle it. I, I don't know. There's quite no a few cop. things in Oz that were hard to watch. 
there's no cock. You know, you, you don't see any nudity, I don't think. There's just, it's, it's just very awkward. But she's but the in pain. Wasn't the Oh, hard part to get we're talking about, in we're back Oz, sorry. It yeah, was Ned Beatty getting fucked. It's it's a little funnier when Ned Beatty was fucked. ashamed. Of course. That well, Monica would... Bellucci wasn't proud either. <laughs> no, but she was in pain and she was scared. Ned Beatty was ashamed, and it was hard to watch that happen to somebody. Like it, yeah. It, the, the guy, the guy's like twisting Ned Beatty's ear. He's like squeal like a pig, boy, because that's gonna like turn him on. That's like so disgusting, right? Like this guy. The, the thing that'll turn him on and like get him hard is if you squeal like the pigs he normally fucks. So he I didn't even Ned put Beatty together is... that was normal for him. <laughs> I didn't even put together they like, oh right, he normally fucks pigs. I thought he was just like Yeah. Nah, nah. He, he's he's like, you look just like a pig, boy. And that ties yeah. into why I asked get Jackie to look more off. pixelated so she can get look like my off. normal girls. <laughs> <laughs> but like you'll see that referenced in like other movies and like cartoons and stuff, so it's good to like have that one under your belt so you get the joke when you see shit like that. I like that movie. I've only seen it twice. It's it the first time I saw it, I distinctively remembered the the it's a thriller, all right? Because uh, that you need that rape scene for the stakes to be that high for the things that are coming. You know, there's a lot of like got to pull your shit together, stop being a city boy and like fucking kill some rednecks if you have to in this movie. And so the stakes are that high. It's death or rape, right? So like it, it, they're they're pretty fucking high. Uh, I like it. It's a thriller. No, I'm looking at Monica Bellucci Matrix. She's in a clear dress. You say it's latex. So it's the consistency of those white latex rubber gloves that you might see. But when that is stretched, it's it's translucent to a to an extent. So you can see her bush through the, the the material that's around her crotch. I've seen that movie 18 or 20 times, I promise you. I even know all the fan theories about her being a transsexual, which is why they're in the men's room during that scene. There's a whole thing about it. Because, you know, because it's something to do with, like, uh, the, the computing world that I didn't really grasp, but there's, there's lots of stuff like that in The Matrix. And, and it also um, would make sense because the Wachowski brothers turned out to be the Wachowski sisters. You know, both of them turned out to be transsexuals. Have you guys ever watched? A, I might like, have to step up to Bing for this search. Like good, uh, <laughs> trapped movies, if that's a genre. Yeah. Where like, like people are like Saw One would be a good example. Where sure. pretty much the whole movie is. I mean, there's like the detective half of the movie, but there's mostly the part of them in that room trying to figure your shit out. And there's like Cube, or Hypercube, or whatever. There was the, one that where the horrible guy's in series of stupid movies. Uh, yeah, one the guy the in the coffin. coffin. Yeah. Um, um, 127 hours. No, is, or I've never maybe seen when his that. arms under a thing. Yeah, I've never seen 127 hours. I know what it's about, and like I, I just I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that any more than I want to see Open Water, because I know what it's about and how it ends. Like like this, it just doesn't seem like that's the kind of film that's fun or enjoyable or going to take much away from if you know all that stuff going in. And I'm just going to sit there. Buried and watch was him incredible. Suffer. What was? Stressful of a movie, buried the one where it's just a guy in a oh casket underground. That was very un- uncomfortable. And he's got he's got a phone that is like right next to him, but it's so close like he can barely get it up against his ear. And it's running out of battery, and he's not getting service because the terrorists were got him a sprint phone. <laughs> like it's, it's such just a terrorist thing garbage. To do. His, the whole movie <laughs> sucks. And 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 one of my first thoughts in that movie when he's trapped there going help. Where is it? I'm here and doing that. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what if he has to take a shit? Like, <laughs> what if he has to poop? Was my first thought of like, well, like that was my first thing. Is like, if I sh- if 
I showed up in that box, I have to be like, okay, if I do have to take a shit, let me finagle myself down there. Okay, I can shit as close to this corner as possible. Back up in my casket. Get me out of here! You've only been in there for 40 minutes. Well, take me out and put me in a new box, please. I had a lot of coffee and frosted mini wheats. You guys are the ones who haven't fed anything but falafel for a week and a half. The the thing that really annoyed me about that movie, he had cell signals, so GPS man, like he could have just text the coordinates, but no. Oh yeah, you're good point. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. Well and not, maybe not I don't know. He can't the look ant- too far into any of those movies or you realize pretty quickly, oh they they could have found him before that. Yeah, you notice how most mm. modern movies where it's like I don't know, a horror movie or something like that, they, they, they immediately so, sort of try to get rid of the cell phone as a device because it really ruins so many plots of movies if someone has a goddamn cell phone because, you know, that's it does everything, right? You, get, you can call They're the cops, amazing. you can call the hospital, you can, you can geolocate yourself, you can take pictures and video to like, to like show later that the bad guy, you know, is the bad guy. It's, it's, it's a one-stop, you know, movie ruiner. I remember when Friends was released on Netflix, there was a whole episode where Joey and Chandler were trapped on the roof that it's like cell phones. You just would totally be like, hey, open the door. Yeah. And Oh, that week in Denver without my cell phone was crippling. It was so <laughs> awful. Like I, I, I literally felt like I didn't have a piece of my body. And I tried not to let it get me down because we're on vacation, but like it kept coming up. Like everybody, I would look and like everybody else is on their cell phones doing shit or like, I would need to navigate. I'd need to get the answer to a simple question. I couldn't do the things I needed to do. It's like a brain extension enhancement. It's not just a memory device. It's a, it's the it has the collection of all human wisdom up until now in it. You know, I, just yesterday we were, I I was talking to my mother in law. We were sitting on the front porch and we were wondering if the sun set later in North Carolina than New Jersey. I knew that technically it would because we're closer to the equator, but I didn't know how significant it was. I asked Siri. 29 minutes. That's the difference. <laughs> it, like, she's amazing. People don't appreciate her. And 20 years ago, you would have been sitting on the porch having the same conversation, and you would have been like, yeah, it does. She would have been like, no, it doesn't. You would have been like, well, I don't even know if my current set of Encyclopedia Britannica even <laughs> has this in there. And if it does, who knows if they even figured it out in 1997. So, no. Like, <laughs> you're probably right. Whatever. Well, like, like <laughs> you knew intellectually, like, you know how Alaska is dark all day in the winter and light all day yeah. in the summer, right? So, you know, you knew that Jersey and North Carolina would be different. You just, I just don't know if it's 30 seconds or 30 minutes. Like, it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. 29 minutes. It's 29 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, I was worrying about that the other day, too, because I was watching the inauguration, and <clears throat> obviously that's East Coast, too, mm-hmm. but they were getting dark so quickly. I was looking out my window and then looking back at, you know, the president, and I was like, huh. That's interesting. Oh, it's so weird to call him the president, isn't it? Oh, man. Every time I go to his Twitter and it says the 45th president of the United States, I'm like, you can't put that there. Oh, wait. (laughs) I read uh, on Reddit last week how weird would it be to just take a screenshot of that Twitter page and send it back 10 years just without any explanation. I I was watching CNN today, and I thought to myself, like, wow, how weird would it be? I almost took a picture of my screen because the headline was so, like, ludicrous it was like mexican president cancels trip to washington after trump tweets i was like oh my god <laughs> tweets about about building border wall and i was like 
This is the world I live in right now. Our president is building a border wall between us and our third largest trade partner and saying he's going to tax them and all of their imports at a rate of 20% as a way to make them pay for the motherfucking thing. Like, that's our world right now. So on this show, I'm typically the, the blue guy, the liberal guy. Or the cuck, if, if uh, half of you like to say. <laughs> um, but on, on some of these Trump things, like, I'm just waiting to see. Like, I'm not... Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm excited. With, with, the, with our, our trade relationship with Mexico, um, certainly our farmers, I'm told, are doing really well. But our manufacturing is doing really poorly. Oh, here's a thing I was reading. Economists say that our NAFTA is kind of a break-even. But... Economists look at the world a little differently, you know, like it, if our manufacturing gets decimated and then like maybe some tech thing fires up or a farmer thing fires up, an economist would say, oh, this is all even. But to people in manufacturing, it feels terrible. And um, that's that, like that's kind of the, the thing. Anyway, I feel like we lose in a lot of our relationships. If Trump wants to shake things up, you know, like if I have a die, a six sided and I roll it and I get a two. And you tell me this guy's going to roll it again? I say, all right. You know, let's, let's see what we get. Two kind of sucked. What he's not going to do is, is get something worse than what he started with. You, know you don't know? I mean? like, like, it can only get better. Like, he, he, I, I can't imagine the man who wrote The Art of the Deal like going and renegotiating, re renegotiating NAFTA and we See, come out worse thing. than we went in. I, I don't have the same faith. I, I feel like <laughs> well, Trump has these Putin. elite negotiation skills, right? Spelled with E's and seven. You know, like Trump's elite negotiator. It's going to be great. And I think, I don't know, like, it, it, let's watch. I hope it's going to be great. I just don't know that. He's got like, a strong bargaining position. Yeah. I mean, but like we said about before with, saying that it's making Mexico pay for it by imposing those tariffs. It's not. It's making the people who buy lettuce or cars or whatever the hell imported from Mexico, they're pay the ones for paying for it. You know, so it's kind of tricky to pretend like, oh, no, it's not just going to be, you know, a tax we add on. It's going to be a <coughs> basically one step removed tax where, yeah, we'll oh, you know, I guess your lettuce costs a buck 20 instead of a buck now or whatever it would be. And yeah, traditionally, so that's what, what they the do is, is it's passed on to the consumer. So we'll have to see either how he safeguards the American pub public and manufacturers and companies and corporations from that or, or if he goes a different route, like I was talking about earlier with taxing the remittance, the money that gets sent back through Western Union and, and similar services. It, it's an enormous amount of money that goes every year. It's, it's like enough money to pay for the wall, which they're estimating. I think the Paul Ryan said 14 billion. And you've got the guys on the left, of course, you know, saying 20 billion. So somewhere between <laughs> somewhere between fourteen and twenty billion dollars, you know, it's, it's 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 a lot of money. I'm sure. It oh, be did you hear? Ahead of time and below budget, or whatever. Ahead of schedule and ahead of schedule under and under budget. Yeah, Absolutely, that's, that's how he does things. Did you hear about him true. rescuing, lassoing, if you will, that two hundred twenty million dollars that Obama had sent to the Palestinians on his way out? Oh, uh, he froze yeah, it. I was, yeah, I saw I, that. I didn't know that he rescued it. I just yeah. learned recently that Obama, like, like Obama's like, oh yeah, um, right before I go sign this, have two hundred and twenty million Palestinians. Oh, okay, I just gotta put this in the mailbox on the way out. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Trump undid it. I, he I don't, undid it. I often feel like we don't get good value for our foreign aid. And I'm, that was his exact response. It was like really? it was a very well worded response of like <laughs> we want to make sure that like we're giving money to part you know that, that we're getting a return for our the money that we give to our allies and partners across, around the world and 
Um, you know, I they, feel that they, way they, everywhere. They support Hamas. Like, like we have a ton of yeah. uh, military bases in Germany, right? Just a bunch of Americans buying German stuff, doing German things, protecting Germany. Germany doesn't need the same you know, army that they otherwise would have because there's American bases there, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we, don't, what are we, we getting out of that? Rules? I don't know if they're allowed to have quite the armor they used to have after well, the war. It's been a long time, though. Like, I, I just want to know that we're getting something in return that's worth it. You know, Israel's the one I point to the most, right? We spend... I forget it was three or three and a half billion a year. And I just think, well, what do we get for a three billion? It needs to be a good value. Two billion, you say? Yeah, I, I think we what talked about it on the like, show. Or we looked at it like the the lower the number kept getting and we were like, well, shit, that's that's actually not that bad. All right. It, it's not that yeah, bad. It's kind really, of a when steal. You look at it. It's kind of a you know, steal. To keep democracy in the Middle East for two if billion you look a year at, like, or whatever air, it is. Like, like think of Israel as like a, uh, an aircraft carrier that we've got sitting right in the middle of all the people who hate us. And like, I don't know, aircraft carriers are expensive. Not three billion a year. That would be our. I well, I looked it up. There, there was something like two hundred twenty million a year or something like that. Um, An aircraft. Yes, and that's way cheaper than I would think. I always imagine those because we don't like those. That's like the one part of our military where you know they'll say like, oh, we have a ten twenty five thousand tanks and ten thousand of these jets and then eight of these. Yeah, it's like well, a real fucking serious thing. If we built eight, and we were like, "Do you think we need to build nine? And they were like, "Are you no. shitting me? No. <laughs> Nobody else even has three. Yeah. Nobody else does have three. When it comes France to aircraft carriers, one, and they're proud of it. Yeah, like aircraft <laughs> carriers. China <laughs> and the other one, they have them and they suck. They're like, we've got one aircraft carrier, but you, you can't China launch any theirs? good. Yeah, China has theirs like a, it's like a month old. And uh, have, oh no, 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 let me let me tell you this little story because it's funny. Okay. That China had a private Chinese citizen. They had to do like a some reach around bullshit to make this happen. They had like mm -hmm. a private Chinese uh, citizen by I want to say it was a Ukrainian or Russian aircraft carrier from them that was like junked. It was they bought it for scrap. And they tow it back to China and retrofit it to be their one and only aircraft carrier. Now they have some other vessels that are capable of aircraft launch, but you can't land a plane back on them. So it's like a like, how, yeah. does, how does that fucking so work? So American aircraft carriers have a catapult. And because we have a catapult, we can launch bigger, faster, better planes. The other one just have a ramp. So they can only launch planes that are like light enough and like they're, they're kind of smaller lighter planes that can take off under their own power in a couple hundred yards like so the catapult apparently means we can launch some like heavy duty shit whereas or is it that don't. we can catch our planes on uh, on the way back because i know the it's, russians it's the kept having problems with their uh, their capture system like, uh -huh. like you know they're they're they, they have all those sorties that they're running in uh syria mm -hmm. and like they kept losing jets on the way back down on the landing because like that cable that catches them and then decelerates them for landing was snapping and aircraft are going off into the fucking sea and shit. That's, it's uh, more complicated than than you, you you might guess if you hadn't been thinking about it because that it's not like it's just a cable that catches it. It's a cable that like slowly unwinds and takes it to the end of the ship and like slows it down and then it you know winds back up and it's got to be ready to go again. But it, apparently it was the catapult, the launching system that that really distinguishes our aircraft carriers from the others. I was just reading and that about we've it got more than one of them. Yeah. We, got a, so yeah. we, got, we got seven or eight or something like that. It was just like those B-2 bombers. Those things are like a couple billion dollars a piece, right? I think they're $2 billion each. And we got know. a handful of them. I mean, it's not like we got three. Each one's you know? in Israel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but No, yeah. there's like... Uh, you've, you've seen... Those are just like the black, like flat, the thin yeah. like 
kind of spooky ones. I've yeah. seen those at like air shows and whatnot. N- not at all stealthy. Saw it coming a mile away and heard it. <laughs> Was it noisy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um... Like it made, it made the it made the amount of noise you'd expect a giant skycraft like like the sonic boom or whatever it is. Or maybe it doesn't fly. No, it does fly supersonic. Of course it does, right? A lot of people in paramotoring are interested in other aviation things. So I, I learn things here yeah, and there. Yeah, you probably know more. Anyway, yeah, not because of me, though, because of people I talk to. Um, you know, radar, of course, used to bounce sounds and lights and whatever, radio beams. Uh, apparently, now there's tracking devices that work on sound. So being stealthy is like a constant pain in the ass. Like, you know, first you got to work on your you know, radio wave profile. Then once you get a bunch of flat edges, now you got to work on your heat signature. Now you got to work on your sound signature. Now you got it's really hard to avoid like all the different fucking things. And every time you do it, it's another like 15 years and two billion billions of dollars. And um, it, there are people who think stealthy is a bad idea. They're like, oh, my God, it is so much harder to stay ahead than it is to catch up. It, we're just always going to be spending trillions for ineffective radar evasion. People say that. I don't know. Well, they look really cool. They do. Yeah. They do. Oh, I, I was watching a um, a TV show about like fighter aircraft and stuff, and they were they, when the stealth thing first came around, they looked at how to like paint the planes, you know, because they used to be this like blue gray thing. It turns out the best color that makes them most invisible across the different colors of sky is like a pastel shade of light purple. It works in sunsets. It works at night. It's not too glaring against a blue sky, etc. And the army looked at it and they're like pastel purple planes. Fuck that. Make it black. And that's why we have black planes. This is how bad I would be in the military. My first thought was, what would be the best option? I'm like, oh, just put mirrors on the outside of the whole thing. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, you couldn't just send this thing scooting across the Midwest, lighting fires the entire <laughs> way. <laughs> Shooting a beam of light straight down. But it wouldn't like, be. the worst thing. If you put mirrors on it, it would be the ground, right? Because that's what the reflector would be like. Why is the earth flying across the sky? If you this... put mirrors on it, the radar would bounce right back and they'd look <laughs> You and shoot you with a missile that would be bouncing signals right off your mirror sides. I, I thought they were black because that was the color of that radar absorbing paint. Because it seemed like all the stealth shit is black. The, the, the TV oh, show clearly said it was because it was cool. Because it was cool. Yeah, it's literally like the, the decision that went into it. I don't know. In World War II, they painted that those shark mouths on those planes because that looked cool and was scary. They were right. That that clearly had something to do with it. I I think I'd like the like sexy women on my plane. You think? Mm-hmm. You know what I would do if I was a dogfighter in World War Two? I would ref- I would not like if I were the squadron commander. You know how they would like paint like a skull and crossbones on your plane to like everybody would know like wow that guy's an ace like he shot someone down up mm-hmm. in the air. Everyone in my battalion doesn't matter. You know, Private Stevens first day, paint. Ten of those on the side of you. <laughs> a little upset when the veterans come back and see. Shut up and, and do it. Those Japs are going to be way more afraid, and they're going to take a dive early when they see you coming. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be a great air commander. <laughs> You're born for this, Taylor. Born for this. <laughs> well, tweet at Donald Trump, and there's a chance, right? Like, I, He reads it. He, he reads it. That's the thing about, about this president. There is... I mean, there, there, there's 
like like if you ever have any like grievance or anything that you think should be done a certain way and you're like oh if only someone in power would hear what i've got to say just fucking tweet at the dude like like he might and you see what he does with like, what he hears on cnn like he writes policy around what he sees in, in, uh, on cnn you know like he'll, he'll see somebody burning a flag and all of a sudden oh well that's gonna be against the law let me make a note right here like <laughs> it's a whole new thing man because like you if you want to believe the narrative that he's super thin-skinned, his head's not on straight and all that stuff, then there's evidence to support it. If you want to believe, like, hey, this is just a different kind of guy. He makes quicker decisions. His ear's to the ground. He's not in a bubble. There's evidence to support that, too. I, it's exciting. I don't know if it's good yet. It's too early to tell. But it's definitely exciting. That much I figured Yeah, we're on out. the same page with that. It's yeah. so exciting to watch <laughs> CNN. And that's saying something, because they got a shitty news pro, uh, network over there. Um, uh, it, it's, it's been really entertaining to watch. Uh, I don't have Fox news. I've just got CNN. Um, and, and man, it's so entertaining the, from the headlines to, to single wolf blitzer, uh, just have to like juggle the, 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 the crazy shit that happened that day. Um, they, they still don't know quite how to phrase that the president is lying about this voter, uh, fraud thing. They're like, um, his unsubstantial. Now they've evolved to the, this phrase, the president's unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. But initially they were like, they didn't know what to say because lie is the correct word. And like most of the talking head like commentators who don't have a job there at CNN who are like, you know, general what's his fuck, you know, co co who comes on to talk and give his expert opinion. They were like, yeah, well, the president's clearly lying here. Um, you know, you look at the Pew Report and they we, just don't we, say we looked that. at it up and down. Yeah, they, they, they just say it though. Like, the, like they've been calling him a liar. The um, On the crowd size thing, I haven't heard them say Trump is a liar. I have heard them say, this is the New York Times, so it's kind of a big one, that he repeated yeah. a lie. You know, like, like I don't know. Like, it's a little twist on being a liar. Yeah. Have you watched the, the failing, New York, failing <laughs> New York Times? Failing New York Times. I like the New, yeah, New York Times. I like that. So does Trump. Apparently he reads it cover to cover every morning. Does he? Yeah. That dude needs to get a little more sleep. My, like he four is four hours. That's all that four, man That's a like superpower. I wish, I wish I only needed yeah, four hours man. of sleep. Superpower. That, that's a true missiles. thing. They're like it's. If you look it up, like there really is a tiny group of people out there who only need like four hours of sleep a day to get the same amount of function. I wonder if and he's one of them. I don't know if he's one of them or not because <laughs> he's tweeting at three a.m. But he might be sleeping a, from noon till four every day. He doesn't have to be an eight-hour like full sleep. Maybe Donald Trump is a five and a half, six hours of sleep a night guy, and that extra two hours could be spent not tweeting. And the whole world's like a little happier about it because, like, <laughs> a, at least half of his tweets, like, there was no way that he sent them as like, all right, this is gonna be helpful. People are gonna see exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, like he knows sending them out, like, this is gonna upset a lot of people. Like, people are gonna be pissy at Some me. Of like, it's this petty. is gonna just exacerbate something. He does a lot of petty stuff in his tweets. You know, I, I mentioned in the lost recording that. Um... He's like, congratulations, Fox News, you got the most viewers. And then CNN replied, like, actually, we tied them in viewers and we had the online presence. Like, I don't know. Like, he wrote in his thing. It wasn't just congratulations, Fox News, you got the most viewers. It was like that, unlike the failing CNN or whatever it is he called <laughs> To be fair, I don't trust any network that is sending you their own metrics. It was the yeah, Nielsen ratings. Kind of it was the Nielsen ratings. Okay. But, well, but was it program specific? Because everything I keep seeing, they're breaking down the um, 
the ratings for the inauguration between each program. Because, you know, like CNN will be on, but then they'll have like Wolf Blitzer and like Evening Report. And like the, the inauguration was like a 20, a 12 hour event. And it's and so it went through like multiple programs. And I, I saw individual um, ratings for each individual program. So I, I bookmarked my source. I, if you scroll down a little bit to where CNN replies, congratulations to Fox News for being number one in inauguration ratings. They're many times higher than fake news CNN public is smart. According to Nielsen cumulative numbers, 34 million watched CNN, 34 million watched Fox. They're an additional 16.9 million on CNN's digital platform. Those are facts. I saw today that 50-something million watched on Fox. 50? Those are literally alternative facts. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I can. That's the, that's the only thing I know to say is that, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I believe I'm reading this and I believe it, but but like I saw today that it was 50 million on Fox. Yeah, I don't know what to say. This is my only source. Yeah. Yeah. Who fucking knows at this point? But it just seems uh, the only the only thing that gives me pause is that traditionally it's sort of known that Fox News crushes CNN in the ratings. Yes. They're like Coke and CNN is Pepsi. I was you know, starting like, yeah, to they're in the this, conversation, but I feel like non-news hounds tune into CNN when something happens. So sure. the inauguration, the inauguration is clearly a something that happened, you know. Whereas Fox News viewers, I feel like are news hounds who watch it on the daily. That's that. I don't know. That's just a thing I've got in my head because I do that sometimes. Like when I, if we were to, if I were to wake up tomorrow and we were bombing North Korea, I feel like I'd turn on CNN. And I think a lot of people do. They have cooler graphics at Fox. They'd, be, they? they'd have a, they'd have a, they'd have like a KD count down in the bottom. They'd have a, they'd have your UAV <laughs> up at the top. Like you'd be able to Kill follow streak. the action. I'll yeah, they'd have, they'd, they'd have a. Kill <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's the AC-130. Oh. There's those fucking meatballs rolling along the ground. <laughs> oh, but fuck that. Let's not go to the future world. Donald Trump's like if, authorized if to say new them. things. You show me 11 kills on the ground. I will authorize you to the AC-130 for today only. <laughs> today only, folks. <laughs> if they give Trump access to those meatballs from Advanced Warfare, it's game over. Like he's going to use those in the North Koreans in a month or two. You know, the North Koreans are saying oh, that yeah. they that they have <laughs> an ICBM and they're planning their ICBM launch in May, which is radically advanced from what we were told like a few years ago about what it took to get a nuclear program going. I think that all that's required now is the miniature the miniaturization of the payload. Mhm. And then coupling that with an ICBM. So we'll see in May, they're going to test their first ICBM. Historically, their missiles usually like sputter out. They fail a lot. The ocean. Yeah, not all they, of they them. They fail a lot. Although our, you know, you see SpaceX, they, they, they had plenty of like fuck ups along the way too. It seems like they're doing okay. I don't, I'm worryful that the North Koreans um, are going to do something and Trump is going to react much more harshly than his counterparts have in the past. I, I have no idea what our enemies are actually like. I can tell you what we're told they're like. Every time we start to dislike someone, they become a madman. That's the exact word they use. Madman describes Saddam Hussein. Madman describes the North Korean guy, John Kim Un or whatever. Kim Jong-il and Thank Kim Jong-un yeah. and Kim Il-sung yeah. and Vladimir Little Kim, yeah, Vladimir Putin is a madman. Um, uh, who's the Libyan? Yasser Arafat is a madman. I, I think that's they're who all... I was going for. Yeah, madman. It, it's madman, madman. Oh, we're just told they're madmen, and it's like, wow, these 
political figures that win elections and work their way to the top and schmooze and, you know, keep all the key holders underneath them satisfied and that perform a really, really complex task of being a dictator or elected official. Uh, they're just mad. They're just crazy people who, you know, fly off the hook. You know, if you want to do madman, we might have one. It, like, we might have a madman. Mexico. I, ours might be madder. We might uh, ours could be madder. I don't know. They paint King Jong Un as a complete lunatic. I'll tell you that might give you a yes. second gulp. Ours Mexico. is more powerful. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I hope that maybe he maybe he takes a page out of Putin's book and he annexes a big chunk of Mexico. Maybe he takes Cancun and uh, he brings somebody in who can run it for us. You know, I'm an like, idiot. like he just is Cancun near Texas. Is it toward the top? No, near California. But it, it is. We could right? connect it, right? Yeah. We can't go take southern Mexico and have a gap. No, we can't in take there. Mexico City. Uh, who would want it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah good point. Yeah, we, like, we like take Cancun, and then we don't want to run it, right? And we certainly don't want the responsibility of like now we got to deal with the health care of all the residents of Cancun, Mexico. I don't think so. That's a lot of STDs. So maybe you bring <laughs> in some foreign entity and you let you give it to them, but we're kind of the boss who they pay up to. You know what I mean? Like you're you're in charge of Cancun now. Amsterdam. Let's I've looked up Cancun. It is in the Amsterdam. wrong place. <laughs> Cancun is in the east near Cuba. Ah. So, but is it possible to seize it? Well, I'm sure we could seize it. It'd just be and hard to... Bend them to our will. <laughs> it, it, you know, <laughs> I really feel like we need to take... I know. Let's could take... Could we subjugate them? We'll take Baja, <laughs> California. That's, what we, that's perfect. We'll take it back. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll take Baja, California, the part below San Diego. There's a Gulf of California. This really seems American to me, like it should have been all along. Here, I'll, um, I'll send the you a map. Mexico might be the, the thing to do. Like, 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 I feel like if we could... <laughs> no, not Hold at on. all. We're <laughs> planning an attack here. <laughs> Check out Baja, Mexico on the left there. That right. really seems like we could just carve out a little section and make it American. Oh, take that whole thing. Like, right? Like, 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 they're separated by water. You know they what? I always that thought that we needed a Florida West. Hear me out. Hear me out. Do you see where um, the, the Gulf of California, like, just goes yeah. towards the top? The uh -huh. wall, instead of going what I'm imagining is, like, 600 miles across Baja, California, could just go down. We don't need a wall. Take the entire peninsula. No, right. And then the wall goes to the Gulf of California. It goes vertically. Okay. I bet. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean just put some boats bit. in the water and shoot anybody who tries to cross, right? Like, like we're good at that. I'm saying we, we need a we need a wall, right? That goes across. Rather than go, you guys can't see my mouse. This entire distance, we could just go shortcut right there. Oh, I see. You just just cut the Gulf off, like above Sonora. Um. Yes. Like we're yes. skinny. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. We I, could go I, here I and save 750 miles, probably. You guys this might is be what thinking too small. At the, like, scroll That's up a, a huge little bit on that map. I don't scroll up though. We don't have to stop in the southern border. Scroll up. How many days do you think we could hold Saskatchewan before Canada? <laughs> Canada wouldn't know. They they come in two weeks later as we had taken over Saskatchewan. And they'd be like, "Hey, how long have you guys been here? <laughs> You're not allowed up here. This is Canada's. <laughs> I think we're gonna have it. Well, you know, well, I I, I don't I I gotta say I disagree." <laughs> <laughs> I love Canada. 
Yeah, that would be great to. I I, th- I feel like 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 I wish I could get in Trump's ear. Like like I wish I could like inhabit his son-in-law's body for like thirty seconds right now and be like, you know, you know, Dad, we could just take. I don't know if you know, are aware of the geography, but there's a peninsula down there that it starts out us and then it becomes theirs. It's called the this Baja California area down there. Let's Sounds American. Let's Sounds take it. It could be ours. All right. What the hell does Baja mean? Baja Fresh uh-huh. is good. <laughs> Baja Fresh. Sounds like what they mean. Yeah, uh-huh. I like the Baja Blast over at Taco Bell. Now that, that is when you mix half Powerade with half Mountain Dew. That is a Baja Blast. Uh-huh. Baja is a noun meaning to drop or fall. So I guess Baja California just means like, it's probably the drop, like the bottom part. So we'll just call it Bottom California or Southern California, something like that. I don't think we should give it to California. It should, it should become its own new thing. It, a state. It land. In the same way that we have North Dakota and South Dakota, we'll have like North California and South California. Now, are we yeah, going to get the Mexicans out? No, because they're then, now no, Americans. We, we definitely don't want to add no! it. No! Oh, state. see, now this is a big mistake. This is a problem. Go on. You don't want to keep the Mexicans. They're <laughs> what makes that not worth anything. Is like, <laughs> they are the, like, like that is ruining that piece of property. Like, mm. like look at that. That should be the resort paradise of the world with that amazing gulf on mm-hmm, one side with mm-hmm. it all like protected that whole inlet area there that's mm-hmm. an enormous shoreline there that should be developed i bet that's full of poor people down there you need to get yeah, all the, of them all just got and as we so always say poor people and i have not real people ruin a good time just like that <laughs> mm-hmm I say we make this like we we don't want to make it a new state because we've already established that the 51 star flag looks stupid. It's not good. What we need to do is, I, I think Arizona can have this. We'll give this to Arizona <laughs> right there. Hmm. Yeah, Arizona. You know, it's a you know, solid place for solid folks. What if we got probably. Puerto Rico too, and a 52 star flag might work out. We haven't yeah. even seen the pattern. No, don't want their no dead. Your application is late. I'm sorry. No, mm. we are full up. If we get, if oh, we gold. we save up until we have the opportunity to add 50 more states all at once, and then we do it. Baja California looks like it has like a similar like like area as Florida. Like it's it's only somewhat smaller. Like it's bigger than Cuba. I would say it's huge. Um. Yeah, Cuba's. Yeah, we should sure take that shit. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. We should just take that. That'll pay for your wall. I, yeah, especially when you when you remember that the Florida's got that panhandle part. Yeah. You know? And then ba- you could shoot them. You could either, you could be like, look, you can have Baja back once you pay for the wall, right? No. I think Baja is very valuable and we should keep it. Oh, I think maybe we, say, you know you how, can have Baja back. We, you know how you cut off a finger from a hostage? Just to like let them know you're serious, we could yeah. seize Baja and say pay for the wall, or we'll take more. Yeah, you cut his pinky off. He'll tell you if he wears ladies' underwear. Mm-hmm. What's that from? I know that. I've heard that. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Okay. Harvey Keitel says it to Tim Roth when they're in the car. Very good movie. <laughs> well, shucks, I think we've <laughs> really got a workable plan here. <laughs> I, all right. Well, let's all tweet at Trump. Annex Baja California. Let's let's include with it. A little imager link with a red circle around this. Because so <laughs> you might not to, know. <laughs> I didn't, you know. I all right. So I knew about the Gulf of California because I like I, I saw that there was some kind of sailing thing that happened there, like some kind of competition. But I wasn't quite solid on on this geography. Like now that I'm like looking at it hard, like I realize 
where the boundaries are and where the like our right. border is that we don't own any of this cool fucking peninsula that's dangling off <laughs> the bottom of California. You guys go ahead and tweet him all you will about this pie-in-the-sky Baja dream. Me and my compatriots, we're going to be talking to him about seizing the fertile land of Saskatchewan, which <laughs> is almost as large as all of Mexico. I bet they I got mean, a bunch we, of tar stations can, up there. I mean, look at Saskatchewan there. I bet, you know, they made it from the Dakotas to Saskatoon before we even knew they were here. Does Saskatchewan <laughs> have a single hockey team? I don't think they do. Um, I was trying to no. figure out your motivation, but I'm looking. And no, there's, no. There's well, no Winnipeg. I, I there's invaded, no Toronto. If, no, if I invaded British Columbia or Ontario or Quebec, they would know because at some point I have to pass one of the stadiums with my army. But here... <laughs> Nobody. Lots of great hockey players born in Saskatoon and Regina. Regina. Who knows? What would you say <laughs> the value of a Mexican person's life is? Like uh, in in American dollars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's. Uh, oh, there was something I saw on this kind of recent, not that recently at all, actually. But it was like breaking down the actual price of a human body. They didn't mm -hmm. do it by race, oh. but they showed yeah. like if you were to sell everything. Like the human body, like you could get like two hundred grand, two hundred and fifty grand or so, and that a lot sucks. of it was just like slop bullshit, where they're like nobody's taking your your uh, your skin, and like maybe we'll get a couple Mistake. of grab things, but yeah, a lamp, but that's that's barely worth anything. But that was neat. Uh, but to your question, I don't know. What 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 would you say? I don't know. You know, what we, what, I'm, I'm I'm lost on the question. Where are we? Are we just trying to decide oh, the, the value, value of, of a Mexican, Mexican life? life. Yeah, not necessarily in dollars and cents, but, you know, in comparison with, like, an American life. Ooh. <laughs> Are we talking about, like, a three-fifths compromise kind of thing? Well, I think, you know, There's if some we precedent were to conquer, here. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that, like, maybe it's hard to relocate, you know, the eight or nine million Mexicans that probably live in the fucking Gulf of, Me of California. So m maybe we have to, like, enslave them, and they'll want voting rights. So, yeah, some sort of three-fifths compromise. Where's Paul on this? Paul, are you, Are you good with us taking over a portion of Mexico? I mean, uh, the British did it to my country a hundred years ago, so... You guys are doing fine, right? go ahead. Yeah, we're... Well, the occasional bomb... You just don't bomb. even need government anymore. You got two belts? I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, Connor uh, has two belts. We do. We do indeed. Mm. I mean, I, I, I think it could work out eventually. All right, there we go. We, we have... Uh, we, we have, have his a, endorsement. Uh, We've got the, um, the coalition. A coalition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think Donnie would improve. coalition here. I wonder how many states, like, like if Trump get on the phone right now and he started like pitching this idea to all of his major allies, like mm -hmm. he's talk, he calls the UK, he calls Australia, um, he, you know, all the European allies and Canada. He's he's like he's like no no no, I'm serious, we're going in, we need you with us. <laughs> you hit him from the south. You hit him from the south. If I find out you call and talk to Justin Trudeau before we invade, I swear to God, it's over for you. you know? <laughs> I should know. Who's Justin Trudeau? The name rings. He's Canada. Prime Minister. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, Sorry, well, Canadians. Got caught up in some sort of like uh, cash for access uh, um, tomfoolery himself. They something about that. Trump immediately did that. Like he This was bad. His... No, this was different, though. This wasn't like American citizens who paid in and now we're going uh -huh. to hang out with Eric Trump. This was like global billionaires, like a, a real dirty, like murky looking thing. That, That's that how our like, secretary of education is getting her job. Like if, if she wasn't a billionaire, she wouldn't be getting that gig. She was one of the top fundraisers for Trump. 
Perhaps. She is outspoken on the topic. I think it's somebody that he knows that he likes and is also passionate about like that, that, that job, unlike Ben Carson, who is someone who he likes and is close with and is passionate and has nothing to do with HUD other than the fact that he grew up in a HUD house. <laughs> he's a boy from the HUD. Yeah, he's a boy yeah. from the HUD. That's, that's, that, that's his second book. That's his second book, boy, Boys from the HUD. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, his, from, that's his first album. From, that or Stoddard from the Bottom, now we're here. I'm not sure. It's Nothing is going to be quieter than a Ben Carson press conference because nobody can be like if you scream and you yell with for Trump for his attention you know he's going to be boisterous and loud but <coughs> you know one journalist can be like Mr. Carson the rest are like, shut up I can't hear him already <laughs> <laughs> why a black doctor speaking you know sleepy black doctor it was sleepy one of my black. favorite things from the uh the campaign so I I hope we get to see more public stuff out of him and I hope he doesn't shit the bed with that department i i guess hud doesn't affect me in any way but it affects a lot of americans who like count on it so like if he mishandles it or like somehow all of a sudden like everybody's heat gets shut off during the winter or something i don't know what his responsibilities are or what pitfalls he could he could create but man that's that's a that's a little worrisome um the epa is a little more scary it's it's really the, the epa is his biggest thing that i'm like ah oh, man he really doesn't give a fuck about that part. Like I'm, he wants that four percent growth bad. So like, even though I've been blue and you've been and Taylor and Kyle have been red for whatever the last year, I feel like we actually all want mostly the same things. Like we're all kind of pro-choice, pro-capital punishment. I think um, pro-legalization um, I, I think on need. I'm not pro-capital punishment. Oh well, look yeah, at that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all reversed on our positions. Because um, I'm down with capital punishment. I just think it needs to be more efficient. Um, oh, and spread. I'm also down with like violent rape. I don't think we need to just kill murderers. There are other things we can kill too. I'm, I'm in. Um, uh, corrective. Yes. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? But oh, I don't know. Like our positions, even though our, we support different parties and people, we're pretty close on what we're looking for. It, it seems like a lot of it comes down to like in everybody's heart. Like, I think it, like everybody wants what's best. Like, I don't think anybody is spitefully wrong. Like, I know exactly what I'm saying is tor completely BS, and I'm doing it anyway. Like, I think, I think everybody wants the same. Everybody to be happy and healthy and have access to what they need. And it seems like at its very core, like, people who are on the left think that the government is a great tool to get those things done. And people on the right tend to not trust the government to get those things done. And so more of it is just like, how do we get, obviously there's the social like, oh, gays and whatever issues that you, you like people with religion have. But just talking from that basic standpoint, it seems like people on the right just don't trust the government. They don't think it's the best way to handle problems. And people on the left tend to trust the government more and they think it is a good way to solve those problems. And now you got Donald Trump that, right in the middle of all that, a big government Republican president. You know, like, like like Trump isn't talking about small government. He's not talking about um, um, seventy five you know, percent fewer regulations for the. You know, I forget. Are okay, they, are they all environmental so regulations? I don't know. I would say so. It, it seems no, sure like he's that. drawing back the parts of government that curtail business for sure. But he's perfectly happy to like do these huge infrastructure spending, this wall, for example, um, yeah. expanding our military, being more hawkish in that regard. Like, like he's happy to spend lots of money to, to get things done. He said uh, he's something not a small government on the campaign trail that burned into my head. He's like he was he was ripping on Obama, which is what you do when you're running for president. But it was like it's the worst of all scenarios. We built we spent all this money and we don't have the infrastructure. It, it, like, it's a double loss. And I'm like, all right, you know, I don't know what's true or not, but that make it, it's obviously it's not what he wants. 
Um, what bugs me a little bit, though, is how much he wants to cut taxes. You know, if you're down for all this big government spending, then you shouldn't be all about cutting taxes. Otherwise, you're just yeah. irresponsible. Or if you're like more in line with what I think, like I'm all for the cutting taxes, mm-hmm. but that means like you can't be like we're going to cut taxes and spend a huge amount of money. Like no, you have to, if you're going to cut taxes, you have to cut. That's what I was saying. Cut back on government programs. I think I, uh, I maybe think not it's... sign a trillion dollar infrastructure bill. <laughs> like that's not very like that. You know what I mean? That's but, a yeah, stimulus if you though, like in its own regard. Bill, that... you have to... I think that so I don't know enough about national economics or global economics to understand this stuff, but I think that maybe the Trump model involves this infrastructure spending, not just being like money that gets goes to a road and a bridge, and now we can get to work easier. I, I think I think that that trillion dollars is supposed to deliver a return. It's supposed to make us more efficient as a country. It's supposed to make our workforce more efficient, our our everything better. You know, the GDP goes up because roads and bridges are better, because there's not a pothole to make you have an accident this morning. So you get to the DMV and you do your job. You know what I mean? Like, like I think a better infrastructure makes a stronger country for many reasons. You know, uh, look at the, the interstate highway system when yep. Eisenhower was coming up with that thing. The whole idea of the median is so we can get these fucking uh, tanks down to Florida when the, when the Ruskies come. You know what I mean? It's so we can move our big fucking uh, military presence around this huge landmass that we possess. And I, so I things like that make us stronger. With everything you said, sometimes it happens with when we do an Olympics too. Like I, I'm not an expert, but I'm told that in Salt Lake City, like we upgraded highways and hotels and stuff. And now, as a lasting effect, it's become a more robust like vacation area than it was previous to the Olympics being there. Whether you're getting a good return on that investment, dollars to donuts, is a is a is a is, a, is another question though, because traditionally that Olympic spending seems to be, in the end, like you spent like you know two, three billion dollars better. that. Like, we, I, do do it. we do we do much yeah. better. If you look China at Brazil, does it, if you look it's at a nightmare. Russia, Brazil, China, China, exactly. All those places was afterwards, it's ruined. If you go to Lake Placid today, it's cool. You know, oh, if you I go to Atlanta Salt today, is, yeah. Yeah, I think Salt Lake is kind of like the gold <clears throat> standard of a city that took that opportunity and completely maximized it. Like made it like okay this isn't going to be something in sochi russia where three days after the hockey game finishes they're like well tear it for scrap nobody's going to ever come here again like it's or or just leave it up up in some creepy monolith which they probably did until they need more weapons or whatever they're doing over there yeah every so often it's cool like to see like the abandoned places and I don't know. I wonder what our bobsled runs are like because they're never used again. There's not like a big bobsledding community. But you see those YouTube videos and those Reddit gifs of people who like take them over and like get on their like bicycle and fucking ride that, ride those uh, crazy things. And it's made of like hardwood sometimes or fiberglass and you know if he takes a tumble he's gonna get it oh well then maybe some of them are but it looks it looks so goddamn dangerous when they're doing it they're going so fast but it's Uh, cool it looks fun though I would like to be in a thing like I want to be like in that thing from the running man that they shoved Arnold Schwarzenegger in and then sent him down that tube it's like an enclosed like human pill that you get in do you remember they have tracks that go down like ski slopes where you can ride in a little cart we watched I, one on the show once where a guy rear-ended a girl. I linked and you to that the out. other day, Taylor. Remember An you Olympic said, event? No. "No, no, no, it's a fun thing." I, I linked it to you the other day, Taylor, and you said, "Oh, I bet it's like zip lining. I bet it'd be lame." And I was thinking, like, "Ah, eh, you go pretty fast." Yeah. Apparently, I, I just judge like any time I get linked to an outdoor activity and there's a smiling child around the age of six on in it. I'm like, this couldn't conceivably be exhilarating if so, that kid isn't horrified. You have a break. 
So the, the video I'm talking about, if you guys haven't seen it, there's a girl, she's hitting the brake all the time, and she's going slow. So the guy behind is, like, screaming and mad, and he eventually rear-ends her, and <laughs> he didn't know he was going to knock her out, but he did. And, like, her lifeless body is, like, going down the, the track <laughs> after he knocked her out. And um, Not hitting the brake now, are you, cunt? <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, but I read the Reddit comments on it, and they said, like, that, act, that girl was being a cunt. Now, she didn't deserve to be knocked out, but... No. She's going so slow, she's ruining the ride for the people around her, you know, just by yeah, leaning and, and on the just, brake. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, what the guy did was he stopped and let her get way ahead. And then he was like, and away we go. <laughs> and, he hit her, and she's like doing the stop start thing. And she has her head in front of the seat. So when she gets hit, it does this like whiplash thing. Because I don't know if you're if you've ever been rear-ended in a car, but the physics are that you are driven into your seat very hard because you're being pushed from behind. So your body is pushed backwards into your seat. Uh, I've seen cars that have been in wrecks and maybe there's a fat guy in the seat and it bends the seat all the way back just from that force of the seat, of the body being pushed into the seat so hard from that rear-end collision. In any case, he hit her so goddamn hard and her neck fucking snaps back and she's out. It, it was yeah. great. I, I, I felt get- like that was... Did he get sued or anything for that? Or we he uploaded the video. the video. Yeah, he uploaded the video. I guess <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he must. Not, he must have got away with he it. He didn't so, say uh, Exhibit A at the bottom right. <laughs> video, so I think he's in the clear. Yeah, he. I was, it was on Leave live. Leave a like. Week, I'll I think. be back in three to five. Keep the channel going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things look kind of fun. Kyle, um, do you want to do an ad? Yeah, we're of one and I a do. half Let's hours. Let's tell everyone a little bit about Dollar Shave Club. That All always, right. That always tickles my fancy. Because uh, with Dollar Shave Club, it's no secret. We love their razors. We always get a close, smooth shave, and you can't beat the convenience or the price. We used to, j- to choose between settling for a cheap bag of disposables or paying out the nose for a razor with, la- with a laser pointer and 17 blades. That's just awful. Then Dollar Shave Club broke onto the scene with a smarter choice. Before Dollar Shave Club, there was no middle ground, of course. It was either save money and get a painful shave from those disposable li- uh, disposables, like the ones they give away for free at the gym, uh, which felt like shaving with a piece of glass or pay a fortune for the latest shave, sh- shaving breakthrough I didn't need, like a laser uh, chin detector or 17 more blades. Dollar shave, Dollar shave Club is the best of both worlds. You get a premium shave quality at a disposable shave price. If you haven't tried Dollar Shave Club yet, you're missing out. It's, it's an amazing shave at an affordable price, and there's no smarter choice on the market. And right now, I think this is the best deal they've ever given us. Uh, they're giving away a one-month trial of any of their razors for $1 with free shipping. Um, and after that, it's just a few bucks a month. There's no long-term commitments, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime you want. So get your $1 free trial uh, at dollarshaveclub.com PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com PKA. That really is the best deal they've uh, given us for. That's one, uh, you know, any razor you want. Uh, and, a, and a month full of blades uh, for a dollar with free shipping. Outstanding. Just criminally low prices. Yes. Not, not, not that low. Not not quite that low, but close. <laughs> yeah, we um legally low. <clears throat> I said it in the lost footage, but uh, we got some free razors like to to try it in my house. Liked it so much. Now we're just regular paying customers. Just signed up. And now a short word from Blue Apron. <laughs> Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run family farms, fisheries, 
and ranchers. It's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, and it can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And it's flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences, choose delivery options to fit your needs, and there's no weekly commitment. So you only get deliveries when you want them. Some of the meals available in January are the seared pork chops with farro and cranberry chutney, uh, as well as the spaghetti squash and marinara with mushrooms and garlic knots. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash painkiller. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash painkiller. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Again, this may be the best Blue Apron deal we've ever gotten. So let's look at this again. Yeah, this week's menu, and you get your yeah three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com and uh, slash painkiller. Yeah, make that happen. Check them out. You're young. You know damn well you're shit at cooking. Go to Blue Apron. They'll give you uh, ingredients and recipes and expand your palate. Mmm, Pharaoh. Ah, <sighs> Paul, how the fuck are you? What time is it there right now? Dude, it's 4.45 a.m., but I, I think I'm starting to hit, like, a second wind at this point. <laughs> um, I'm, my sleeping pattern is awful lately, so, you know, it kind of feeds into it. It um, probably has been for a decade because you're a YouTuber. Uh, yeah, as you said. I mean, when I was at college, I used to be get, getting up at, like, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. every day. Um, and then we would go to the gym and go to class. But since I graduated, it's been wake up at 11 or noon and go to bed at like 4 or 5 a.m. So, all right. I'm, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I, I mean, I there's people that work night shifts for their entire life and they're still alive, right? Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, they don't live as long, but yeah, I hear mm. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm young. Yeah, you're going to be say that much. Hey, you know, you could just, just turn the clock back a little bit. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter uh, which part of the clock you take up, does it? The second shift people really die earlier, Woody? Is that a thing? I think it is a thing. That's a shame, huh? Wonder yeah. what that's about. Do you think it's because second shift jobs tend to be more dangerous or or physically demanding? Because usually you're working at some like factory or something, pressing out brakes at three in the morning, and you're sleepy, and your hand gets in the machine. It's a good or is theory. It because mine the, is uh, actually because they're just not on the like human the, the, sleep schedule. The human night, right? really. What is the so opposite of nocturnal calls? Diurnal. Yeah. Well, thank you. I didn't know that. Uh, wow. So. I, I think it's just because they're not like on a diurnal schedule and they're supposed to be. Interesting. Well, maybe so. Yeah. Could be a combination of both. I, I like the I, I like my idea because I feel like I've known people who work those jobs mm-hmm. and it's never a fun like 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 daytime jobs or so many of them anyway include like sitting behind desks and just being a greeter or like a hostess of some kind or like the guy at the door right who just mm-hmm. sits there and does nothing. But so many of those thirds or, or like late night second shift kind of jobs. If you're working at three in the morning, include like operating a hydraulic press, and, yeah. and you know it's two in the morning, and you're a little drowsy, and you just get sucked on in. I um mm. I debated with my daughter recently about the um, wage gap between men and women, oh. and <clears throat> she is of the uh, mindset, as people might guess, that women get paid less for the same job. Uh, she doesn't line up with that like seventy cents on the dollar thing, like the most extreme numbers, because I think to get there. You have to ignore like what job they chose and education they have and um, like years on the reason. Job. Yeah, uh, to get you to, have to ignore all the <clears throat> context. Yeah, yeah, because to get to for, for people to know, women earn about seventy percent of what men earn, but 
you know, like the highest paying major right now is petroleum engineering and it's 96% guys. You know, so women, if you want to make the yeah. same money, major in petroleum engineering, fly yeah. out to Kuwait and fucking drill in the sand, like, or, or whatever. Um, it's a hard job. But there's lots of other jobs that women aren't. There's a reason that, like, 98% of workplace deaths, that number's sort of from my ass, but it's close to true. Workplace deaths are dudes. It's because we do the jobs you die in. You know, that's, yeah. that's the deal. And a lot of the jobs you die in, you get paid more because there's yeah. a chance you die. And they're hard yep. labor. You know, they, they, they kind of suck. Like a coal miner, right? The, 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 you have to lift heavy shit and risk your life and deal with lots of unpleasant Black things. Black lung. Black lung, yeah. And, and so there's very few women coal miners. And that's why men earn more. It's a good paying job. Well, Pipeline welders, all, the, all those jobs. Like, like, like those, there's a lot of jobs, um, like with welding, because my cousin's a welder, like I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've been made aware of. And like, if you're willing to travel to a part of the world that's scary and do a welding job that requires you to weld in a scary way and you have a talent level that not many have, the pay is outrageous. They keep, like, like they're, What's weld in a scary way? Uh, underwater welding, okay, with, with, or or like up on top of like nuclear towers, or um, he's had to like crawl into pipes that are really really small and like shimmy down the pipe. That's and when the they first take one you I back, didn't like. <laughs> when they take you back out, you shimmy backwards, and like imagine being on your stomach in a pipe and like doing like a leg curl so that your heels come up. Uh huh. You you do that, and your heels go out the hole that they've cut in the pipe, and they drag you by your heels back out of the pipe. That's the only way to get back out because the pipe is so narrow. Shit like that. Like, so, and, and of course, there's welding jobs that are overseas that. in war zones, like in the green zone in Iraq. For a long time, there, like, like I remember us looking at it and being like, dude, you can go over there and weld on weld the armor <laughs> plating on those Humvees. You know, when they had that big thing about like, oh, our Humvees don't aren't armored. up armored enough to deal with IEDs. Mm-hmm. Well, they just they spent billions of dollars making that happen. And it was like, shit, if you were a welder in like 2005 and you went over or that. Yeah, that, that may be the right, right year. I don't know. Whatever year it was, you know, if you went over there and welded then it was like $170 an hour by the time they, they stopped calculating and all your shit is paid for and all the money that you make is tax free. You just come back home with it all. <laughs> And it was uh, it was amazing, uh, the, the the amount of money you could make just going over there. And you're in the green zone in like a base surrounded by another base, surrounded by another base. You just put your head down and weld every day for six months and come back with like two years worth of money. It's, yeah, it's, you know, it, I don't. I I wish I knew how to weld in 2005. Right. <laughs> Sometimes in life you get an opportunity to like fast forward your income. Like, all right, I'm gonna earn six years of income this year, and. Like if you handle that smartly and invest it, you know, like I, I think of like an RPG character, right? You can blow it all on stuff that that's not worth anything next year, or you can put it in your character and like really build him up, you know, to like, all right, I'm going to expand the amount of health I hit points I have. And then that just benefits you for the rest of the game. You know, if, if you buy stuff that benefits you for the rest of the game, like a house uh, instead of a car or whatever, I don't know. Um, when you have but if you buy an enchanted helm from the magic huckster at Winterhold College and you use it for a few weeks, you're going to soon realize my magic has outpaced this cloak and no one is rebuying it at even near the same price, no matter what city I fly to and threaten. Exactly, people. right? And, yeah. Valid and, point. Very valid. Get your speech level up. It's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I should have used my resources on that initially instead of the cloak. So... Making all those uh, iron daggers. Anyway, <laughs> I, I hope that Scott gets one of those jobs and 
what he does with the money, whatever that is, just like greases the skids of life forever. Like I, he's I worked done some in... more. He's done a bunch of big stuff lately. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about it too much on the show, but he he bought a property with a farm on it that's working, and there's someone there to like operate it for him. So he spent like, I don't know, over half a million dollars recently. Oh well, wow. I hope that works out great for him. Me too. Um, Who's this that we're talking about? I'm sorry, my cousin. His cousin. Okay. Um, that's real. I like land. I am. I, I like where I <laughs> oh. live. But sometimes I wonder, like, huh, I, I'm really torn. Like, just yesterday I was like, this place is amazing. I'm so happy to have it. It's great. I, I get to have, like, the elbow room of a rural life, but I'm in the city, so I have, like, police and gigabit internet and, like, nice things, too. Um, but sometimes I'm like, or I could have lived 15 miles from here and gotten, like, 100 acres or something like that. You know, that's a thing, too. Yeah, I think my buddy. Right I, when I visited my buddy out there we'll in see. Texas and did that explosives training, I was like, "What kind of internet you got out here?" He's like, "Man, come look at this." He's got like a satellite internet rig, all jerry rigged up. It's so lame, mm. and I, and he's like asking me for tech support, and he's on a Mac like desktop, and I'm just like, "Dude, like you got <laughs> the wrong guy. one here." Like 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 you're starting with a Mac. Like I, I got not since high school in the iMac. Like like that have I even like went through the menus of this thing. Like, you're, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. No chance. Mm-mm. Yeah. So like, in a safari answer. Yeah. It's nice to have infrastructure. It's neat to be just, a, I don't know, like a couple miles away from your bank or your, you know, whatever. Like, when we take Colin to parkour class, parkour class is like two, parkour. And, two and a half miles from my house. If I live 15 miles into the woods, then... Yeah, yeah, there ain't no parkour near my house. Yeah. Right you go run around in woods. <laughs> exactly. Jump and, on a stump. Oh, I, I was talking to Jackie about it recently. I'm, I'm just going on and on about this. And um, so her mother's here right now. Um, her mother has cancer and then needs lots of medical care. And uh, I was like, what if we lived in Asheville? And she's like, no. Like, we're, we're using city resources right now. We're going. To, yeah. There's two um, teaching universities for medical schools in my area, UNC and Duke. And, uh, you know, we're taking advantage of the resources of being in a populated place. So anyway, what, um, I was going to ask that. That, that that's kind of an interesting thing. What what's near you that you value the most? I guess your Internet is pretty amazing, right? That's like that you have one. access to that. But like what things that you drive to, I guess, or, or like services that are sort of unique or local to you. I'm a big I, it's not even close, but I, I'm so happy to have that massive IMAX theater 40 minutes from me mm. with a 70 millimeter projector that are kind of rare in the country. So whenever, uh, you know, Dunkirk comes out inevitably in 70 millimeter, like I'll drive 40 minutes and be able to watch it. But like at things that are close to me, I guess part of like what I like about where I am is that there aren't many things close to me. But, uh, you know, McDonald's is nine minutes away and uh, the gas station is two minutes away. And uh, that's about it, you know, as far as local things that are convenient to me. So I guess the close things that we like lately are services medical services and services for Colin. Um, like the, having them nearby is cool. And since we moved like commutes for, for stuff has gotten a lot shorter. Um, and then, uh, I also like my movie theater. It's not the, it's, it's like, um, what is it? It's not IMAX. Maybe IMAX has a different RPX. Quality. It is RPX actually. So we have RPX, which I think is not the best desk, but it's good. But what's neat is it has um, like electronic reclining chairs and like a, sick. a table that goes over your belly Big like a hospital bed or something. So um, so that's neat. We, like I go there sometimes. Like I saw these two girls come. They brought a blanket and like really had like a 
living room experience where they watched a big movie and i think that's pretty cool um, yeah i um we went uh, in denver and watched uh star wars and uh i'm gonna go back and to, to, to that, that theater like that i don't know what movie we'll watch next time but like I'm going to do what I always do and sneak in like lots of like outside food. What I like to do is go to like Moe's or uh, one of those places that makes the big, you know, giant burritos. Yeah, I get a whole like grilled chicken burrito and chips and salsa and fucking put that in my girlfriend's purse. And like so everybody else is like got their popcorn or their like eight dollar like bag of Skittles. And I'm whopping out this two pound like eight dollar burrito unwrap unrolling it. That's the neatest. Joe Lozon sneaks in five guys to the movie theater. <laughs> what, what is his way of sneaking it in? Uh, he just a backpack, I think. Goes, hey, you can't bring that in. And he goes, Oh, you want to stop me, bud? Go, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> to save time, let's do three at once. Yeah. You, you, and you. First wave. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like having food. Like when I watch uh, movies and stuff, it's part of the experience to, is to have a soda and, you know, usually a meal. Like I like to eat, like, you know, dinner while I watch a movie or something like that. I like, I like combining multiple things that I like together. I like to so. be quiet. Like during the before the movie starts, I unseal everything. Like you know, like sometimes there's a bag or a bag inside the box or whatever. I break out the Leatherman. I slice open everything so that I can quietly remove the food all movie long. I see. That's a my, movie ninja. That's yeah, it's considerate, but it's also like it's it's partly for you, but it's partly for me, so that I don't have to worry about what you think about me. You know, like I know that I'm under the radar. I judge people so harshly by their conduct in movie theaters oh. that I'm always so careful to not exhibit that. That like I will sit there sometimes and be like, I have to pee so bad, but it's right in the middle of an action scene. And if that asshole in front of me stood up right now and I didn't have to pee, I would think, what a douche. And so I'm going to hold it out and wait till it's some boring scene where, you know, he's talking to a girl about romance or something. Like, I, I hate that. I, I, and everybody gets annoyed by hip bags. Mm-hmm. Even popcorn. Popcorn's not a great food. Like you can hear people munching that if they don't keep their mouth closed. I'll tell you which what, is like I, I, this this fucking bugs me so much. And like if somebody does it, you can't even like if somebody's got bad breath or something in their teeth or they're or whatever. I feel like you can tell them, especially if it's a friend. I don't mind. I, or just offer them some gum or whatever. But some people have eating and drinking noises that their throat and or mouth make. And it is so goddamn no, no. I'm talking about throat. Like you can hear them swallow. Like they'll be over there munching, and then they'll get the water, and it's like you can hear like the liquid like being like Ugh. compressed and and moved around uh-huh. by their throat. You know what I mean? As like because they're like not taking their time. They're just like, you make like, me want to do that into the mic. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. have you ever seen a heron in a Discovery Channel show where they pluck that big fish out of the river, then they flip it up and they go, and they hustle it down, and you can see the food going into their throat. That's what you're describing. That kind of eating habit. I don't know how people don't realize they're doing it. Some people make a lot of noise when they chew and swallow, and some people make a lot of noise when they breathe. I don't know. I, I cue in on that stuff in like quiet situations when we're all sitting watching a movie, and it like eats at me, and I get really internally frustrated, and then I just have to like, like, like I can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. If you're fucking swallowing, you know, your water over there is driving me insane. What do I say? Um, excuse me, but the way you drink liquids really offends me. If you could stop. Stop right now. That'd be great. Like it's what not do you like say to the guy 
that's sitting next to you, like, hey, you're breathing really loud. Could you undo the last three decades of bad decision making? <laughs> 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 Roll back the clock no. on those life decisions you've made over the last couple decades, buddy. <laughs> the one brought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sit next to people in movies. I won't do that. Um, I, I almost exclusively go to theaters where you, you know, you reserve your seats on your phone, and like everybody, there's a seating assignment. Yeah, and, uh, and and I I would not like to sit next to a stranger, uh, and I almost I don't remember the last time I did. Um, I don't like it either, but it's sometimes unavoidable. It's like you either get a crappy seat up in the corner, or you sit with the other people. I that that might be know. more I, true with my mine with the really big recliners. Big. I see mine's. It's not that mine's small. It's that every chair is like five feet wide. Like. Oh, it's nicer there anyway. I wouldn't mind so much uh, in your in the theaters with the <laughs> recliners and the tables and such. Right, five feet's an exaggeration. Might be four feet wide though. It's wide. It's pretty fucking wide, and it's nice to have be able to put your feet up and everything. I really like that a lot. What movies are out now? I, I I'm I'm about to the, go on this there's trip. There's one coming I out. Um, I don't know about out, but I'm looking forward to the new Keanu Reeves movie, John Wick. 2. Ah, John Wick two. Yeah. Um, Passengers is out. I liked it. The rest of the world didn't, but I thought it was good. Uh, Rogue One, you saw that already. Saw that. Um, it's it's not a hot time for movies. Christmas is and the summer is. Well, I'm, what do you uh, have I'm there? What am I looking uh, it's, at? Uh, it's a nine millimeter Kimber 1911. Um, How do you like a ages. nine millimeter 1911? Eh, it's okay. You know, okay. I, I'm not a huge fan of the nine millimeter to begin with, um, but. <laughs> Um, What's it's wrong lighter. With I don't know. It's 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 not as easily suppressible. It's, it's a supersonic bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I kind of like the idea of that fat, slow subsonic bullet. I've got a good feel for like what it's doing and trajectory wise. Um, and it's kind of you know it's kind of supposed to be a, a forty-five ACP if it's a nineteen eleven. Um, that's that's my I thing. I like the... I like this a lot. I, I, is my answer. I, you know, I, I love it's it's like a thirteen hundred dollar pistol or something that like that. Slide slid nicely the wow. slide slid nicely like i just saw like you rack it i wanted was like, to get in there for a sec yeah i'm just i'm just sitting here like all oh, that it... it's weird to me just seeing you hold a gun like that they, I, i'm always amazed when i go to the states and just see guns in stores like it's just so alien to me you know yeah, yeah. Only, i mean I the only time i see guns right now the only time <laughs> the only time i see guns is when i see police officers have them mm. so uh Ah, do cops in Ireland have guns, or are they uh, like? Because I know cops in like England have batons, right? So, so cops in Northern Ireland are uh, some of the best trained police in Europe because they have to contend with riots, and the actual cop cars here are jeeps with bullet protective windows. And uh, I'll show you a photo of one. Actually, I'll send you one here. Um, This is like that's not what I would expect from a cop car. That's one I've never seen. So this is uh, this is what the police over here rule about in. Um, they had to do this for years because people were throwing petrol bombs at them and stuff like that. So that is a general cop car that you would see patrolling the streets, um, and it's protected That's by. That's a normal cop car. Yeah, that looks exactly like uh, what they make in that parking garage in Dawn of the Dead where they have to escape the mall and run over <laughs> all of the zombies. Yeah, like, that's, that's the With level the of, of protection these Irish cops need. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they oh get pepper bombed and paint bombs and stuff like that's that. A that's a normal cop car? Yeah. 
let's ride policemen. That's that's what they need them for. Um, so anytime there's riots in England, they call over the cops from here because they're trained for like forty years. What? Doing that Do they sort hit of it with stuff. thermite? Uh, probably like a nail bomb or a petrol bomb. Oh, just a nail bomb or a petrol bomb. No big deal. It melted the hood, dude. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they literally hit it with a plasma launcher. Like, like that looks rough. Yeah, but imagine what happened to the guy that threw that. Oh, they beat him mercilessly. They beat him mercilessly, like a Palestinian child, like crippled in the street. You know, the they, they they Kyle, put the record slide again. See, I feel like yours, like the spring isn't as strong. Like it goes nice. Um, it's it's not as strong. Uh, yeah, you got to. I would. I almost almost say certainly that your yours is stronger. Um, this gun's a little rusty, and uh, so so like that's probably part of it. But I don't know. Like just a, that's two fingers. Can you do it with two fingers? I am Boy, quite a good man, gun, but I know by the time I get back, we'll be done talking about it. <laughs> I am a powerful man, so two of my fingers equal four <laughs> of a regular man. So keep that in mind. I yeah I. It's like I don't treasure this gun. I don't think it's like it's it's one of many that are exactly like it. But um, I fired a lot of rounds with it, and I tend to be able to hit what I'm pointing at. This is the gun. If I was forced to be accurate, I would pick this one. I could um, this one. I'm fairly accurate with. Uh, it shoots straight, um, and the uh, the sights are uh, are just fine. Uh, it does everything I want, but it's just not a. It, it's probably my. It's it's a top twenty percent gun for me. I guess you know. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. It has all the things I like, right? It, it works. It's accurate. It's something I like, which is a 1911. It's not quite every day because it's a 9 millimeter 1911. It's a Kimber, which is a, an upper-tier brand. And, uh, and it, it fucking shoots straight. Uh, shoots straight. I could shoot a Coke can at 20 yards, no problem. I don't know. I have um, a, um, a Smith & Wesson 1911 and 45 ACP, and it's from their pro shop? What do they call it? Do you know what Smith & Wesson... <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, they have, MP. like... No, it's it's a, it's a 1911, and I swear they haven't. They have like it's a, a Smith and Wesson 1911. Am I wrong? I think it is though. I don't know what what you specifically got, but but yeah, it could be. Um, what did you say earlier? Sport. It, they have like um, like a a series like oh, they're like uh, it's it's just pro series. Yeah, you're right. It's pro yeah. series, yep. right? So my 1911 because, uh, yeah. is from their pro series. So I guess they the. The gunsmiths give it an extra once over and make sure it's all wonderful. And it was kind of expensive-ish. I think it was like fifteen hundred. And I don't dislike it, but I'm more accurate with this thing. And uh, it seems to like it's never not shot for me. But I just wanted to love it more. And for whatever reason, it didn't make me love it. I don't yeah, know. I, I said it's, it's you had a um. Uh, is it CZ? Who is the checklist? Yeah, I had I had that CZ uh, SPO1 Shadow. It's a uh, target pistol, quite expensive. They, uh, you brought they it set. to the to that uh, what a rafting trip. Yeah, and man. Yeah, just to touch it and rack the slot, you're like, this thing is perfect. All every tension on it was, I was like, I really like that gun. Um, if you want something <clears throat> similar, it's the it's the uh, oh, it's called a Shadow, I think. It's like a there's a three hundred dollar pistol that is like 95% as good. Like you throw in some good sights and some good grips and you got it. It's, it's called a shadow, I think. A $300 pistol like that? Yeah. Because I would have guessed to... it would threaten two grand. Is it ETA? ETA <laughs> shadow? Hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
ruining the name of this gun. I can't yeah. recall. I've got one upstairs. I'll go get it if yeah. I have to. When I first bought this gun, it um, it didn't cycle every round. Like for the first like 50 rounds or so, like every so often one wouldn't work. But I, th- I bet I've got 4,000 rounds through this in a row. So now I feel really good about it. So that's a lot. Just as weird as like what Paul was saying, like, oh, it's a weird culture shock when you go there and everybody has a gun or it seems like everybody, you could just go to Walmart and buy one. I think it's weird. Like, I don't know, just like if I lived in Canada, if I went to Canada, like I wouldn't be able to just be like, I want to go shooting. I'm just going to go buy a gun and go out somewhere and shoot some clays or something, wherever the closest range is. I don't know. It is odd to just know that, oh, no, you don't, you want a gun? Sorry. Go talk to a gang member, I guess, because we don't sell those. Mm-hmm. But it, is- it does make, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that's the pistol I had. It says it's discontinued. Wow. Oh, dear. Should have held on to that bad boy. They offered to give me a good price on it. They weren't giving that one away. I needed it for something that I was specifically doing. Oh, it was when we were trying to work with Pierce Brosnan on that movie, and he was and he's being a little bitch because his daughter had died that week, and it was like you knew that anniversary was coming up, dude. Don't try to act like that's why. Oh, oh. I thought she, when you sell the story, <laughs> literally like. You know, we're trying to meet on Saturday. Daughter died on Thursday, and he was being a real bitch about it. <laughs> I was like, "What the?" A little sympathy. I was about to be like, "Wow, you're you're a fucking monster." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, Mrs. Oh, my daughter dies on Wednesday, so I can't do anything on Friday. Ooh, funeral goes all day, does it? Into the deep yeah, afternoon. Didn't like... think so. Can you meet me? You know? <laughs> Yeah, they, they were. He did that movie called The November Man, and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted us to do like an accompanying video. And part of it was that CZ pistol. So CZ sent me that gun. And then there was a, we were looking into like he wanted to film it in Oahu. I think that's where he is in Hawaii. Um, might have the island wrong, but we were gonna fly to uh, Hawaii. I was like, oh, all right, you know, somebody else paying for Hawaiian vacation, and we get to shoot guns with 007. That'd be fucking cool. And uh, it kept getting lamer and lamer, like because of his restrictions. It was like, oh, well, we're only gonna be at this place and. These are the guns we have to work with. And I was like, oh, all right, well, how are we going to handle the legality of these guns in Hawaii, et cetera, because they've got some rules and regulations. And they're like, oh, I know. Well, one of you needs to come over to Hawaii and like do all this paperwork. So I was like, all right, well, Richard Ryan will go for me. <laughs> so, like, mm. so I send Richard Ryan to like go to Hawaii to like, and, and he goes to Hawaii and he does this like training course or some paperwork or something. And he gets like licensed to do the thing there. So now I got... I, I got I'm, I'm paying for that. And then like in the end, he's like, oh, well, Pierce isn't going to be able to do this thing. The 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 anniversary of his daughter's death is coming up next week. And that just really falls right in the middle of all of our plans. And I was just like, God, like, did he forget what day it was? Mm-hmm. Like we've been working over here. He just knows it starts to feel weird in the beginning of March. And then by the second week, it snuck up on him again. You know? So did yeah, you get like, paid when he pulled out? Or did so. the whole thing fell apart? Oh. I don't think so, but there's been a few things. It where, should be like, like those um, UFC fights where like, if you make weight, you get your show money. There's been deals like that <laughs> where like, I, they, you know, we, they paid me half up front. And then for whatever reason, they realized that we weren't going to have to be able to go through with what we were doing. And I just got to keep all that money. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot of like I, tens. I've made tens of thousands of dollars that, that never came to fruition. Um, and I've, I've gotten, I've got guns and stuff that have been given to me and it never came to fruition. Um, that, that, you know, we never ended up needing to film. They just, uh, in one case, a guy from that worked at a company sent me all these guns as a payment for a, or a partial payment for an upcoming thing. And, uh, then he got fired from the company unrelated 
to sending me the guns. You know, mm-hmm. he was the marketing guy. It was his job to send me these guns. It was only up and up and et cetera. But he got fired on an unrelated matter or went to another company. And the company was like, you know, all right, well, we're, we're not, you know, we're going a different direction. You can, and I was like, well, what about all these guns? And they're like, well, those are your guns. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, well, I'll just keep all these guns then. The and margins like on whole... guns are so high that like what might be worth two grand or four grand or 10 grand to you is worth one tenth that to them. Maybe. Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. I know one thing, it makes Christmas fun for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like dad, you want a 1911? He's like another one. <laughs> <laughs> no. we, he, he does this. He's got a, uh, my dad's got this neighbor who's like, um, he, 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 he's a real one upper. Uh, you know, he, you can't, you can't tell a story around this guy. You can't have a shirt. Uh, without this guy having a better shirt, you can't have a warm pair of wool socks without him having some fancier socks. So even though even though none of that stuff's true, and so my dad routinely lies to him. Every time my dad buys something, he tells this man that I bought it. So my dad buy like, my dad will buy like a, a a piece of farm equipment, a tractor, a Kubota, a, a vehicle, um, anything. A- anytime he spends any kind of money, where like this guy will notice it. Like, oh yeah, Kyle did that. Yeah, Kyle did that. He's so jealous. He's so jealous. He boils under his under his collar every time he comes around. And and like I always make a like like I'll give dad things when he's around just to like fuck with him. Uh, just just always just giving dad guns. I'll be like, Dad, you want some more guns? I got so many guns. And he's like, Yeah, I could use. It. And I'll just give him like three rifles out of my car. Like while that guy's there, just to fuck with him. He's ah, oh, I can't stand that guy. That's fun. Though. You should give that guy a really shitty gun that he probably already has. Oh, yeah. he, he tries. You know, I don't need he this tri- one either. That's part of the. That's part of why it's funny to us is because he's always trying to be like, you know, I could use a pistol. You know, if you if you come across a pistol like this and that that does this sort of thing, I'd love to have one of those. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm looking for one for you. I'm looking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. I'm you your can Huckleberry. count on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, dude. You know what that re- that line actually is though? He doesn't say I'm your Huckleberry. He says I'll be your Huck bearer, which was Old West talk for. Paul Bearer, which is the guy who holds the handles on the side of a coffin, you know, the Paul Bearer. So he's saying, I'll be your, I'll be the guy who carries your fucking ca- casket, motherfucker. Uh, I mean, it's not what as cute as I'm your Huck. It's bearer. not, is it? I, I, yeah. I'm your Huck Bearer. I'm your so Huck Bearer. I'm okay, gonna, you can see it. Shit, the video is so long. Oh, here it is. Four <laughs> seconds. And you got to keep in mind, he's got that old-timey southern Georgia accent, so it's, I'll be a hook barrel. I I see that he's smoking a cigarette, too, but let's just listen to it. I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. Sounds like there's an L in there. I'm your huckleberry. There's absolutely an L in there. I'm your huckleberry. It sounds like I'm your huckleberry. The way he's saying it, it sounds like an L. Hucklebearer is what I'm hearing. Hucklebearer. I'm your Hucklebearer. I'm your Huckleberry. It's like the last five letters of that phrase mean nothing. Hucklebearer. Me. I don't know. I'm well, the, the more you know, knowledge is power. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's a good movie. If you've never seen Tombstone, you might want to add that one to your repertoire. Do you remember Tim Kennedy? He was on the show. He's a UFC fighter, etc. 37 years old, just retired after getting beat up real bad. Yes. Um, 
some left-leaning uh, journalist-type person, well, like a trash journalist, uh, was <laughs> was calling out people to fight in the octagon. I, I forget what it was. I, I, I should look do. it up. Yeah, and, and he's like, "You guys are all pussies. You know, you won't fight me in the octagon or whatever." And um, shit, uh, I, I'm gonna look it up because I want to get the the quotes exactly right. It says uh, the guy. Do you want me to read it? I'm on this page. Oh, have you found it? Can you link it? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, Pyro's got it. Okay, there you go, Pyro. Oh, does Pyro have it? Wow, he's fast. Yep. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess so, it starts out, amazing that low testosterone Ted Cruz enthusiasts are comfortable haranguing Ashy Feinberg, but not me, Dent Spin's actual editor. Ted Cruz is a pathetic asshole. And this is from Tim Marchman, not yeah, uh, Tim Kennedy. Right. Uh, they, they can see it on my screen. Um, oh, okay, sorry. His social media intern's joke was basic, and complaints should go to Marchman at deadspin.com. Unsurprising that not one Ted Cruz supporting cuck Twitter user is willing to face me in the octagon. <laughs> so then Tim Kennedy replies, and oh, I can hardly fit it on my screen. But um, he says, I'm your Huckleberry. I also take note that you're a pathetic cyber bully. My email is Tim at Ranger Up. I'm available at your leisure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and of course none and, of my skills ever come into play no one is ever like oh one of you conservative cucks think you can beat me in magic the gathering beat me at the <laughs> store on thursday night when you clearly have nothing else going on or whatever like, it would never <laughs> come into deck. play Thursday Being able to night, you're fight busy. Is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny though. <laughs> that is, man. That's. I'm glad that that guy. Like, I, I didn't go back and check the guy who was being antagonistic, but I bet that he does. I I will wager that he does not take up on it. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't think like so. They, uh, actually, uh, oh, actually, yeah, Tim Kennedy, you're just the guy. You've been trolled by a master ruseman. It's just what I wanted. You know, like no, he's gonna <laughs> be. Well, monster. I mean, I would if my fucking leg. You know, like yeah, there's a there's a very small group of people that can deal with Tim in the octagon. The problem is they all work for the UFC. Yeah. Well stated. <laughs> well stated. Yeah, yeah, there's probably less. That tends than to be 10. a thing in every professional sport. Yeah, if he could find somewhere where where that weren't the case, but I mean, he's incredibly talented. He's amazing shape. He looks great, but you know, it's that that sport's moving rapidly. Let me tell. Let me do a uh, ad read here. Tell everybody about Wink. <clears throat> finding a uh, finding great wine. Yeah, make sure I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, finding great wine is tough. That's why we've told you all about our sponsor, Club W, and how they make it easy to get wine personalized to your palate and delivered right to your door. And here's a little update for you. Club W is now called Wink. That's W-I-N-C, not K. A new name and an improved look. But here's the important part. It's still the same amazing wine company introducing you to new wines you'll love. Uh, Wink works directly with winemakers and growers from all over the world to create delicious wine and deliver it right to your door. Wink's 100% satisfaction guarantee means if you don't like a bottle that they send you, they'll replace it with a bottle that you'll love. No questions asked. We don't get to, we don't just uh, get sent random bottles. Wink is personalized wine membership that recommends wine specifically for me based on the results of my palate profile quiz. We also rate all of the wine we receive from Wink, uh, so they learn about us every uh, uh, each and every order and constantly personalize the wine that they send. Uh, sign up for Wink right now and gain immediate insider access to the best 
the best fine wine from all around the world. Find out for yourself why yours truly and thousands of other satisfied wine lovers are raving about Wink. The best part, Wink is offering our listeners $20 off right now when you go to trywink, that's W-I-N-C, dot com slash P-K-A. They'll even cover the shipping. Think about it. You'll get fine wine personalized to your palate, delivered right to your door. Uh, so try Wink and get $20 off plus complimentary shipping right now when you go to trywink.com slash P-K-A. That's trywink.com slash P-K-A. Very cool. Check them out. If you want Learn wine. Learn more about wine. I remember when I signed up, and you guys probably remember talking about this. They ask you, like, hey, do you like your coffee sweet? Do you like fish or do you like steak? Do you like this? And they help you pick what kinds of wines might appeal to you. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's not like, like you know the feeling of being out to dinner and then being like, oh, you want to order a bottle of wine? You're like, yeah, I probably should. And then you have no idea. Like, they'll ask you, what kind of wines do you like? And I, I'm so petty that when I've been asked that, I think that they're trying to get me and, like, catch <laughs> me because I know so little about it that they'll be like, oh, what kind do you enjoy? Oh, <laughs> you would like to know, asshole. Yeah, put me on the spot. I don't know, red? No, white. The red white, one. Probably, the red one. What, you, what, what does the chef recommend? Like, no, you don't want to put yourself in that position with Wink. You won't have to. You don't ask a learn. chef. You ask a Somalian. Thank you. <laughs> a Somalian. Not a Somalier. A no, Somalian. no, no, no. A Somalian. Yes, they're the experts. Uh, this is a very good wine. <laughs> 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 it is literally all we had to drink. Yeah. <laughs> just pirates with AK 47. Just pirates in their pantaloons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all dirty. Eat the, right, eat the white. The, drink the white wine. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh. Jesus. Somalians are aggressive. Um, are you a wine guy at all, Paul? Or no, my I rarely drink actually. Um, but when you I do used drink, to. I, I college, yeah, man. <laughs> Everyone drinks at college though. Um, um, but after like I, when I was at college, I was going out like, four or five nights a week, and I just I don't know. I kind of got sick of it after a while, to be honest. Um, but no, I, I'm a beer guy. I'll I'll go out every week or two with my friends and have a couple of pints, and that'll do me. Um, UK in general is a very beer orientated, you know, place. Um. Especially England, they love like eels and stuff like that, and a lot of bitter stuff. But uh, I've never really taken a uh, taking to wine. I drank a bottle at college once, like I was really poor and had to get like a five dollar bottle and got really drunk off that. But that's wine. me in terms of alcohol. But it wasn't <laughs> It'll get you drunk. first memories, so you never revisited. <laughs> it gave me a really wicked bad hangover the next day, to be honest. And I don't normally that's, get that from drinking beer. That, that I did that... not anticipate is like in college, like 22, 21 year old <clears throat> me just really didn't get hung over at all. As long as I didn't like as long as I ate and as long as I dry, remember to drink some water, like I'd wake up and the worst would be like, ah, a couple hours, I'll be fine. It seems like just in the last like year, it's gotten worse to where if I get like reasonably drunk, I'll wake up the next day and just be like, oh, God damn it. Like I drank like a half gallon of water. I thought, fuck, <laughs> like I feel like shit, but yeah, it, I, it just becomes less fun, I think. The, yeah, the hardest part about drinking fun, for though. me is finding out somehow not how not to be sick. Like, awful, terrible, sick, sick. So, new topic. Um, FBI arrests Volkswagen uh, executive over Dieselgate. And I thought that was cool, I Oh, guess? that was the, the issue with them falsely reporting their fuel economy with diesels or something? So, what right? they did is they, they modified their ECU, like the computer that runs the motor, to know when it was being tested and it kind of like throttled back the amount of power it had and the amount of like fumes it would put out. 
And uh, but in normal driving conditions, it would be much more powerful and much more bad for the economy, much worse for the economy. Uh, I, I meant to say, um, not economy, help me, environment. So uh, um, anyway, they purposely made a car that had power for the driver, but would never pass the environmental regulations. They came to the U.S. like this is an executive from Volkswagen, and they literally got arrested. Uh, I, it wow. was interesting to me because so I, I took this psychology course in college where they kind of like people just expect different rules for different mm-hmm. people, right? Did you really expect Hillary to go to jail for deleting stuff after she, after she got subpoenaed? No, a little. Okay, not me because no, no, she's in yeah. a class of people that doesn't face. Like yeah. they're above the law. Yeah, in a way. they're above the law, and and that's true of lots of rich people. Hell, O.J. Simpson got away with murder. You know, like uh, you just kind of like uh, people in this different class, these rich and famous and powerful people, they don't have legal repercussions. And here's a Volkswagen executive who came to the U.S. and the U.S. is like in jail. And I thought that was like fuck. I is didn't he, think that is happened. He from the states? Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. I, I I don't. This story is like a week old. I wonder where he is right now. I should. Is he it. like a grand poobah kind of executive, or do you think this was like, <laughs> hey, get a guy in the mailroom, you're promoted, <laughs> and you get a free trip to the U.S. of A. To be mentioned, you're our CFO for the next forty hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, I can't believe you. You did all that all that stuff to the computer systems. They're gonna be mad about that, Larry. <laughs> Say what you will about Larry as our CFO. A lot of good, a lot of bad, too. <laughs> trust him. And we trust him to do what's in the best interest of this company. You're Enjoy your time in the States. The stockholders, Larry. What? Here's another article. I put That's a really German looking <laughs> Poor Larry. You certainly do, Larry. You certainly do. <laughs> Way over his head. Oh, that's the guy? That is Larry. Look at this. Click this link, Taylor. <laughs> They got Larry out of the mailroom. Look at this I, poor guy. I've been an uh, executive with them for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they denied his bail. <laughs> this poor guy. Nineteenth janitor. I, I don't think he really just got promoted from the mailroom. <laughs> no, of course not. I think he's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no, I'm sure this is a fully competent like German man who fucked over millions of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, just, I just thought that people at his level were above the law, and it's interesting. Not. Not in Trump's America. Well, this was Not- pre-Trump, January 9th, but... Um, Trump's got him now. And El Chapo. I wish Trump would like do something weird with El Chapo just for fun. Wait, like, he- send him back, like, like, send him back to Mexico. They don't want him, do they? That... No, they do want him, I right? think we should... Do they? See, now, th- this is where Woody's uh, capital punishment like extension comes. Well, he's probably guilty oh. of actual murder. You don't have to extend anything. Yeah, for sure. Are we yeah. going to kill that guy? El Chapo? Absolutely, because yeah. he keeps getting well, away. Right? Can, we use a cat? can we use a trebuchet? Yes. Oh, I'm send him back that way. What if you just attach it to his head, right? So you have to, like, yank his Woo. his skull and perhaps spinal cord out Mortal Kombat quick style. Quick way to go. That's a quick way no, to go right no. there. The problem with it is that the trebuchet is there for crowd appeasement. So you launch a head into the sky, you've got a huge gory mess surrounding, get blood all over everybody there, and you can't really track the head as well. You need the whole body thrown so what, everybody can enjoy it. What if we put people in the front row, Gallagher style, you know, the comedian that used to smash watermelons yeah. with, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, plastic sheets and raincoats on them so that when we yank the skull and spinal cord out of the body, they're protected from the gore. Or it's just like they're in stocks. I'm trying to work with vertical. you here. 
and then it's just like you know the 10 fbi most wanted and then you know the executioner with his gallagher hammer goes out there <laughs> you know and he just <laughs> explodes you know and then meanwhile the other guys felt the reverberations and are kind of trying to look over and see but there's nothing but pink paste pink paste and mist all over the place they're horrified and now they're thinking maybe i shouldn't have killed children probably there you go yeah, uh, that's that's my America. I, I'm gonna lead. I don't remember if I talked about leading the Air Force in the pre-show, the the mix-up <laughs> show, or or now. But I I, I want to get into it because it wasn't that funny then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> how long have we been, how long been like going here? Two twenty-two. Oh, what's that? It, two hours twenty-two uh, minutes. Oh, in total five okay. hours. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, get comfy, baby. This is gonna be. I, I, I kind of like it when these happen because it changes the show a little bit. I know I can see you're hating it. I can see you're hating it. But for me, I was like, oh, <laughs> are we doing a show after Nick, we do I got a show? Shit to do. Let's get comfy. <laughs> you can put your feet up. This is the after show show. It's a different vibe. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I felt terrible <laughs> when I did the preview thing. Stop that. Uh, this one's not me. I, I didn't do anything. We blame you. <laughs> no, this one's not on me. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of him. This I mean, one's what? on God. You know, I'm actually recording this for you, Woody, just in case it happens again. So You're my... Oh, you're great. You're great. Are you really? I am, yeah. Have you been since the beginning? Wish. Yeah. Oh. Before you got back, Pirate was like, you know, just in case this doesn't go well, I'm gonna start recording anyway. And I was like, oh, you're the fucking best guest ever. Like, keep like making sure that if if because if this failed again, no, we're done for tonight. <laughs> I gotta take a nap before we go again. Like, 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 like you know, that last hour feeling at most shows where it's just so late in the day and you're so tired and you're kind of like, like they, even in normal times you just get kind of slap happy. Like you're not making full sense and you're kind of goofy. Like that's how I feel now. At this point in the show, where like I get like ten words into saying something that in my head I thought was gonna be like a rip roarer, and then I realize like, oh, this doesn't make any goddamn sense, and then you just have to peter out. Oh, very that's what I do. Except that instead of realizing it didn't make any sense, I realize I've said this before, and now I'm just looking for an out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, right. I've told this story. Is there a way to just put a period on the sentence and carry on? thing that we do sometimes is we pass the buck of our we've told the story before and so we force someone else into a story they've already told before where like if like i'm saying something that i know i've said i'll be like oh uh kyle what, what's the name of that gun behind you and then what? he has to pick it up and be like well for the for the seventh time <laughs> this is the mark whatever and then woody has to be like oh yeah I, that's a really nice picking rail and kyle's like you know it is a nice picking rail and then <laughs> Rail? It's not picking I don't know. Isn't that the thing that you put like flashlights on? I think a pickaninny is some sort of old timey South um, racial slur. Is it a picatinny? It's a oh, picatinny rail. Picatinny. No, picaninny. Yeah, what did picaninny I say? is is an old timey racial slur. Um, I, I think it's something about. Uh, oh, it totally is. It is. I, you know, I'll find it for you. Oh yeah, a small black child. <laughs> I remember yeah. a small black. Uh, brace on a firearm someone told me like it it was in the comments and it was like a highly rated youtube comment you know how they they used to stack by like upvotes or something um i told some i made some reference to cucumber sandwiches and apparently that's very racist i had no idea it's not 
Uh, Wait, are you giving an example or it was cucumber sandwiches the thing that came to it mind? It was literally the thing. I remember it because I'd never heard of a cucumber sandwich. I'd never had a cucumber sandwich, but I saw it on an episode of Dexter where like the older love interest detective for the sister, uh, he's sitting on a dock and he's eating cucumber sandwiches. And for some reason, like that popped into my head while I was telling a story and I mentioned cucumber sandwiches and everyone, everyone was like, Woody, you are so racist. Don't you realize that black people eat cucumber sandwiches and like you somehow like assigned that to, maybe I said a black person eats. I don't know what, what I did exactly. I had I don't no think black people eat cucumber sandwiches. I had no idea the racial implications of cucumber sandwiches. I just seen them on a recent TV show. There is not. <laughs> they're so fucking with you. They might have been fucking with me. It's completely possible. Black people do not eat cucumber. I've, I've never, never heard of that it before. It scares them. A cucumber sandwich. I've had cucumber like sandwiches. Cats. So <laughs> top definition on Urban Dictionary for cucumber sandwich is a man with a small penis named after the popular British tea sandwich. So it's British, apparently. I the yeah, cucumber. We should, we should just the only place I've ever they really had, had me going. Banquet like kind of thing where they have like a bunch of those like teeny sandwiches. <clears throat> pick it up thinking that it's a regular sandwich, and then you take a bite, and it's like this is just this is a uh, pre-food. This isn't even a pickle yet. Yeah. Like, this is nonsense. Just wafer, shitty, thin. Wait, what are we talking not about? Even, not cucumber enough, sandwiches. Uh, cucumber sandwich. Like, the, the really? slices of cucumber aren't even thick enough to be crunchy. And so you're biting into, like, a uh, sad, wet paper with no flavor. And, See, of course, delicious, uh, complex white I'm so bread. fucking hungry right now. I don't want to hear Dude, about these cucumber I watched sandwiches. a YouTube video where a guy made a tomato sandwich. It was, like, on the front page of Reddit. He was, uh, he was real country. And he talked about like, oh, good tomatoes come from the garden as opposed to the store. And he's right. And uh, you just saw him cut some nice hearty, like three eighths inch thick, like slices of tomato. And he salted it. He's like, salt's not good for you, but you got to salt it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you do, don't you? And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it just, it looks so, I have been eating tomato sandwiches for the last three years because of that guy's video. I really you like it. You mayo em. on there? Yes. Because salt, it, you it, pepper too. Yes, salt. Yeah, my dad. Pepper. My dad is a big fan of this. This is like poor country folk food, like back from when he was a child, and all there was was tomatoes and bread. <laughs> like, and, and, and to this day, he's he's like, oh, I love me a tomato sandwich. Not in the winter <laughs> though. In the winter, tomato sandwiches are really not appealing. The tomatoes don't taste the same. But in yeah, the summer, a, a good tomato sandwich. My my wife will buy these like heritage something tomatoes. I didn't. I don't, yeah. I'm sure the way I do it is not the like the way to save money because tomatoes are fucking outrageous but uh uh i like a tomato sandwich and i bet i would like a cucumber sandwich my grandparents like like their kind of country bumpkin thing they would eat is my grandpa loves fried bologna sandwiches yeah oh and they are they're not good they are good is not good Mm. on its own and when you fry fry. it it only be it's better fried but that distance it crawls up in goodness (laughs) Not enough to make it to sandwich. Do they eat I'd rather like have sausage gravy and biscuits. Yeah. What? Do they eat like sausage gravy and biscuits, like milk gravy? Oh yeah, sausage gravy every morning. There. Oh I'm yeah. There. I How have fat are they? That. <laughs> uh, not, not as fat as you think. <laughs> oh, because if I had sausage gravy on the daily, I would be five hundred pounds. I have mastered the sausage <laughs> gravy. I started, when they're just I, they're living as two old people, but when we go, like. My grandma will break out, you know, everything. It's like, do you need 10 pounds of bacon this morning? It's like, there's four <laughs> people here. <laughs> like, no, we absolutely do. Like, I bring home, I, I, oh, what was it? 
I think I brought home from there last time because she makes a steak or beef tenderloin for breakfast as well, which is mm-hmm. great. And breakfast. I think I brought home, yeah, beef tenderloin, bacon, sausage, uh, sausage gravy with homemade biscuits. Um, you like it's a. I don't know how you could eat like that and be like time to start the day. <laughs> because always, like if, once that meal's over, it's like I've decided this was pre-decided that I'm not doing anything. I'm not gonna move. Like I, it's it's nine forty in the morning and I need a nap. Like that. <laughs> level. If you take one, that's that's a good start to the day right there. <laughs> <laughs> you wake oh, up, it's like I just, yeah. Have a good meal and a nap. <laughs> Today's oh, on. Yeah, I can start you know, the day. <laughs> lunch and a nap yeah and then by the time you wake up it's probably lunchtime right it's like 11 40 that gravy's still in there exactly and then only a couple hours with your thoughts till dinner and then straight to bed (laughs) (laughs) why the fuck not go for a motorcycle ride in the afternoon and uh and you've got yourself the makings of a winning day I love that sausage gravy. It's the worst thing for you. You, you literally cook sausage <laughs> and then you like take the grease and you add flour to it and you cook that and make a roux. And then you just literally add milk to that until it thickens. Mm. And, and that's it. And, but I use cream, so it's even worse for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just awful. Uh, but it's, taste, it's really tasty. So good. Mm. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry now. Yeah, I'm going to go to McDonald's after this. McDonald's now has three different kinds of Big Macs. They have the Little Mac. <laughs> I saw this online. All right. They got the Little Mac. It's just a single patty with uh, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, all on a sesame seed bun. Lettuce. Of course. Like, special sauce. Tomatoes. Tomatoes, onions. There's toma- That's what There's he's saying. There's tomatoes there. on there. I There's think tomatoes on the Big Mac? No. To all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, lettuce, pickles, cheese, onions, pickles, onions, onions on a sesame, on sesame, sesame seed bun. bun. <laughs> so, so they do that, but it's one bun. You know, it's just it's just two buns, of course, and to make a sandwich, as it were, and, uh, and you know, but one patty. And then they got the regular old Big Mac, and now they have the Grand Mac, where they <laughs> use the one third meat patties that they use on, or the quarter pound meat patties that they use on the quarter pounder. You don't want that. You want the Little Mac. You want to get yourself a couple of those. I get I get like three Little Macs, good to go. It's yeah. much more manageable. There's not lettuce falling everywhere. And that Grand Mac, see, they, McDonald's uses two different grades of beef. They've got a completely different meat <laughs> product that they use for their quarter pounders versus the little hamburgers and the Big Macs. Uh, the bigger size of meat, you would think it's all from like the same meat slurry or wherever they get their meat, but no, it's not. It's a, it, I think it's a lower grade of meat. It doesn't taste as good to me. I read on Reddit recently, so it must be true, that Arby's came up with a third pounder to compete with McDonald's quarter pounder. But they had to get rid of it because Americans didn't realize a third was more than a quarter. <laughs> yeah, they made the bird king. Yeah, that's funny though. Yeah, they they, they literally didn't, and, and it's, that, that's embarrassing. So three smaller than four. You know, they should yeah. just crank it up. Like, ah, oh, I gotta get myself a twelve pounder. <laughs> it's the biggest yeah. one. You know, the fifth pound. I guess it just come in a wheelbarrow. A one twelve pounder. Crank Two tenth pound beef patties on a little bun. <laughs> 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 they're, they're little. <laughs> That's embarrassing, America. You should know your food fractions at least. I want to like, know, Paul. You've been over here, and you've had fast food here, undoubtedly. Yep. Like I feel like people in other countries, like they have the same fast food restaurants as us. But you, until you come here, you don't see just the bananas, like extras and options. Like I bet there's not a Grand Mac in, at the closest no, my, Irish McDonald's. I always tell my friends uh, who've never been to America, America is very stereotypically American. It's just 
bigger and more choice everywhere. Um, I actually didn't go to any chain restaurants that we have back home. I went to, uh, actually I did, I went to Five Guys. There's Five Guys in the UK, there's like three or four branches, and there's one literally like a 10-minute walk from my house, so I got pretty lucky with that, but it's it's ridiculously expensive, like $12, $13 for a burger over here compared to the States. I guess Five Guys is pretty expensive anyway, right? Yeah. Compared to <clears throat> normal burgers. Yeah, it's like like for two burgers, two fries, two drinks, it's like $25. Yeah, I, I like Five Guys. Is that what though, you but... get, or do you bring somebody with you? I bring somebody with me. God damn, what? I, I, I don't know. Redemption you tell these like yeah, legendary stories. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, well I, I go to get... Taco Bell. I, I spend twenty five dollars. Well, Taco Bell's different. Taco Bell's different because it's, it'd be like like how Joe Lozon goes to like uh, an Applebee's and orders two meals. <laughs> that's different. Like that's on another level. Like you can go to Taco Bell, get two two tacos, three burritos for. For that, but I don't know when you go to when you go to Five Guys. I just want the one hamburger, one order of fries. But yeah, it's expensive. I That's have never the best though finished my meal from Taco Bell. Never. Oh, you fool! I, I finish it every all time. The, like not all the time. That's totally exaggerating. When I do go through, I'll be like, all right, that steak quesadilla looks pretty good. Oh, and then they got nacho cheese chalupa. I'll get one of those. Oh, I'll get a mm-hmm. spicy taco too. It's not that much food. And then so many times it turns into this where I like take a bite of the spicy taco or whatever. And it's like, Oh, that's all right. And then I get like to that critical, like third bite where I know it's all downhill from there. And I just go, fuck this. This is stupid. And then I'll grab the chalupa and take like three bites of that and be like, this is all bullshit downhill plastic and nonsense now. And then just kind of like have two pieces of the steak quesadilla slathered in Diablo sauce Mm. to try and make it palatable. And until you're eventually like this, none of this was good and I'm unhappy with myself. So what I've done lately is I've taken to special ordering everything at Taco Bell because they, they make it. They love that. They hate it. (laughs) They hate it. But, but that's the problem. Like, it's like, look, you got to go in there. No, you're going to have to go in there and make me a taco right fucking now because I don't want the one that has been in that wrapper so long that when I grab the taco and lift, that the bottom of the taco has stuck to the paper and is now going to tear away. And I'm just going to have two pieces of hard taco shell pinching all the meat together, and that's going to fall out the bottom too. It's like I just paid $1.80 for this bullshit. Like, don't do me like that. So like I, so, so now when I go, like I went to the Taco Bell me, uh, menu online to see what all the little sauces they have are called. And so now I add like spicy creamy ranch sauce or Baja sauce or guacamole extremo sauce to like random shit. And I make them special order every single item in my like $20 bag of food. And so when I get it, I immediately stuff it into one of those zipper hot bags and get it back home. By the time I unzip that motherfucker, it's a steamy, gooey mess. It is perfect. It's perfect every time. I I, I, oh. I figured out how to get good Taco Bell. You've got to have that bag. If you're if you if you eat uh like fast food a lot, if you go somewhere, get your food and then bring it home, you want one of these zipper bags that has like the thermal uh, layering or whatever that keeps your food like hot and toasty. It's the best thing ever. It has revolutionized my fast fooding experiences. <laughs> I put everything in it. When you go to Taco Bell and spend forty dollars on a meal, bring your space blanket to wrap it up. <laughs> 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 I, I I swear to God, I do it every time now. No matter where I'm getting food from, if I go to like Outback Steakhouse and like and, and get, get like a blooming onion to take back home, like everything goes in that heat bag, and it's so much better for it. I put all I, my stuff on my passenger seat if it's hot, and I turn the heated seats on. I do that too. Yeah, if I don't have the heat bag, I swear to God, I do that. I'm like sitting there waiting on the food, <laughs> and I'm like. 
boop, it'll help a little. It'll help yeah. a little. Let me turn that heated seat on. <laughs> heated seats are awesome. Does anyone here have air conditioned seats? Nope. <sighs> Do you? I don't know. My truck is 14 years old, but uh, uh, but I rented a car with air conditioned seats uh, last year when I took hope to that speech debate nationals thing, and uh, they're awesome. I, I want air conditioned seats in my next truck. Yeah, they're badass. It's like you're sitting on a little air hockey table. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. They're they're going to be the new standards, and that's just going to be another standard thing, like you're saying, like. Wait, like a couple of years ago, the big thing was like a lot of higher end cars had heated and cooled cup holders. Hmm. So you could put cold beverages in there and they wouldn't melt or, you know, That's heated neat. and cooled seats and all that shit. That'll be around so soon. And it's like, uh, I can't imagine using a drink cooling cup. Holder. Like, I don't know. It, it's just, it's getting to the point where it's like, what features will they think of next? Because th- these are things that I would have never imagined I needed. My daughter's side view mirrors have defrosters. I think her headlights do too. And her headlights have windshield wipers. And just like. Oh, it's a Volvo thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, it just seems really decked out to me for a car we bought for like four grand or something. Yeah. I like, like, like sometimes we'll get a car to like ruin. And like, I'm like, wow. This is pretty fucking nice. <laughs> like, like, we're, like we, 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 we melted that Mercedes last year, and I was like buying this Mercedes from these people, and they're like, he's like, yeah, I just don't have the time to fix her up. Just so you know, I put all new uh, air conditioning in. You know, the whole, the whole, uh, the, the, the air, the, the compressor pump, and everything's new in here, and and down, and I, I, and he's like showing me all these little things that he's done to the car, and I'm like. I'm going to destroy this fucking car tomorrow. <laughs> We're burning this car with a flamethrower. So I don't fucking care about any of that. Well, you could let the flamethrower compete against the air conditioner and see how that goes. <laughs> I'm uh, still bummed that I left that race car battery in that Mercedes. And it just dawned on me the other day that I had melted my like $200 oh, Something yeah, like, it was that Optima like multi cell, mm. like it's not shaped like a rectangular. You know, right, you can see thing. the curves of each cell in it. Yeah, there's cylinders inside of it, and they uh, they're they're visible uh, through the uh, exterior of the battery. It's made that way. It's a, it's like the most expensive battery I guess you can get. It's the most expensive one AutoZone fucking sells. I know that. Yeah, it, it, that's right. It's the most expensive one AutoZone. I have one too in my Tacoma, and it's 12 years old now, which I think is pretty Great impressive. Batteries. Yeah, I, yeah, that's. It was from 2005. Why you pay the extra for him? Yeah, I melted yeah. that motherfucker. God but, damn it! <laughs> you, you had like 12. I, I, I know it costs more. I think it was like 120 versus like 70 for a good battery, but it's gone like three times longer. It's it's been good. Yeah, it yeah they they just keep on going and they got so many cold cranking amps. Like mm-hmm. you, it's 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 such a stronger battery. So if you're putting it in, in like. You know, a modern car it doesn't fucking matter. It seems like 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 I get my car and I don't. You don't even hold the key over. You just bump it and release, my and the car, car does the rest. Oh, yeah, I think it's yeah, so most of nice. It. My yeah, truck that, doesn't that do that. Computer takes over, and it's probably not Dude. wasting a, a drop of fuel in that in that startup process. So hope, and I want to clarify, she's a good driver now. This is all worked out. Hope drives more mm-hmm. than most people do. Um, I think she's a good. I mean, she seems to drive fine when I drive with I'm, her. She um. <laughs> her commute to school is like 40 minutes each way so she's driving like an hour and a half a day and uh you know so that's that's a lot of time behind the wheel but when she was learning to drive she was slow at knowing when not to turn the key you know how you turn it it's, it's like you know like the car is running yeah. and to me it's like back, 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 back. like 
stop turning the key. And uh, it's so awful to have to be witness to because it's such this like muscle memory feeling ingrained thing. It's hard to for, teach. I think, like yeah. you turn it until you get a magical vibe that the motor is started, and then you know to let go of it like within a millisecond. And uh, you know she didn't have that vibe right away. She didn't know it was starting. You almost got to come up with some sort of like one Mississippi, yeah. If like, it were right. consistent, right? But sometimes the motor takes a second. Sometimes it takes two and a half. You know, like yeah. it, it's it, yeah. what you have and what my wife has ideal. Just sort of bump it and then yeah, observe. It, it it's over. cool. Yeah. You're just like, it, you know, it's going to start. It always I've starts. I've sat there and tried to like make it mess up, like mm -hmm. barely bump it and yep. like, do stuff like that. You can't I've bump done it, it. Off. I yeah. didn't realize that's how my car worked until honestly like eight months ago. Like I, you know, those fobs that you have to stick into the square thing and then you turn yeah. <clears throat> and it's not a real key. Like I had always been turning it the exact amount of time that it took me to turn my Jeep on where it goes like, vroom, 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 and it was fine until one day I like slipped and just kind of like for a 10th of a second, like clicked it Fucked in it. and accidentally like, boop, and it just goes, vroom, 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 vroom. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck. It's been fine the whole time. I never could have messed up. I thought I was on a perfect stretch. It was impossible to fit. <laughs> Pyro, what are you driving? Uh, I drive a Renault Clio. I don't know if you guys have those in the States. Oh, we, I don't know, but we're going to Google this piece of shit. <laughs> two, two, Renault Clio 2006. A Ren Renault Clio. A Renault Clio 2006. This is going to be awesome. And and it's auto. Oh, it's not auto, sorry. It's stick. We we only drive stick over here. Um, it's uh I'll send you a picture of it. It's kinda like Do you have one. a girlfriend? Like in Currently I do not actually. Oh uh, yeah, I would have um I would have assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I think this make this kind of car makes a lot of sense for I mean I've never been to Europe, but it seems like everything's a lot closer and you don't need a giant well, car. Like, my car would be a bitch to park in, on the streets of Europe, I feel yeah, like. This is a good car for someone who doesn't like cars. So I, uh, I could see I the like logistics. It. Yeah, I could see the logistics of owning, like, a big car in the States. But I tell, like, I can walk to City Hall in about seven minutes from where I am right now. So it's not as if, you know, like, I can walk to the airport in 20 minutes from where I am right now. I live pretty much bang in the middle of the city. And the UK in general is like that. When I'm in the States, it's amazing to me that I need to take a 20, 30-minute cab ride to get anywhere from where I am. Um, so yeah, America, America is big. There's like no... Uh, like if I, w if I had to walk to the airport, like I'd have to set out on a Lord of the Rings-style journey to like <laughs> <Yeah>. endeavor across <laughs> the lands. Like I'd get lost and be like in the cold wilderness with my staff. Look, Like there's that's what's <clears throat> cool about... Europe and I guess the UK in particular is you can just live somewhere and be like, oh, I, I haven't even driven in weeks and I have everything I need. I can just walk to the store. Whereas here, even if you're, quote, really close to the store, like it's still like really close is like over a mile. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm really close to that store. I, I could walk there and get groceries now that I'm snowed in. But I don't want to because it's going to take me fucking an hour. If you live in the city, oftentimes it's walking yes. oriented, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, that's one thing I don't have. Like I'm on the edge of the city, but you have to drive everywhere you go or take a motorcycle. But like the, the concept is the same. Chiz, mm -hmm. uh, like it was like his last day here. Like he was moving back home and he decided to like 
just like go to like the the closest store. It was a gas station, like Quickie Mart kind of thing, and uh, it was raining. So he he's like, I'm just gonna go to the closest store and get a bite to eat. And uh, he walks, and like you said, man, like it's a journey. It, it's first of all, it's like three miles away, four miles away, and you round trip that, and now you you now you've gone somewhere. Yeah, and it's raining hard. And it's not made for walking, right? So the speed limit is like 50. And to the right of the right line is like eight inches of like asphalt, <laughs> you know? So, so you're like either walking in the soggy grass or like dodging cars. In boat shoes. Yeah, literally with no socks or something. Like, like, you know? Squish, squish, yes, squish. Exactly. He labored onward. <laughs> squish, squish, yeah. squish. The staccato of his squishy steps, pushing him further. Squish, squish. I, I wouldn't squish. take the Chisels golf cart like, on that journey. Halfway to the location. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't do that more than once. He but... stumbles in through the door like some sort of a wild west, like guys. Water. Barbarous, barbarous lights. It's funny. He stopped smoking when he lived here. And uh, you know, all you non-smokers will, will know, like, if someone smokes, you know. Like, if it's on their clothes, in the car, whatever. Like, for whatever reason, cigarette smoke is, like, the... Yeah, it's very the, sticky. It's very detectable. So I'm sure, certain he wasn't smoking. He wasn't smoking in that house. Like, you know, he wasn't. And the whole time, there was never, like, this, like, oh, no, I'm just a temporary non-smoker. Trust me. Like, I'm like, but you he kicked it. For like months. How long was he here? Six months? Eight months? Like it wasn't a short period of time. And, uh, but all along it was like, no, nah, I don't intend to kick this for good, which was odd to me because I thought kicking it for good would be something that you'd really want to happen. But, nah, he yeah, enjoys the cigarette smoking. It's one of his favorite activities. Yeah, I forget <laughs> Kyle. Is Kyle or Taylor who was like, you know, cigarette smoking will always be popular as long as there's asshole non-smokers making you ang- anxious or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I can claim that one. That's pretty good, though. Uh, were you talking about earlier how you, like, need a car? How, like, they're kind of necessitated most of the time? You know, it, we're, we're about to go to Denver again. And, and it's like, I guess you could fucking, like, walk around everywhere. But, like, no. It, it's, it, that would be awful to be dependent on someone else. I, I know you can do it. But I, I think my personality is just so much better suited to be to like sitting here until the second I'm I'm ready to leave, and then like getting into my car and being like, you know what, I gotta pee. I'll go back and you know, I'm walking right because nobody's fucking waiting on me. I'm not getting a ride. I'm not catching a bus. There's not an Uber honking the horn. It's my car, and you know I, I decide if I want to make two loops around the store. I decide if I just want to drive aimlessly for three hours and you know clear my head. You can do all those things. And so I always get a rental car every I've, single time. I've heard like CEOs of automotive companies. I forget it was the top guy at Chevy or Ford, but they were saying like, you know, this might be the last generation that we're selling cars to individuals. And we might soon be selling them to little collectives. These are automatic driving cars. They're like Ubers, but you're not hiring anyone. You're just like, or a Lyft or whatever. It's, uh, it just drives itself. And yeah, you just like don't own a car anymore. At least six of us own a car together and it takes, you just call it and schedule it and it drives you there. And I, uh, but like you said, like, I really like it, like being completely in control of my own destiny. The idea of time sharing a car like that would stress me out on its own because it'd be like, 
well, like, do I need to check with these four other people and let them know, hey, I'm gonna, I need to go to the store people. tomorrow at 5 p.m. You know, I'll probably be back 6.30 p.m. Oh, little Susie has soccer practice at 7, indoor soccer. She's very competitive. Did you know that she... Oh, my God, shut up, shut up. I know we share a car together, but I don't want to hear it. I don't care about your daughter. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. No. I want my own car. You gotta divorce people out of your car ownership, your fractional car ownership. Uh, yeah, you don't want that. Now there is a such thing as that, but it's usually like really high end sports cars. Mm-hmm. There's these like collectives of guys who like go together and like basically it's a it's a it's a badass car club where like maybe you pay these guys fifty grand a year and you're a member of this club where we've got like you know three million dollars worth of cars and occasionally you get to take one for like a couple weeks or something like that those exist that's kind of cool but that's that's cool for like really high end stuff where it, where you know it's it's kind of a buy it once buy it nice kind of thing or whatever you say woody and it's like well i don't i can't buy eight porsches but i could just spend 50 grand a year and have access to eight porsches i guess if that's your thing it's also popular amongst plane owners uh, ah yeah yeah like a a guy who flies a fair amount like an active pilot might fly 50 hours a year so you can see like 50 hours a year, like it kind of makes sense to share the cost of it with other people. Yeah, it's two days. Yeah, so it's no time. It's, um, it's definitely a better way to do it. What were we talking about? Oh, fractional ownership of cars and how mm-hmm. that, yeah, car ownership is really important to me because of the way I, I like to be able to use the car. For one thing, I want to be able to abuse it if I want to. Like I want to be able to literally abuse it if I want to. But also I, I really like that freedom, like I said, like, I've been on plenty. I've been in plenty of foreign cities, and by foreign, I mean foreign to me, like not where I'm fucking from. I've been in L.A. and been like, God, I really want to go somewhere here and do this, but I don't want to do the hassle that I'm going to run into if I walk out the door down there and like get a cab and go there and and have to like carry bags down a street or something. It just sounds stressful. I don't need all that. Also, so nice to have a fucking car. Different levels of cleanliness would be an issue with me. Like, so for me, for example, my car should be empty inside. Like the driver's seat, the passenger seat, ideally the back seats, but not necessarily. Like you should just, they should be, see, clean is a different thing. I'm not talking about sanitary, right? Like it doesn't need to be dusted and vacuumed, but it needs to be straightened. And I like my car straightened on the inside. However, the outside of my car is a complete mess. It's like salted and muddied and rusted and dented. And I don't give a fuck, but... So someone who was sharing with me, you know, they might be dirtier on the inside, cleaner on the outside. Like, you'd, there's a lot to compromise on this. I just own it myself. I like it yeah. this way. Yeah, I, I'm definitely of that mind. Um, Jackie yeah, might need yeah. a car soon. Ooh. We'll see. It, it's a, what The recent fix was, uh, so she has a 4Runner, Toyota 4Runner, and it has, I guess you'd call it a hatchback, that back door that opens up. It stopped opening up. Like it just, Mm. it wouldn't open up so much. So I thought maybe if I pushed it and opened it, so I'm pushing it and like working. And when you squeeze the thing, it makes this little sound to let you know the lock is like unlocking and uh, it wouldn't go. I dented the back of her car, like hipping it as whatever. I showed it to her and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Look what I did. And she's like, that's not a problem. I get to look at that one and say, wasn't me. Because <laughs> it's all beat to shit. Just that one. Yeah, I know. The others are hers. But that one, and I actually bought a suction thing and made it like 90% better. But um, with the back not opening, that was a major sacrifice for her. Like when she got groceries and that back really needed to open like she wanted it to. And I, uh, I took it apart. 
there's a le- I was able to like get my hands in there, open it, hit it with WD-40 and lubricant and such, and now it works well. So oh, nice. I've staved off buying her a new car by fixing her existing one yet again. But that shit's on its last legs. That t- oh, I, that that Tesla looks so fucking cool. Oh yeah, the, there's a Tesla SUV thing too. I, I, that guy keeps innovating and coming. He, he said something the other day about you know if you want a future-proof car, like shop somewhere else because like he said like because ne- next year's thing is going to totally eclipse what this year's thing is, and it's that's just going to keep happening. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Elon. Musk. And he's and he's got Trump's ear apparently. Like he's he's part of Trump's little enclave of uh, advisors. He said something like, "I'm Trump's voice of reason." I think was his quote today. There was a little more to it. It was a cool quote, though. He's like, how often have you seen Trump like bow down and kowtow to protests and, you know, complaints or what have you? He's like, you know, talk to him and influence him. And it was like, yeah, Elon Musk, he's a doer, I guess. You know, like it didn't sound like he was saying, I love everything about Trump. It was Trump's the guy I'm working with him. Yep. So, yeah, that's, and that's got to be a good thing because, I don't know, Elon Musk seems like he's got a lot of cool ideas. He started his own goddamn space program for fun, so <laughs> he can probably handle most uh, everyday little occurrences. Let me uh, read another ad here. Seems mm-hmm. like a good time to tell everyone about uh, Squarespace. This episode of PK is being, is being sponsored by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. With easy-to-use tools, you can create a beautiful website with Squarespace's all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade, ever. You can create beautiful websites or online store or an online store with an amazing, uh, with an award-winning template. Uh, Squarespace's award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas online. Squarespace also offers a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and simple to set up. Trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace is used by a wide range of creatives and people, uh, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today, so get started and start your own uh, start your free trial today at squarespace.com pka to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com pka. Begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. Very cool. Squarespace.com. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I'm not sure if we've talked about texture in the past. I, it may have slipped my mind, but let me tell you about texture. This time of year, everyone is traveling, but there's no way you're going to cram all those magazines you need to read into your carry-on bag. Now you can with Texture, the new app that gives you unlimited access to over 200 magazines. Texture has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles that you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive uh, interactive features, videos, and more. Texture is searchable. Uh, you can mark what you like, check out back issues, uh, view bonus video content, and they even curate articles and magazines just for you or whoever you're giving Texture to this year. Texture is normally $9.99 per month, and you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now, at texture.com slash PKA, you get a 14-day free trial. So why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you could have all of the best ones on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Right now, Texture is offering our listeners a 14-day free trial. When you go to texture.com slash PKA, that's 14 days to try Texture for free. When you go to texture.com slash PKA, texture.com slash PKA, I... Uh, I, I, I'm definitely going to put texture on my phone. I'll tell you why. 
I stared at the goddamn back of my seat for that flight uh, for, for four and a half hours last time. I was coming back from Colorado. We sat on the runway on the tarmac in Atlanta for an mm. hour. For an hour we sat there, there waiting for a gate, and I had nothing to stare at but my hands. So uh, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm going to have so much entertainment when I get on this plane that it's not even going to be a concern. Because there's, <laughs> I'm telling you, I sat there and just had the most excruciating experience of like, all right, let's try to. This was my. I would do this thing where I like put my elbows on my knees and my eyes in my palms and try to sleep like that. But inevitably, you're putting so much pressure on your eyes, they start to ache like your eyeballs do. So I would come. I would come awake from that sleepy position and transition to something that would make my hands fall asleep within 15 minutes, and then just stare at like anybody around me for hours. It seemed like the guy in front of me was teaching his wife Russian, and so I'm just like, all right, maybe I'll pick up a little something while I'm here. <laughs> She's got her whole journal. She's she keeps asking him for like pronunciation help, and he's like, look at my mouth. He's like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking at his mouth too. And it, it was awful, most excruciating. Frontier it's, is it's, the fucking devil. What's funny? Do not fly Frontier. Kyle has a real interest in a sensory deprivation unit, but can't live without his phone for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in that fucking tank, man. That tank's going to be cool. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Uh, I, I hope I go to some other place and see some colors or something while I'm in there. I hope I get to like meet some ancestors or, uh, or maybe I find out I'm the devil. I don't know. That really I, is the worst feeling on a plane is when you've landed and you prematurely put away all of your entertainment devices and then you find out that like oh i'm going to be here for a bit so i could have finished watching you know twins or whatever fucking movie i found on dvd before i ran out the door from home and then you're like but i can't bring the my laptop back out and put the movie back on i'll look like a goober everybody's gonna be looking at me like that guy can't sit here for five minutes without doing something like what a child but it's the worst and you if you try and sleep like you were saying you just i just get furious at everyone around me because i start to perceive everything they're doing as a direct affront to me trying to get some rest like in that focus you'll like hear somebody's whistler booger like like three aisles away where it's <laughs> like the whistler booger yes exactly that and it's just you just get so upset and you're like what what sort of fucking asshole what sort of fucking cunt doesn't realize that they have a whistler booger we've all been on a plane for five hours together and your booger's whistling up the whole fucking cabin and <laughs> like it's it's just upsetting but uh I don't, you know, I don't want to fly with my gun just because of that thing that happened in Florida the other day. I, I, I feel like I just don't want to raise any eyebrows. I don't want to walk to that special section in the Atlanta airport and be like, um, excuse me, I have a gun. <laughs> like, inevitably, that has to go down. I just don't feel comfortable flying with it. I, I don't like going through the whole process. <clears throat> I, um, I know it's paramotor talk, which I don't do more than I have to, but I thought I was going to die yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. interesting. So... Uh, the thing that I feel like I'm learning most slowly about paramotoring is like feeling the weather and knowing what to expect in the sky. So in the winter, I'm sorry, in the summer when, it, when there's a lot of moisture in the air, I can look at the clouds and get a vibe. But all winter long, it's just super clear blue skies. And uh, it's like, what the fuck is going on up there? Like, I can't tell. It's invisible. There's no clouds. There's no nothing. During the day yesterday, it was kind of rocking. Like the wind was maybe 10 miles an hour with gusts up to 30-ish. And uh, that's a day I would know not to fly. But as the sun sets, all that energy like goes away because it travels through more. And, and uh, 
like I'm like, you know what? The wind is positively it goes from still to like five, seven miles an hour. So those are all numbers that I can fly in. Let's give it a go. When I go to launch, immediately it's not a normal launch. Like I'm I'm I take off, I get speed, and I'm not really going anywhere. I get like six feet up in the air and it drops me. But I'm ready for this. Like, you know, I don't assume that my launch is going to go well. I'm prepared. I have to run a little more and then I'm launching for good. And uh, I'm maybe 70 feet in the air and I realize I don't like it. Like, I don't like it at all. Uh, It's one thing that's happening. So you've got the wing, right, that goes across the top and kind of an arch. I'm twisting underneath it or the wing more Mm. as accurately is it's getting blown around. It's like whitewater rafting in the sky at 70 to 100 feet in the air. And uh, the wing is twisting around. And the other thing is the wing is coming like forward and back. It's pitching me. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm like diving to the ground and then leaning on my back. And when you lean on your back, there's a a fright that like, so if you're nice and straight, you're, you're hanging up on the wing. It's cool. If you're like this, then you could like fall and like collapse and, and uh, the wing stays inflated if you're going forward, but if it goes backwards, it turns into like a streamer, right? Yeah. So uh, this is all happening, and I don't want to land immediately because I want to be a big pussy about it. So I'm like, I'm going to stay up here for like three or four minutes and just know that I've figured out what the sky is. I didn't just like hit a patch and you know decide that I was you know too scared. So three four minutes in. It's not improving at all. I've gained some altitude, which is mixed. You know, I'm going to land at terminal velocity or maybe the at 200 feet, the reserve chute like starts to work if I throw it real quickly or something. And uh, can I just say that, like, I, I would guess that your reaction time plus the time it takes to, like, get that thing out and throw it mm-hmm. would mean that you're probably like eight feet off the ground by the time it goes. It could be right. Like, now, they're designed to expand in a hurry. So if you're yeah, like I know 50 that, feet just, off the ground, it's still a, helpful, right? Yeah, I take that. Yeah, but, but I'm just I just be like, like, you know, you know how fall fucking drop and, and how fast. Yeah, exactly. And then a part of it is, you know, do you throw the reserve or do you fix your wing? You know, like if I'm 2000 feet in the air, I can fix the wing for a while and decide that this isn't working out. If I'm 200 feet in the air, you know, you almost have to pick one. Are you going to try and fix your wing or are you try and toss your reserve? So, uh, so after three, four minutes, I decide I'm not happy up here. It's just, it's a fucking rodeo. And, uh, like, I, there's something called active piloting where you like keep tension on it and adjust it and fix it and whatever. And I feel like I've done that, but I'm not having any success. You know, in broad strokes, I'm steering where I'm going, but the details of it is up to the wind. I'm just getting, you know, pushed around. It takes me another two, three minutes to, uh, uh, to like get into like an approach pattern that's going to put me someplace safe. And again, I land in, in what they call rotor. So when, when wind blows past like a tree or a house, it doesn't just like smoothly on the other side. On the other side, it's like down river of a rock. And uh, I'm coming in and I'm like, all right, this is all good. And it starts wagging me like side to side. And uh, I land like on one foot, sort of run it out. I managed to stay on my feet barely. And uh, Jackie comes out. She's like, I was watching you. You weren't going anywhere. The wind gusts and like it, it seemed like it was nothing. Like the windsock was literally just flaccid. But she's watching me fly at 25 miles an hour, not going anywhere. I'm just parked in the yard, uh, not making forward progress. In, in peril. 
going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I finally land. Down. <laughs> and uh, I'm I, trying. <laughs> I was just happy not to be in the sky anymore. And it's like, all right, it's because I had gone to Florida. And wind that I considered sort of similar on the ground. And when I launch in North Carolina, oftentimes I'm in like a, a bowl made of 150 foot trees. When I launched in Florida, it was like um, 70,000 acres of swamp and farms, you know, so the wind doesn't get all rustled and it's just smooth laminar flow. So high winds there were great to fly in. They just it seemed cool. Any kind of wind in North Carolina, it's a rodeo. And uh, oh. it's like, all right, lesson learned. You know, it's got to be a little calmer. Well, I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> that sounds like it could have gone badly. Yeah, you need some sort of high-altitude wind detection system. You need to shoot a flare up there or fly a kite. A kite would be fun. They make remote-controlled paramotors. Do you want to see it? I, I let, Let's watch a, a YouTube hmm. video. Um, wow. I don't think you guys will want to watch the if whole... If you thought paramotors were cool, kids, <laughs> wait a <laughs> minute. Uh... You strap an animal into this thing because that'd be kind of terrifying. So, Chuck's. Um, see the problem. This is the hype. Here, we'll watch this together for maybe ninety seconds or so, and people will get the vibe of it without a doubt. Uh, are you guys ready? Yep. Ready, set, play. This is the hybrid 1.8 <laughs> To me, this is really cool. Nearly three meters, and it's kind of and silly. Backpack weigh 2 it's a nine-foot-wide wing. Like, it's kind so of a big thing. A very large it model. Is, yeah. I was really impressed with the high quality of the wing and the attention to detail put into the entire model. Look, look, wow. It uses the same Holy materials crap. as a real He's a ginger. And it's constructed similarly. The pilot has servos in his chest that control <laughs> the arms to pull the brake lines. It is powered by How much a do you think this costs? KV motor and a 10-inch prop. I'm going to guess the 2600 3 cell lipo. The wing folds up nicely into this bag for convenient and... transportation and storage. No, 200. As you can see, oh, all that'd the be nice. You're about a thousand low. Well, then it's so hard to see how big that thing is. Like when it's up against the when it's up against the background of like trees and nature, if it just flew and landed in some guy's pocket, you'd be like that makes sense. Like you can't tell how big it is. I love these crashes. The guys' little hands. Yeah. See, it's funny. I, I, the, the people who do this, okay. I feel like if they knew how to fly a paramotor, they'd have more luck in the launching because a lot of it's transferable. And you can watch a few more throws here, and he really gets the hang of it. Nah, oh, even man. that one wasn't great. But See, it's that was cool. a nice launch. $1,200 cool because that, that drone you've got, your camera drone, is about the same. The camera drone has um, like all this great GPS functionality built into it, which makes it hover and real wind resistant. Like it's designed to ignore all the turbulence and craziness that's happening up there by, by tapping into GPS. This thing, although it's a really expensive way to test the air, would be so ideal. If you could fly this around the field, you'd know if it was a rodeo up there or something kind of chill. I can't believe he's brave enough to touch that uh, that water. I don't think he yeah. did to. I, I don't, I, I've watched this before. He's in Colorado, right? He was explaining that 
to make it gain altitude, you have to give throttle, and it's delayed, and sometimes this causes problems. And as he's saying that, it, it crashed on the uh, ice. Ah, I see. But well, um, this is a like a thousand dollar, twelve hundred dollar. I think you can even spend eighteen hundred on it. Um, uh, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> a kite. A kite. A kite would be ninety nine cents. <laughs> and probably get I, it uh, done. We got into kite flying briefly when i was a kid like I, I don't know i bought a cheap kite and it broke and so my dad was like oh let's get you a better one and we went and bought a better one and then it it broke and dad was like you know what let's build a kite and we made this gigantic kite using aluminum arrows and uh and, and so i don't remember what the material was but we made our own gigantic kite and uh, i just remember it was so fucking high that nobody wanted to reel it back in so we just tied it to something and then there was a big crazy storm and it was just lost. It just we came back the next day and it was just gone. I like to imagine that it got hit by lightning, but that's probably unlikely. It probably just got sucked away. Let's go with that. Have I shown you guys the cool octopus kite? You have not. I've never seen a cool octopus kite. At least no. never seen a cool octopus <laughs> you kite. Are I probably have thinking to yourself cool that kites. it won't be cool, but I think when you watch this, you will say, "You know what, Woody? It was indeed cool." I don't know. It's one in the morning. Wow. <laughs> come on it's cool yeah. it? it's cool it is, it is. it's it, moving it in a like, very relaxing like, way yeah it looks like cgi to me <laughs> like you were trying to stop some drones from flying through you you would fly a few of these it mm. looks it, it, it's it's uh it's hypnotic it's uh it's pretty cool i knew yeah. it was i told you it'd be cool delivering it is very calming I sometimes think about making a new YouTube channel. Here's this. It's just as cool <coughs> as that kite. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you a laugh for that. <laughs> I didn't even know I was joking. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's cool. In terms of a YouTube channel I've been watching, there's a... Uh, it's like ASMR. 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 These look like some interesting videos that get super long tail that are kind of low effort and get like a million views like 10 hours of raining on a car you know 10 hours of raining on a tin roof 10 hours of wind in the woods crickets in the woods um and of course you know they just get like an hour of footage and repeat it or something <clears throat> dude th these videos get like a million views now you have to do it well it needs to be a quality video you know you'd, you'd have to get like good audio in there and good video and and people listen to them when they sleep when they relax what have you and uh i think like dude i really feel like i could do this as well as anyone ever has now, sure. you can't put ads every half an hour on a relaxation video <laughs> you know just jump in there and like whatever I, I don't even know what ads are playing nowadays gorilla tape or something but uh <laughs> this is just a, a six second clip of a Ref, refs in hockey have different relationships than refs in soccer or football, much less professional. And this is a ref screaming at someone after he's called them for a penalty. They're just I mean, both uh, saying F you. Right? They, I... I yeah, I, I think they... No, they it was like the they're... ref saying, fuck you twice. Oh, is Going, that what I saw? Fuck. Yeah, because clearly, like, right before that happened, the <laughs> player was chirping the ref, being like, oh, you're a, you know, you're just a hoser, eh? 
You know, there's a reason you couldn't make it in this league, and that's why you're wearing the stripes, bozo, or whatever the fuck they say to each other. <laughs> and he goes, fuck you, fuck you. Two minutes for interference. In uh, rugby, they, oh, tired. <laughs> the, the ref is like the god. If you uh, like swore at the ref, you get sent off. Really? Yeah, rugby's like, rugby's more of a middle upper class sport, so there's a lot of discipline instilled in young kids to play it, and the ref is like, you don't fuck with a ref, otherwise you get sent off. Huh, so. I didn't know that. We don't have any rugby experience here. It's just not even a sport people is yeah. it's not even to play, because football. Pretty much. I mean, American football's played over here as well, which is interesting, you know. Uh, my cousin is playing in Finland in the second European division for American football. So, somehow it exists. I didn't even know most countries over there played American football. Yeah, it does have its does have its uh, fans. I wonder, and they have the, like a they divi- have the NFL every year. Go ahead, sorry. Like a Division Three American football player, like a good, I guess someone you know, who was good in high school, good enough to make it to the lower levels of college. Like how they do if they went to Europe? Probably uh, top. Like uh, the European, like the the money you get over here as well isn't really that great. You know, you're gonna be getting like maybe for a top European player, maybe like 50,000 to 100,000 a year. It's nothing like compared to the States. Um, but travel, I guess, you get paid for your accommodation and stuff. And if you want to go to Germany or you know Spain or whatever. you're not making whatever. big money when it's like, yeah, but the per diem is $50 and they don't even know. Oh, Food costs <laughs> like 40. So they you just pocket that 10. <laughs> I just go anywhere I want, buy what I can, anything I want to eat, up to one drink, keep the receipt, and I tea and eat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Time and expenses. It's a wonderful program. At, at, at QAD, my first job, it was like you know the per diem here. I forget what it was, like thirty eight dollars a day. This is a long time ago, and uh, and I'm like, oh, so I can either eat right, you know, for thirty eight dollars, or eat on the cheap for like thirty dollars and just put eight in my pocket. That's how I get them. <laughs> a long long time <laughs> yeah. your children's children won't see you know the reaping of that harvest <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like i was misbehaving really. you were allowed to do that you were allowed to just say 38 dollars um you know that's what i want the the company was fine with it even if you just ate at mcdonald's three times a day so that was the thing i I got him. Well, aren't you guys cheery? I feel like y'all need coffees, <laughs> right? I had I, 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 when there were some tech difficulties. I got on here, said, "Hey, baby, we had tech issues. Can I get a second coffee?" And uh, she said, "Okay." The language of love, right there. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> she she delivered the coffee, and I feel like I'm uh, I'm the only guy bouncing right now. You definitely, you're I mean, definitely the only guy bouncing. I'm so <laughs> tired. I am so fucking tired. Like there's been a couple times where I've just looked at myself in my own little camera and been like, "You look like you woke up a minute ago." Like, <laughs> like I'm I wondering just, how I'm gonna what? get to sleep. I, 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 I uh, and my weekend is gonna start soon. It's, you know, one of the problems with my lifestyle is that other people don't live it, and that's a pain in the ass. I wish all you assholes would quit your jobs. So that I had people to play with, um, <laughs> that that would really benefit me a ton. You know, I um, 
I, I, my friend uh, who owns the construction company, you guys said we were going to go ride motorcycles today. And one of his employees was sick and we couldn't go. We were going to go to a motorcycling to an abandoned cotton gin or something like that. Uh, some sort of it. They made cotton there or something. And there was a dam for the power source and there's water flowing. And it seemed like a cool ride through the back country to an abandoned mill or something. And, uh, and he had to work, which I thought was inconsiderate to me. If you guys would just stop it, then I would have more people to play with. <laughs> what time is it where you are, Pyro? It's like uh, 6 in the morning. 6.22. You know, um, I'm actually tempted to go and get a coffee and just pull an all-nighter. and Yeah, like college. Fix my, my sleeping routine, man. I woke up at uh, almost midday today, so I occasionally have to do that every once in a while. To be just honest, reset, because... do a 36-hour day, and then you'll hit the hay hard tonight at like 9 p.m. No, there's oh. nothing more upsetting than pulling an all-nighter and then getting to like 9 a.m. of the night you pulled the all-nighter and being like, oh, my God, a whole day has begun, and I can't <laughs> ditch out now, or it all was for naught. You know, <laughs> oh, you're, you're, like, fucked. If I you're so nap, fucked. Yeah, if I take an 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. nap, then I'm right back to square one. And so you have to just endure it and just be like a slug all day. It's coffee day, Paul. I wish you it were is, here. Man. You could come play with me. I, uh, <laughs> Kyle's face says no you guys, coffee. <laughs> you guys know Brad? He's in the army. He, he, he can't just ditch all the time. He's weekends. You know, I, I'll fly there and be there in like 10 hours. 10 hours. Ten. Well, actually, I, I need to get an ASTA because mine expired and then I would need to get a flight. It's complicated going to the States, man, from Europe. Yeah, well, we don't want you foreigners staying. We need certain documents. Tr- Trump's is, America. This is Trump's <laughs> America. We don't. We don't want you Irish people trying to stay here because we're racist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still white. It's not racist. I, I know that was yeah, the joke. We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I go to Bo- I would go to Boston, and they would treat me like like a king. In Boston, if I in there. If I said I was Irish. Yes. Yeah, they would. Because uh, when I've been to the East Coast, like when I talk to people that I don't know, the first thing they would tell me is how like their great uncle or how they're one eighth Irish or something like that. And I'm like, does it really count if it's your uncle's cousin or something? So how no, Irish I, do you have to be to be Irish? Uh, I'm not really sure. Like I, I don't really care that I'm Irish, to be honest. It's like I heard a comedian say once like uh, – you don't go and brag that you've got like a predisposition to like colon cancer or some stuff like that. It's just something you're born with, right? So <laughs> I see here that Ireland's going to be the first country to fully divest from fossil fuels. They're moving everything into ethanol. Yep, go Ireland. They that's chose good. ethanol? No, I was joking because that's you can get drunk on <clears throat> oh. on ethyl alcohol. <laughs> I thought you were serious uh, there for a second. Yeah. You know, uh, no, but that, that is true. I don't know what they're switching over to. Probably something that makes more sense, like solar, potato <laughs> vodka, <laughs> potato vodka. I would go for that. Potato they're engines. Actually, yeah, they're becoming very uh, progressive down in the south of Ireland. Um, they're doing away with all those fossil fuels, and they're doing a lot of renewable energy schemes. But I think they have like medical weed going up for uh, vote soon as well, um, and it's, people are pretty confident about that. And nice. the UK in general is very, like, you guys are passing those bills over there like crazy, but in Europe, you know, pretty much Holland 
and Spain are the only places. Portugal as well. Um, in terms of drugs, if, if, so really if you pass many, most medical marijuana, you will, will you need to be sick or just kind of like sick? I'm not sure. I mean, uh, there's already products available in the UK, but they're. It's funny because cannabis is illegal in the UK, but there's pharmaceutical companies growing cannabis to harvest it and create like uh, spray spray products. Yeah, I think, oh. I think it's called like Sativex or something. I'm not sure, um, but that's the only sort of licensed product that. Uh, but you have to get prescriptions for that. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, uh, it's interesting for me going from uh, I went to where was it. California, and uh, I was walking around and seeing all the weed dispensaries you guys have there for the medical weed. And I was in Amsterdam a couple of weeks before, and uh, it, you know, it's been legal over there for about 40, 50 years, and it's nowhere near as commercialized as the states. Like everything is in fancy boxes and wrappers. And when you go to Amsterdam, it's basically here's this box full of nugs of weed, and that's it. You walk into a store, and it's like that. So yeah, yeah, we know how America. to market a product here. We, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you give us something to sell, we'll, we'll we'll put it in a fancy box, give it a cool name, and and tell you what it'll do for you. I, there was an Apple Store like retail pot thing I heard about. It was cool. I don't know. I, it wasn't actually from Apple. It was just looking like Apple. And there were iPads, oh. and they really, uh, they, but they copied their style, and it sounded awesome. I'm gonna Google that, Woody, to bring you up on it. See, it's getting it's getting to that point now where everyone's sort of fading. Uh, Not everyone, baby. Not everyone. (laughs) I'm here. And and the next line is, "I'm queer." But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Where you headed with that, Woody? (laughs) Uh, All right, maybe I'm a little punchy. I could see that a little punchy. Uh, It's like the non-drinking drinking episode. I'm not sure whether I should go in. I actually have caffeine til- uh, pills down here, mm-hmm. and I, I'm tempted to you take should. one at this point, man. But it's again, it's six thirty, so I don't know. Point of no return once I pop it. It's almost bedtime. I'm gonna get some good sleep tonight. You think? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Of course, I got a little post production on this. There's yeah. probably something you could take to counteract the caffeine, right? There should be an antidote to caffeine. So if you if you mess mm-hmm. up, you can just what would you drink call caffeine. It? Um, you know, I don't know, warm milk. I don't know what you'd call it. it there should oh. just be a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is there? If there is, well, I, melatonin. That would just kind of counteract it, but I wouldn't an antidote. Something that's gonna just make it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, my my ah, solution. Potassium or magnesium. Really? So you have to have a banana. Yeah. And that would undo the caffeine. Some home, tre- some home treatments for caffeine overdose include drinking water, mild exercise, and eating foods high in potassium and magnesium, such as bananas or dark leafy greens. If you, you overdosed go. on caffeine, you're too weak to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I got the jitters. I can't stop. I once oh, my legs are shaking too much, man. It's serious. Uh, I used to take this like when I was at... Uh, college my friends used to be big weightlifters and they dragged me along with me that's how i sort of got into going to the gym and uh they used to take like these pre-workout supplements just full of caffeine and they had like 500 milligrams of caffeine per scoop and my friend was like you know his tolerance was super high so he was taking double scoops he was like oh i'm gonna take a triple scoop and me being the idiot decided to you know join in i was 
a gram and a half of caffeine and it's not really that much but well it is that much um <laughs> yeah yeah it is, <laughs> it is. uh it's, and I started, it's too much i started shaking like physically shaking and i ended up throwing up uh midway through the gym session that was the first caffeine Dude, that's like drinking that 10 red bulls yeah, it it was pretty serious, man. I thought I was like a really really dizzy and shortness of, shortness of breath and wow. Obviously, obviously with the heart pumping as well with the exercise, freaking out and thought I if I died in that gym, you know, wouldn't be That's here today. So <laughs> That'd have been embarrassing. I, I wonder what my caffeine tolerance is like because it seems like 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 I constantly drink soda, like it's my main beverage of choice, and that has caffeine in it, so I'm always got you know, some baseline of caffeine. And I drink a couple cups of coffee every single day, like two cups every day. It's got to be high. Probably. I probably have maybe three cups of coffee a month. And I can't think of other caffeine. So I sometimes have some G Fuel. Um, but I don't yeah. know if that even has caffeine. Yeah. 150 milligrams, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I remember checking a lot. it. Yeah. Um, that's well. Yeah, it's about two coffees worth, I guess. Yeah, I don't have that's a, quite a I bit, don't, I don't which is actually still quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chiz drinks a lot of coffee, like like multiple cups a day, and I think and Kitty does too. Um, Kitty Chiz, drinks a shitload of coffee. I, I don't know where Chiz is now. When Chiz worked at Woodycraft, like twelve, eighteen cups in a day, like it was a like he would just really? hydrate. He would hydrate with coffee, like he just drank coffee a lot. Um, so but I don't know where he is today on that. That sounds. Horrible. It's, oh, I, I it's got to be the right coffee, and and I like coffee, like like, but but I I, I put I'm put sorry. sweetener and and milk in there, so it's not terribly unhealthy for me either. So there's, it's just you know a little splash of milk, and that's about it as far as calories. She so. likes his coffee, like uh, like in the same. You know how people like beer, you know? Yeah, they, he's a connoisseur. Drink the beer, and they're like, yeah, you know, like swish it around. That's a complex taste or something. Uh, that's how Chiz is with coffee. It's usually black and, you know, he'll be like, oh, these whatever coffee beans that came from the feces of an African monkey. They're like, uh, you could really test, you know, taste the, the earth in coffee and this. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, uh, not monkeys, yeah. but it's bats. And oh, okay. There's a coffee that you, that's collected from the droppings of bats. They, they eat the coffee bean, they poop it out. Then the coffee bean is collected, dried, roasted, uh, ground and served. As coffee, it's it's batshit coffee. Quano coffee, yeah. So so Chiz likes his. I've gotten that way a little bit with sodas. Now I don't drink sodas much. I, not even sure I've had one this month. But when I do drink the occasional soda, like I I I don't want it if it's not from a glass bottle. And I really like to try like a new experience of soda. You know, a prickly pear, mm. uh, something new. I, uh, I and I'll drink the. It's like Coconut savor it. Penis. Coconut penis? Yeah, that was the uh, the soft oh. drink from the office. That they sounds, invested in. I would love a coconut soda. Like that, if you told me you had a coconut soda and it looked like it came in an old-timey Coke bottle, I would be yeah. all about that. I would pay $5 for that soda. Wow. I got like, a vanilla bean soda upstairs. It's pretty tasty. Um, most of those sodas that I ordered from that place were real losers. You know, they, all t they were all either flat or tasted like shit or like cough syrup or something, so... That's real stinks. downer. But I like the fancy sodas too. I think we're all on that same page. I got some cool root beers when we we're in uh, uh, Denver, and oh, yeah. uh, they had like they had they had a kind of top that I'd never seen before. You grabbed like a ring, and you bent that ring upwards and pulled, and then there was a loud boom, and it just blew it clear of the top, and it was unsealed. I'd never seen one of those before. It's not I like the, it. Yeah, it's the, there's a 
it's not the like glass bottle type with like a uh, like a cantilever like cork that goes that pops and goes boop and 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 you know uncorks. It, this was completely different. It was like a aluminum tearaway pop top, and it, it made a really loud boom when the fucking root beer got opened. It had a koala bear on the. So uh, it was in a can though. Yeah, a bottle, glass bottle with an aluminum top. And when you tore the, you pulled the ring upwards, and it tore the aluminum. And when you got to the top, there was a loud pop, and it blew the whole aluminum top clear of the glass bottle, and you were good to go. And then you drank was, from a glass bottle as if it was a certainly. Oh, yeah, that sounds it great. Was a, it was some sort of Australian root beer, and I was joking <laughs> about um, that it was sweetened with a koala nectar. <laughs> and she was like, "What's koala nectar?" And I was like, "Oh, the koala nectar." Those koalas get up there all high and crazy off the eucalyptus, and they mess around in the flowers. Now they're diggers; they get covered in the pollen. So we get them down when they're all high from the eucalyptus late at night, and shake the pores of all that all that pollen there, and get our our koala sweetener, koala nectar. And and just went on for hours about <laughs> koala nectar, and and like how hours. the koala nectar was refined. Oh yeah, hours about how the koala nectar was uh, uh, refined. And collected, and how we were very careful not to injure any koalas. And, uh, and I think we had a new product, something with wallabies. I imagine it this was... conversation being uh, facilitated by soda, making you guys yeah. all giddy and silly. Yeah, well, well, I had that. I had my koala, mm-hmm. uh, koala nectar sweetened root beer there. It was, it was, it was my muse. We had a good time. I like Denver, <laughs> man. It's fun there. I like having a real winter for one thing because it's. We still haven't gotten like cold, cold weather here for more than like two or three days in a row. Like. I fly out of here and it's like 70 degrees. I land in Denver and it's 40 and it there's snow on the ground and people wearing coats and shit. It feels like winter. It does. Um, I, I, the cold, in hindsight, the cold doesn't kill me too much. You know, it, I do miss, I think if I paramotor and motorcycle, I wouldn't like the cold so much. The gray skies, that's a killer. The gray skies make me sad. If, if Colorado has cold weather and blue skies, then that's not so awful. But the Northeast, like Philly, New Jersey, New York, it's gray and cold, and that's not that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I wanted to time my trip so I could watch the uh, the UFC fight because you know that's where Holly Holm is fighting. She's fighting in Denver on the 11th, but I miss it. I don't, I don't oh. get to see the Holly Holm fight. I, uh, I I I would like to see that. I want to know when they're coming to Phillips Arena again next. I want to go to an event. I wonder if um they're ready for that altitude. I think she trains in Albuquerque, which is already at some altitude, right? Mm, it makes sense. Um, I would imagine Albuquer- Albuquerque is at some altitude. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a mile. Knows. It's a mile high. You know, it's it's like we looked it up the other day. It's five thousand three hundred forty feet or something. I'm very it. close to that. What is the altitude in Albuquerque, New Mexico? Three thousand two hundred four feet. Albuquerque, New Mexico is about 4,954 feet. That's very actually, similar. yeah, that's very close to, um, so maybe she's already training in altitude. She's ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I love that, that whole thing we were talking about the other day about Habib and how he trains in Dagestan at altitude his whole life. Like that, that, that's really interesting to me. I want to see that fight. That, yeah. Connor's got his hands full with Khabib. Or does he? Does he knock him out in the first round, like like forty seconds? That'd in? be and, so and, Connor-like. And man. he's just like, oh! he like points and stops him on the side of the ring, and it's over. Uh, climb on the octagon and do yeah. his money, money, money thing, and I. 
It's, he was doing that money onto the other corner's people. I let. I let <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I th- yeah, I think. Um, I think he didn't like someone in Alvarez's camp or something. Like he had something to say to them. But uh, yeah, Connor. He doesn't always win with class. <laughs> but yeah, I still that's like what we're him. Looking for. Yeah, neither does Trump. But he wins. That's all that matters. <laughs> can't argue he won he won those are the rules oh man i uh i'm having a great time with the trump thing i i keep saying it over and over but man it's just so shocking every time i realize it's real again like i'll walk by kitty's office and i'll just duck in and i'll be like donald trump is the fucking president and just walk away as she curses at me with her little british accent so, so she was not pro-trump oh, of course not well, well I mean, she you should know, have she... voted for hillary more often I don't think she's allowed to vote as a Oh, that doesn't stop the Democrats. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) She should have got a good 10, 20 votes in there. She's like, oh, I'm not allowed to vote. I'm like, well, if you were dead, you would be. So. Yeah. (laughs) She just didn't have the right attitude. She didn't have a little more gumption. Maybe she could have carried Georgia. Yeah, that that, that old meme, it said something like, um, it's it's got, um, what's his name? The the, um, John Wayne. It's got a picture of John Wayne, and it says something like, Oh, in life, I was a Republican, so I would have voted for a Republican, but I'm dead, so I'll vote for a Democrat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trump is president, and he's doing things on the daily. Daily uploader, like, like a YouTuber. I appreciate that. I know how hard it is. And uh, I, some of his moves I like, some of his moves I don't like, but at least there's a show. Yeah. Oh, there's a yep. show. Oh, I can't wait for the war. The war's coming. You yes. The oh, war is dude. coming. Dude. Some people out there saying six of one, half a dozen of another. I say you get what you pay for. Yeah. There's a war coming. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know, know what gonna... that means at all. It was meant to just mean nothing. Mission accomplished. That's what that means. No, the, uh, so the war is coming. The war In is my coming. head, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Kyle, I'm sorry. You were saying he's gonna bomb someone, drone mm-hmm. somebody. He might send troops in, and then there's gonna be that sticky situation of like, oh, they have diamonds there. Well, let's dig them up, dig them up. <laughs> let's send to the diamond diggers, sir. We don't have any diamond diggers. Get some shovels. I don't know. What do you want? What do you, you want me to do your work? You want me to do your job for you? You want me to do your job for you? <laughs> this Kelly I just do your Conway. job for you. Me, yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> did I just do your job for you? Meanwhile, it's Kellyanne Conway. She's like, this really isn't under my job. <laughs> I just <laughs> find your diamond diggers. I just twist people's words. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just make you look like a, you know, not a madman. She's uh, great at her job. I like she had a quote today. She was like, even I couldn't have saved the Clinton campaign. (laughs) I think they asked her. And of course, that's the smart, you know, I I guess she could have been like, oh, well, I'm sure there were moves that could have been made, you know, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But instead, she's like, oh, no. (laughs) No. By saying that she couldn't do it, she did it really well. Like, I don't know. That's 3D chess right there. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, she's she's masterful at that shit. She you know she she just came in mid campaign and just immediately started being the one to like take what Trump said and and muddle it and 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 confuse it and twist it around so that anyone off to the edges of his core constituency could be like, well, maybe I guess yeah. that's maybe he meant that he could have meant that. I guess that's what words do. All I right. For, <laughs> I forget who said it, but it was something like, oh, it doesn't matter what Trump says. It only matters what you think he feels. 
And I'm like, wow, that that's kind of how Trump's support works. Like he can say anything, but people will say, oh, no, what he meant was this or he, you know, his motivation for saying that was this. It's a tricky thing. The whole 3D chess thing is excuses for things he's actually said and done. And it worked. He won. Now yeah, we'll, I hope he leads well. Doesn't we'll matter see. either way. There's no, there's no buybacks on this. You don't get to like try a president out for, for, for three years and be like, you know, that ain't working out. Like, you we're, do. <laughs> we're in for the solid four. Unless he starts committing crimes, and then you can well, there are impeachment processes. But and, and there's the, no like, you can't just be like, oh, the economy isn't going well. We're gonna, we're gonna move in a new direction. There's definitely crime shit you can already do, right? Like he's already is renting office space to foreign governments, right? Like that just the, the day he started, it was arrangements that existed before he was president, right? Um, there's the hotel in, in uh, D.C. that has some sort of con. Oh, you, it's, you can't be a government official, right? So the instant he became one, there was problems there. Uh, he doubled the price to join his golf club in, from 100 grand to 200 grand a year in Florida. So that could be seen as like using his position in office, you know, to, to profit, right? It, it, I, I get it. But, you know, when he, he became president... There were more applications so because he had more applications. He raised the prices. It's business. Um, yeah, but it doesn't seem like one one is feeding the other. It seems like he's doing better because he's president. Not he's well. Not the president the first two were straight up like presidents can't do this, but they're pre-existing things. But that doesn't make it okay. Um, but it in my mind though, it, it takes away some of the evil. But my point is, if there is a real witch hunt after Trump like there was after Clinton. You know, Clinton, they went after some real estate deal. It eventually led to him getting a blowjob in the Oval Office, right? If there's a witch hunt after Trump, they'll find stuff. You know, if they wanted to get rid of Trump, then he's guiltier than Clinton was. You got to find a witch hunter willing to do it first. Uh, and he's going to come from a minority pa uh, party. Who was in the majority when Clinton got uh, I think it was the Republicans. Was it? I, I, they had Ken, Kenneth Starr was named the pr special prosecutor. Yeah. Hey, you would think that they would have had to have had some power to make that happen because otherwise the Dems would have hushed it all up. And it lasted it for side. years. I it mean, did. it is possible it was, that they were the minority when it started and the majority when it happened. Um, I was I, 97. I was a little kid. Yeah, I was like 50. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, anyway... So there is stuff on Trump that you could already, like, get him with. It's just a matter of, do people even want to get him? You know, where are we on this thing? And yeah, we'll I, there, there are those little, the things like, the, like him owning the, 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 the hotel and stuff like that. I, I think you need, like, a legal scholar to even, like, nail down exactly what, whether that's right or wrong or what could be done about it. Like, like I, th I feel like with, for impeachment proceedings, there's, like, really specific things that it has to be before they could even do that. And of course, that's the that's the, the the bullseye that's painted on his back right now for every Democrat. They're like, wow, if we could get if we could get out of this with less than four years of Trump, that'd be the biggest win of all time. That'd be almost as big as him winning. You know, I'm sure they're looking at that and, and hoping that something comes up that they can be like, aha, this is a silver bullet he can't dodge. But I don't think it's come up yet. There's definitely like yeah. It's things the matrix that don't over there. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think that um, the uh, the burden of proof is quite high for that sort of thing. Just like I was, I was learning about this uh, 
there's some sort of law that prevents Congress members from using inside information um, that they have about companies to uh, to invest in those companies for profit. But uh, and th there was a there was a big investigation about it, et cetera. But and at the end, they passed some law that says you know you can't do that, or we'll come get you, and you won't be at Congress anymore, and you'll go to jail. But the burden of proof to like prove that they've done it is so high that like. In essence, they they did nothing. They you know they're still doing this sort of and I I think the burden of proof maybe on impeachment hearings is probably pretty similar. It's probably a pretty difficult thing to do. I mean they they had Clinton I and they didn't like get the him. I feel like the two so Clinton got censured. Uh, he got impeached. I think he's officially impeached. He lost his he lost well there was his law license, but I think I, he was impeached. He was definitely impeached, but he then, wasn't removed from office, right. and he now, lost his law degree. Temporarily, I think. I think. Nah, he, he lost. Well, I don't think he has it anymore. I thought he had it now, but I, mean, I could be wrong. I'd have to Google it. Um, I thought he took it. And Nixon is getting pretty old history. You know, all he really did is knowingly like get some papers from somebody's office. Like that really wasn't much different. Well, that was than a burglary. Weekly, that, WikiLeaks. It's just the. No, nah, that was a conspiracy and a burglary, though. You know, they literally broke in physically. Like, like they. And like, that to me is not much different than breaking in virtually. Oh, it is to me. Oh, it's so much bigger. Uh, really? Like, like he, like, like Nixon ran a conspiracy with G. Gordon Liddy and all those guys. He's like, you go over there and you break into that door and you steal from my fucking uh, the other candidate. That's heavy stuff. To um, me, that's very similar to getting somebody's email. <laughs> but who got somebody's email? Well, I'm not. I mean. Trump asked the Russians if he could raid their email, and then it appears that they did, and WikiLeaks oh, released God. it. No, that's flat out how it, how it went down, right? Like, you can't laugh that off. That's what they did. Before that, though, right? Like, like, uh, it's like, possible. Yeah, the Maybe they got it beforehand. But you, if you do connect the dots like that, Trump is like, look, if you guys were to like get her emails... I think the media would treat you very fairly or, or very well. It hasn't been proven that the like Russians that. got the emails, so like, like it's a very well, tenuous like, like seventeen like, intelligence agencies that agreed on it with no proof. Like, like you couldn't try it in a court of law. They don't have the. It's not like, oh yeah, we know for certain. It's like all signs point to this. It's more of one of right, those. They, right. it, the burden I, of proof isn't there again. <clears throat> oh, I don't know what the burden of proof is, but they they seem to think that's how it went down, and. Uh, um, and then, but not at his direction. Like it wasn't like Trump was ordering Putin around. It, I, I know what you're talking about when Trump said that. He's like, if anybody has access to this information out there, let, please. He let specifically them asked it. the Russians to do it. Yeah. It wasn't if it, anybody. It was. I, I felt like he had like a laundry list. If the Russians have it, if this person has it, like regardless of what he said, though, it certainly wasn't him like directly ordering a Russian to do a thing in the same way that the president of the United States directly ordered his henchmen to break into a, the Watergate hotel and steal things like, like, I mean, those, those guys went to fucking jail. G Gordon Liddy did time. Like that was a, that was conspiracy, you know, uh, burglary and theft and all that stuff. He said, <laughs> I will tell you this, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you'll be rewarded mightily by our press. You know, that's, no that's, when that's not, that, hey, anyone, that's, you know, that, that's specifically, <coughs> that's straight up asking the Russians. <coughs> no, I'm not saying the Russians only did it because he asked, but after that, they started leaking it, you know, and 
I don't have my timeline straight. I, I'm under the impression yeah. that they have a lot of stuff to like, like, like. And as far as far as I know, the the the, the theory is that the Russian that Putin orders this thing, uh, then the Russians get the information, then they leak it to a, another <laughs> part, who then gives it to Julian Assange. It's it's a pretty big web, um, but it's just yeah. not the same. But I, I feel, oh, okay. To me, it's exactly the same. Like I don't think that because they hacked an email server versus hacked a door lock that it's different at all. But the president of the United States gave orders to hit people who work for him, literal henchmen, to oh, break oh. in, in, in that American hotel, agree. and they physically go and do it. It's a big difference from him on the stomp, you know, in front of the news media, going like, "Hey, if the Russians have it, hey, get it out there." I bet, I bet, I bet. There's a lot of people in this room would like to see that information. That's so massive a difference, though, than literally giving an order to people who are bound to take those orders to go commit criminal acts within your I, own country. I can see hotel. the difference there. I guess what I was saying is, let's say hypothetically, in an alternate universe, Trump told his own people to hack the email server and release it. That, to me, would be exactly the same. You know, it doesn't matter that it was as, a door locked versus... Even. No, I, I don't think it's bad if he sends him in. He may even have like some legal standing to, to get in there like, like, to like get that. get the DNC's he, private email server? Yeah, maybe if he suspects them of some wrong do- wrongdoing as commander in chief. This was as a candidate. Certainly would recover. So you certainly would uncover plenty of wrongdoing if you looked in there. Yeah, <laughs> he was there. Look, uh, I think you're being pretty forgiving of some hacking and 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 saying that hacking people's computers is fair game. There's no penalty no, for that. No, it's I'm, fine. What I'm it's only bad Donald if they literally. But Donald Trump didn't order the hacking at all, or even anything tantamount to it. Is, is is the way I feel. Like like he's the hacking had already taken place anyway, months prior, and the information was already they they had it. Like it was already done, and like everything was already over like they, they certainly weren't talking about emails in the news media and then the russians go in and like steal this stuff it seems like jesus if if if, if your emails hillary are enough of a story that we're talking about them here in front of all these cameras is it still a possibility that they're going to go in there and like and get dnc emails and get into john podesta you haven't worked on your security yet your password is still password john i don't know it, don't it, know. it's a completely different thing to me like, like i mean clearly it was because nixon uh, would would have went to jail if his VP hadn't have pardoned him, right? Didn't didn't uh, was it Johnson? No, it's not Johnson. Mm. That's Kennedy. It's uh, um. I have Goldwater in my head, but it's mm-mm. not Goldwater. Uh, it's the guy who was never elected, right? Yeah, I um, believe. So. <clears throat> Fuck it, it's fucking two in the morning. Barry yeah, Scott. <laughs> that fucking guy. Hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, no, I think that physically taking stuff and virtually taking stuff is very similar. That I, I, I sort of stuck on that. But uh, whatever, he's our president now. Um, he's not my president. <laughs> he might be. You watch out, motherfucker. You don't have a government. There you go. You just slip you in there. Who would there. fight? Trump- <laughs> Trump might pick up the phone and like 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 make a deal with the fucking Queen of England to even though that's take, not he's, he's like no no I'll only deal with her. <laughs> take, take her like take she's you. not the head of state she's a showpiece no no me and the Queen that's how we work only her only I her deal with her I don't want to deal with that other chick you guys that PM or whatever that is mm. I just finished the last season of the Tudors I know exactly how this works <laughs> <laughs> I talked to. <laughs> I want to talk to the king and no one but the king. (laughs) That's my Trump impression. I just broke it out. (laughs) (laughs) I need to talk to the king of England or anyone else it won't do. (laughs) You guys want to call the show? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. We got 12 minutes to go. What? 
We do. Oh, we're approaching uh, six hours and forty minutes in the call. Oh, well, you guys probably longer. Yeah, uh, six hours and fifty-one minutes in the call. There you go. Seven hour uh, call. You're then. all a bunch of sissies. <laughs> bunch of sissies. Black jawed faggots. <laughs> you don't stuff you turn you into a sexual tyrannosaurus. Uh, like I, I haven't talked as much as you guys, but it's crazy how much, uh, how physically draining talking for seven hours is. What kind of uh, mic do you the, have there? The Am talking, I looking at an RE twenty? What, what what kind of mic do you have? This? There? Oh, it's a Rude Rude or Rude whatever oh. podcaster. Okay, okay, popular mic. Lefty used to rock yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's like two hundred dollars. I got it for two hundred dollars at least, but it was kind of an upgrade from the Yeti when yes. I had one. They're very popular, and I don't like them. <laughs> Not look you, good to you, or you know what's worse? The snowball. Everyone used to rock oh, the man. snowball, and they never sounded good. The snowball was very like its shape as well made it very awkward to use. Like I, I put it on a boom mag, and it was I don't know. I, I don't like the the ball shape of it. Mm. I prefer these longer mics. I'm yeah. a big fan of this thing right here. Uh, I don't see any reason to ever buy another microphone unless this one breaks or is stolen. Um, so I'm I'm real real happy with this. I used the same mic as Kyle, and um, I guess I, I think I moved away from it too much because I I would watch PKA usually the first couple of minutes and be like I sound fine, but um, just recently on a more recent PKA I, I watched in the middle of it and I was like I am kind of quiet in that. Like I see why everyone's fussing. So I switched over to this mic, which is different than the one I used to use. And we'll see if today worked out better than normal. I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully we got it all recorded. So far, so good. I don't believe a word but of it. I'm still recording <laughs> as well, so. Yeah, so we'll make it. Just in case. <laughs> Does um, OBS record with a variable frame rate, do you know? Or is it a solid um, frame rate? You have solid. to set it. To set it. I'll but have to check. By default, it should be solid, but you can set it to variable if you mm. want. I don't want that. I don't want that because otherwise it doesn't sync up. And you're, you're, if you ever have yeah. to render it again, like maybe, uh, I don't know, someone says something that needs to be cut, then uh, you're out of luck. <laughs> Nine more minutes, Taylor. Can you go? T- Taylor, tell us a Bible story. I, I am so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like I've I've never been closer to falling asleep. Like man, why are you so tired? Sure. It's like one a.m. There. I've been here for seven hours, motherfucker. Yeah, but I, I've been <laughs> here too for seven hours. I've like, been up all day. You <laughs> wouldn't know I'm the oldest guy on this call. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, and and I uh I actually so this is like a, a teaser preview for for I guess probably next PK. I was actually looking around doing more Bible research, trying to find what I think is the upper echelon of bible tales and so Ooh. i'll bring one of those next week but i'm, I'm hammering through them if you guys have suggestions tweet them at me all at right Mercadurka, tweet them at me because there's a lot of great ones and it's easy to overlook them but the bible i like the ones the that original don't make alt sense. facts yeah I, I like the ones where like god like 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 the one where he um uh, where he tortures Job because of a bet that he's got with this safe <laughs> Like and then in the end, like he's just like, well, guess I win, and walks away and leaves Job in his rubble. Like that's such a shit fucking story. Like I feel like if you told anybody that, like like when they were just getting into Christianity, you'd be like, oh, let me tell you this one thing God did. All right, so he makes this bet, right? He gambles with Satan. You know the Lord of Darkness. We covered him earlier, right? He makes a bet with him against his his like most loyal human subject of them all. 
and basically tortures that guy endlessly for at least a few months. Maybe it's not a, year a starter story. You no. lead into that one. Or you got to get through a lot of loaves of bread and fish from Jesus before you start telling him about what God did to Job. If God told that story on Facebook, we'd all unfriend him. Yeah, if God told that story and was like, am I the asshole? We'd all be like, yes, yes. you are the asshole. Yes. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I totally want to like put that in am I the asshole, like the subreddit. Just tell the story of Job. <laughs> I, there's plenty of them like that. I would I would imagine like like the yeah. story. Of I mean, Job's just a couple of books after that, Elisha uh, orders a lot of children to be murdered by bears because because they mocked him for being bald. He's a very sensitive prophet. About Jesus. that, at least, yeah. Uh, did you know that, that you know that story? That's that's the whole story. Uh, they, they, uh, they said, "Spoiler! Uh, look, they said, hey, oh, look at, tell your flesh from your bones.' And they that's did. what it is. It was uh, they said, uh, and they called out to him, bald man, bald man, or something like that. And that was enough for Elisha to be like, all forty of these kids are useless garbage, trash. And then God's like, I, I let you control these two bears just for like the next fifteen minutes, though. Don't go crazy. And then he just he uses the bears to murder all the children, and they." They, not a single one survived. And when you think about it, that's like that's like all the farmers, all the workers, and like the little village nearby. Like they can't, they can't survive that. They've put too many resources into these kids already. But they shouldn't have been such a, a bunch of loudmouth faggots to that problem. <laughs> put all your eggs in one basket with those kids. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah, you kill forty kids in like biblical times. Like Jesus Christ, that's an enormous amount of kids. Too too oh, many kids to murder for that joke. Even with Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, like, like, okay, I get it that these are like, they were breaking God's law and being immoral or whatever they were up to, butt fucking. But, but that one part where like, Lot offers him, offers those rapers his daughters, his virgin daughters. He's like over the over these strange men he just met in the darkness. Like he just met some strangers at night, and the crowd wants to rape them. They must have been some good-looking guys. Yeah, I there's some know. horrible, horrible parents in the Bible. The worst. That, you know, they didn't have chicken soup for the soul or anything to go off of. So, you know, you make a lot of mistakes. He turned his wife into a pillar of salt. You make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> then so, then Lot fucked his daughter. <clears throat> I mean, you got to keep the species. You got to keep, I mean, uh, technically, they didn't really need to fuck his daughters as much as he probably no. wanted to. Well, they got, they got him wasted. They got they plied him with honeyed wine. Mm. It was not his fault. I, I mean, I, we all know you get enough honeyed wine in you. Who knows what could happen, right? Your wife turned to salt. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been there. I mean, not, 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 not the wife turning to salt. The honeyed wine. Well, you know, the, the, the honeyed wine. yeah, the honeyed wine. That's mead, right? Like, or is that? Isn't need uh, a honeyed alcoholic beverage? Uh, were they? Uh, that much yeah, is true. Is it a beer yeah, though? Mead. Am I crazy, or is it just its own thing? Mead. I would think it would be a kind of beer. Fermenting honey and, with water and fruits. Okay, huh. and then grog. Grog was rum and water, right? And then with a pirate Ugh. drink. Are yeah, you shitting you, me? That is no. It was the only way to make sure your water wasn't bad was to add rum to it. Oh man, th there's there's no way that water tasted at all acceptable on a hot ship like day raw. full of rum. That was, the, and they had that issue with scurvy. Uh, you know, they, because they're eating nothing but like salted dried beef or meat or whatever, and and drinking grog, so they're getting no vitamins. Yeah, it's all just li liquid dead calories and alcohol, and salted pork. <laughs> <laughs> 
salted pork. <laughs> well, salted pork is particularly good. <laughs> salted pork. Wow. <laughs> they got a. They're. I find you drinking and feels you know, smoking and feasting. Uh, it's, uh, it's from the extended scene in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, when they come upon flooded Isengard, and Gimli sees Merry and Pippin sitting there being smug c- cunts, smoking and eating, and he gets very upset. Like, I've been trying to save you guys, and here I find you drinking and smoking. And I, I don't know a good Gimli, but that's what he says. No, it's hard. You know Gimli, this, Gimli's doing Treebeard's voice, too, right? Yeah. It's impressive. Yep. I'm a sick guy. Hmm. Yep. I rewatched the uh, the movies uh, not too long ago. I rewatched two of them. Predator. I fell asleep before I saw the third. Uh, you missed the best one. Uh, you gotta get on. Well, it was getting late. It was, you know. Yes. It was not uh, not two a.m. late. Like five a.m. late. It was late. Even like Pyro Puncher late. Yes. <laughs> I watched uh, Predator again the other day. <laughs> I it's uh, I rewatched that at least probably once a month. I watched Predator. I fucking love the Predator. <laughs> I swear to God, like, like Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body, Ventura, Carl Weathers. Um, it, that's a badass fucking movie. It's mm. so goddamn good. I, I love it. They're, they're riding in on that helicopter. They're playing Little Richard. Uh, it, it fucking uh, the Body Ventura's over there with that red man chewing tobacco. Like, offering it to everybody. Nobody wants it. It's a bunch of slack-jawed faggots. <laughs> fucking like, eating that stuff. Everybody's so mad. You lose it here and you're in a world of hurt. It's payback time. <laughs> this place guy. makes Cambodia look like Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are, these are all Carl, these are all his quotes. His black buddy, who I suspect being his lover, perhaps in the movie, like he he's like he's like time to let old painless out the bag, <laughs> and, and 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 Jesse like unfurls his minigun. He's like woof. He's like, yeah, <laughs> that's old painless, the minigun. Ah, I love that fucking movie. It's so sick. He's walking around the goddamn jungle with a minigun. A minigun. The gun that's itself very weighs heavy. like 50 pounds. Yeah, and the, the ammo is going to weigh 150. Ah, it, it's a, a couple hundred. It's outrageous. You know, like, like, like it's a huge backpack full of lead, brass, and, and, and copper. Like it's heavy as fuck. It's, it's outrageous for him to walk around with it. It's, it I love that movie, though. So good. Hmm. Well, there's 30 seconds left till four hours. Would you guys like to hear a joke? No. Yes, yes, I would. A sheep, a <laughs> drum, and a snake fall off a cliff. Bottom. I wanted a joke. I'd have followed you to the men's room, watched you take a piss. <laughs> That's what Steve Martin told the guy. Bottom. That's not going to cut it as a joke in Trump's America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the sheep, the drum, and the it's snake. It's time ah, you liberal dumb. pussies learned to get a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired. <laughs> I think our our Jesse Ventura impressions are dead on. I hope there's more people out there who have like heard him on radio shows in the past 15 years and know that that is like a perfect Jesse Ventura. He's just this maniac who talks like that. Talks about being off the grid in Mexico. <laughs> He's just a nut. I want to tell all this conspiracy theory mumbo jumbo. <laughs> you know what I consider good gun control? When you shoot it and you shoot it again and it hits the same hole. Not bad that he said that. Uh, he probably did. He probably yeah. did. All right, ended on a high note. There. <laughs> Why <my> door just <laughs> open? 
<laughs> let's do all let's do all of next week's show. Each of us as Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Welcome to PKA episode three hundred and thirty-one, or whatever episode it is. Coincidentally, that is how many pounds I can bitch press. All right, PKA three nineteen. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>